can't wait for the tacos, dude. I can't wait for the tacos and the freaking, I mean, the oh, tortillas no. down there. So, but tell us more. So I was telling you earlier, I was, um, my friend moved to Mexico and he like, he's where like where native tribes are more or less like where they've been for hundreds of thousands of years, probably. And he was telling me that he wants me to come down because they do grow their own um, cannabis out there. And, and he was like, it's, it's something I've never seen. Hmm. So I told him, I was like, maybe me and Fumino will meet up at the border and come down and, and, and take a look. He says they're land races that they've been in Mexico for a long, long time. Right on. But I, I don't Is know if they're the, real. Was he talking about the pink pistol Oaxacan or what was he talking about? I think he said it was pink pistols. He said it wasn't purple. It didn't turn purple at the end. It was really green, but then it had pink. Like it, it ripened to a pinkish like hue, huh. not a purple. So it could be, it could be something with the pink pistol Moroccan. And then, so the high was unique too, right? Like it basically ripped your head off like a mohawk, right? Yeah. So it was the, like, I don't want to call it the like normal, like stativa high, but it wasn't uplift. It just pretty much knocked your socks off in every aspect. Hmm. And what they call it the Aztec. Huh? Yeah. So- uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, uh, we're struggling with this one today, but we, we make an effort. We always make an effort. Ladies and gentlemen, smash with a freaking champion effort. Uh, decoy bacon already in the house. Midwest grown already in the house. T-B- I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this is a cannabis show. Uh, I think let me do, double check here by checking to live chat. A confirmed atomic spoon. Cheers. Legend. You are first. You are confirmed, not just a legend, but also confirmed first. You basically, that's like a medal. You could pin that on your chest. You can just, you can, you can go to the end of your life. You can be like, dude, I was first. People can always say like, oh, first, and they're lying. But actually, Atomic Spoon can say first. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. If you are over the age of 21, uh, stick around, you know, relax, chill out. Check your ice cube situation. Uh, it's a little bit uh, chillier where I am right now. Ozzy's still wearing a hoodie. So I feel like we're in that kind of transition uh, period in life where uh, maybe many places in the world are not so uh, super duper warm. There's probably some super duper warm places. But anyway, a lot of places are a little on the chillier side. People are bringing out the pumpkin spice lattes here in the, the northern hemisphere. Uh, let me think. Uh, if you do still have an ice cube situation that needs to be rectified, go rectify that ice cube situation. Uh, we don't have West Engine right here right now. Smash, would you like to sub for West Engine? Would you like to be the uh, the honorary Caribbean Canadian for the evening? I won't do the accent because I'm bad at it, but I can tell a poem tonight. You could tell the poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's more of a nursery rhyme. It, it works. Once, it works. Once it. upon a time, hmm. get the hell out of here. That's that was a that was a great first. I mean, that was honestly like I I didn't realize that wasn't West Engine. Frankly, I didn't realize that wasn't him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are under the uh, under the age of twenty one, I can't call you ladies and gentlemen. I have to call you boys and girls because you're not of age. Get the fuck out. This show is for adults only, twenty one and over. Get the fuck out. Uh, smashed. We we like to you know double check with the stragglers. You There's any stragglers? There we go. There we go. Excellent, excellent effort, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, honestly, like the, 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 without even training. I mean, I guess subliminal training, maybe from from a master, right? West Engine really is a master, but uh, still, no direct, no boot camp or anything like that. Man, knocked out of the park. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now there's just us adults. Uh, please don't forget to check us out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, uh, what else? Uh, Amazon Podcasts, Audible, a bunch of different uh, podcasting platforms, Stitcher, a bunch of other places that like email me randomly. Would you like to be on this service? And I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, anyway, if you like, 
podcasting places, go check your place and go check for us. The name to check for is Chronic Table. Just like if you're looking at the, the, the screen, basically that's the name of the podcast, Chronic Table. My YouTube channel is called Fumador and the Flavors, but the podcast is called Chronic Table. So look that up. Uh, cheers, by the way, Jaws Warrior. Let's see here. Who's on a new paradigm? I haven't seen you for a while. Cheers, buddy. Ian in the house. Welcome, Ian. Uh, what was I going to say? Folks, you have literally pretty much today. You have literally the rest of today to submit a, a photo. You basically don't have any time left. But if you have a photo and you'd like to like uh, participate in September's uh, photo, I don't want to miss quite. Yeah, September. I was like, oh, fuck, I missed a month one time. Uh, remember that smash? Like the month of June, like just didn't exist. Uh, like anyway, 30 days. I'm like, no, uh, few it's 60 days, buddy. Yeah, no, I was like, no, no, that's not. That's not. Yeah, no, I was forgetting the month of June. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not forgetting the month of September. Uh, the September photo contest is almost over, literally almost over. Tomorrow, we're going to announce the, the results. Uh, if you've forgotten to vote, if you've forgotten to basically uh, take a look, honestly, I should have uh, should have posted something to that effect. What if it's too late? It's probably too late tonight. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, reminder to go and vote. Basically, go look at my page, Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. That goes for everybody, honestly. Anybody listening, you're welcome to go and vote. You're all judges, basically. All of you guys that are listening that go and look at uh, the photos and like them, you're judges. So any of the photos that you like, all of the photos that you like, every single photo you like, you're welcome to vote on. You do not have a number of votes that you're limited to. You can vote for literally all of the photos that basically people submitted. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, we actually haven't had any, I haven't had any issues that I know of of people like gaming votes or anything else. I just, I honestly don't have to worry about it. So like, frankly, if you like the photos, like the photos, the, the photos that have the most votes, they're basically people's choice. So we don't say that it's best. I honestly slip up sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's the best photo. It's not actually the best photo. It's just, it's people's favorite photo. You know what I mean? Like uh, best and worst is extremely subjective. It's just, it's just like weed. You know what I mean? What's the best weed? Give me a fucking break. There are many good weeds. Among them are the following fucking 50. Stories. You'll probably get if you ask 100 people, you might get a 30 percent chance. You'll get three people to say the same thing. That's even probably be, being generous. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How could you define the best thing where there's that much uh, variation? So, folks, we just talk about basically people's choice uh, photo. And then usually I have a runner up. So I think tomorrow we're going to have a, a winner and a runner up. I think it's going to be great. Octo Tom in the house. What's up, buddy? Uh, Octo Tom, if you guys don't know, Octo Tom is always eating the most delicious delicacies like freaking lobster and Cambodian food and just like entire spreads of amazing shit. Tom knows how to freaking chow. Uh, let me think. What am I forgetting? So, folks, uh, I, I will actually allow a couple more uh, postings. Like, I'll basically keep an eye on my Instagram until midnight tonight. I mean, it's a little, eh, you know what? That's kind of cutting it close. Let's say you guys have like two more hours. It's 720 right now. Cheers, by the way. We just missed the 720. Uh, you have until fucking 920 930 ish I'll, I'll give a squishy because i will probably be high at that time 930 ish basically if anybody submits some more photos i'll repost them and that hopefully will be enough time for people to look at them vote on them blah 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 honestly as, as far as i care frankly now that i'm thinking about it people are going to vote for stuff anyway so frankly now that I, I say that honestly until midnight tonight you guys can submit photos i'm going to uh uh, repost them until midnight tonight. Uh, that goes also, by the way, if you're watching this show and for some reason, any reason, all reasons I have, for some reason, missed your submission, please let me know, like DM me right now. This is the time to do it, uh, because tomorrow might already be too late. You know what I mean? So folks, if I've forgotten to repost your, your post, please let me know. With that said, holy cow announcements, announcements, but announcements. We'll never uh, let a photo go 
unseen. If we, he does miss it, it will just be the next month's contest. That's what I, yeah. For example, if you guys like, if I missed you or something, I can just repost it. You know what I mean? That's not a big deal here. Let me really quickly, uh, before we move on, because I always forget to do this because then we get freaking high, please go and take a look at my website. What's up, Tommy, uh, take a look at my website, folks. I'll be real brief here so that maybe I can remember to do it a little bit later. Go take a look at genetics made all exclusively in living soil, basically from seed. They've been growing in living soil. So they've been exposed to, uh, uh, honestly, the, the living soil food web. So frankly, I think that, that makes a, a more genetically hardy uh, seed stock. Uh, a lot of folks agree with me. West Engine Swindle is one of the most popular deals, folks, uh, for good reason. West Engine uh, knows what he's talking about. Really nice deal. Uh, let's see here. There are also individual seed packs down here. For example, Morgana, Dread Persephone. Each pack still comes with a freebie of, uh, what is it called? Uh, Silago the Bat. Silago the Bat is right here. Only available, basically, as a freebie. Can't even buy it. Can't even look at it. Actually, you can look at it. But uh, you can't get it any other way except for as a freebie. Folks, please go take a look. Photos, genetic preservation kits, uh, rock solid guarantee. Hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, take a look. With that said, let's see here. Who wants to be first? D. D in the house. Welcome, D. We missed you, man. The other day we were like, holy shit. We don't even know how the brain situation is. What's up, D? I'm back. Cheers, D. What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? I'm back. Busy, busy, busy. Harvesting and just lots of shit going on to go. What's going on to everyone in YouTube watching? And everyone missed me, all the fans. Uh, yeah, right. I think they did. They I'm were like, where's D, man? Where's the brains? They did. Hey, by the way, I have been watching. I have been hiding in that corner, that secret little corner, watching uh-huh. the show. I like the show last Tuesday. Where's the brains? That was awesome. Cheers, buddy. I'm smoking on um, Pink Chris Shatter. That's all I have for tonight. And my vapor pen. And that's it. Cheers, everybody. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Smash, go for it, bud. Welcome. Oh, shit. What's going on? I just spoken on some papaya rope cake. Um, I had, I got to drive today. I'm really excited. Sorry. Nice. It's the first time in a couple of years since I've driven. So I got to go out. And I actually just went to the dispensary because it's the only thing I could think of doing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's cliche. <laughs> Stoners like where am I gonna go? Uh, I'm gonna go buy some weed. Well, I bought oil, not weed, but but my bad free market person wasn't around, so I was like, I'll go to the dispensary. So yeah, I got to drive and stuff. But other than that, garden, new garden started. A couple autos gonna be coming down soon. Then I got a bunch of photos going. Um, I popped a whole pack of Gorilla crossed a cookie rack, and then. My cousin gave me a couple of seeds of this uh, kryptonite. So he says he really likes it when his buddy or his, his brother used to grow it. Hmm. So I popped them. They both popped and shit. We'll see how it is. But yeah, uh, cheers. Oh, uh, good cheers, to see Ozzy. Oh. Hello, cheers, Ozzy. It's new, buddy. Did I smash Tommy, D, and Fumi? Uh, hello, everyone in chat that I haven't got up. Hope you are all doing pretty good. I'm just about to get good with my scissors. I'm going to chop nice up man. some weed for me to get into it. Uh, what's new? Um, not much. I, I suppose I did an exam on the weekend. That was for organic, um, what's the name of that? organic farming for sustainable agricultural production. 
that was interesting. That was, um, yeah, that went really good. Uh, that's, cool. that's about it, really. It's happening. I'm three quarters of the way through this semester. So I'll be finished in an, a month odd. So it'll be nice again. But, um, not much else. Sorry to speak. It's good to see everybody. Hope you're good to see you No, man. Welcome. Uh, welcome back. Uh, how's the Sorry. how's the growing and everything? Has that been uh, solid as a rock, or what's the story? Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, it's, uh, um, good. Yeah, can't complain in that sector. It's um, good inducing resistance, um, putting um, inducing a problem into the plant, and then creating its own immune system to overpower it. And then you've created some systemic wide resistance into its genes. That's fun to try and um, work through. <laughs> Uh, just notice this freaking light is super like uh pink or whatever. Uh, but fortunately, I can change that. Cheers, Ozzy. Good to see you, dude. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I was gonna, I, I don't know, we can ask in a little bit because we haven't had a chance to ask you like any of the cool grow stuff that you've learned. Like some of the you know, I put some of you, like I said, some of the, the easiest possible questions that you sent me from some worksheets uh onto the the, the trivia last week or a couple weeks ago, and it was like honestly a little bit too hard for a couple of folks i mean it was it caught people off guard you know i'm not trying to say anything else but uh how do i say uh it'd be fun to talk about like uh you know what what kind of actual like uh scientific stuff you learn but first let's introduce the the man himself man the man the, the myth the mystery uh tommy trecombs right the uh uh the man of many names the man of uh well a few names anyway tommy trecombs what's going on man yeah well, so, some kind words there buddy <laughs> appreciate it Cheers, How's everyone doing? Cheers. Ozzy, hope you're feeling all right, buddy. Um, oh, no. He's just hanging. He's hanging, bro. Right on. This <laughs> not working correctly. Here. Garden's on, looking fire. good. Uh, I got you. I got a little update on the, the turbis. Is something wrong with my mic or something? Oh, no, I can hear you. Okay. Other technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, the cherubibus, charybdis, charybdis. There you go. <laughs> I should just call it like Charlie or something. Charlie know. McRib. That's it. Charlie McRib. Um, <laughs> That'd be a good name. <laughs> uh, no, it does. It seems to be holding up good on the. Uh, Mild, you know what I'm saying? Mildew test. And it's finishing up. Like, I don't know. It's finishing it up. It has right. passed the middle test or has not? No, it's doing good. Oh, right Sorry. on. Sorry. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, no, it seems to be doing good. I was good, like reading the comment. I was like, fuck, what did I just hear? I was like, I don't know. No, no. No, there's there's some others. Um, I, I don't know. that aren't doing as well, but I don't know. It seems like that one's holding up pretty good. Right on. That's life here in the, in Michigan growing outside you know? yeah same as oregon uh the rains have come and so now i'm sure pretty much just about everybody's freaking the fuck out uh one grower i know uh, is probably safe because he just has a freakishly early garden uh he has the same growing season as everybody else same same everything same light same everything but for some reason the little basin that he grows in everything ripens just an entire like an entire month early so he's i think pretty much already harvested but prom but basically everybody else i know hasn't even begun to ripen yet like especially all the like GMO plants and everything else that's like late October. So, you know, folks are yeah. looking at the weather now, like, mm, what's it going to be next week is going to be nice. So the last couple of days have actually been 
wet but not super bad but like a little bit rainy but uh i don't know the next week will be kind of sunny i don't know you know like all the growers are going to be basically thinking about this kind of stuff right now you know it's all weather watching right? yeah that's it man. That's it. for sure right now it's the time to be watching what's weather. going on man uh richard d no worries my friend richard d is struggling to write a little bit uh, richard d you are completely excused uh you are welcome to just hang and uh, uh, uh chill out and just uh you know chill with the chill with the homies right just kind of goof off uh smashed how is that rosin by the way is that the or how's that uh, hash that you picked up no nah, this is um crumble uh pink uh, pink snowman it's pretty good pretty syrupy right on. Cold start? Don't you got? Yeah, I only cold start now. I don't like ch- chasing the banger anymore. You snob. <laughs> you changed. <laughs> I would buy a dab break for like hundred dollars, and I figure I'd just cold start. Fuck it. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you, dab breaks are, are quite nice. Are, are quite nice. Like a, a little dedicated dab break. I mean, there's nothing actually unusual about that. That's like, look at that. Yeah, that's a dab break. No, a dab yeah. right. The oh, I see. Gotcha. Temperature. Oh, I know what you mean. The um, right. oh shit, they have like the temperature, the thermometer. Fuck, I can't think of the name of the thermometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. The bubble man has. Is that the one? Is it just like or a, a turpo meter? Turp meter, some calls it, or thermometer. Someone call. <laughs> it's like um a dab stick that has a temperature gauge on it. Oh, that's kind of cool. No, that wasn't what I was thinking of. Yeah, thermometer. That's the one D's talking about. The one I'm talking about is it's kind of like a little thing that sits on the table and, and it's a fucking what are they called? The, yeah, the thing they use to do the temperature guns. The same shit. And they just measure your banger and they make it beep at the temperature you want it to like hit it at. Really, I just fucking cold start the shit. Why not? You know? I'm like, after a while you, you get used to the, your banger and your bong and you can cold start fine. Uh, smashed. Uh, Saint Bernard's is just relaxing tonight. He's taking a, a bong rips of your mom. But uh, I was just gonna say, like, there's no way you can oh, clear that bong, man. Tell him to leave. There's no way you can clear that bong because she's so fat. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as funny as I thought it'd be, but it, it was. I made an effort. I made an effort. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. By the way, welcome to uh, uh, you know, welcome to hang out in the show. By the way, uh, since we don't have West Engine here to basically tell people to uh, uh, uh not rock out with their cock out basically uh you guys are welcome to hang out on the show you're welcome to stop by and you know chill and uh, goof off with us this is basically a, a pub atmosphere i don't know all these years like uh, years and years ago I, I kind of fell in love with the like vienna cafe atmosphere but obviously this is not a fucking vienna cafe we're not speaking we, to had, um, one. we don't have coffee well i have coffee but uh you know what i mean I it's basically like a friendly pub atmosphere you guys are welcome to come hang talk discuss things talk about your garden you know show off your garden what we're we gonna say smash we had a question. I mean, yeah. Um, what What is the fruitiest bud? That was a good question. Candy? I was going to get to that uh, question in just one second. Uh, Frank, uh, I, th- I think, I, I hope I have a good answer for it. I think we have a couple good answers, honestly. Uh, let's see here. Well, let's freaking let a new, new um, what a West Engine, I like to call him, a new victim. Let's let the new victim come. But anyway, uh, folks, you guys are welcome to hang. Uh, we, we don't have a guest today, so we're taking it pretty low, low key, uh, uh, chill, you know. Like I say, basically, uh, uh, fuck, I'm all uh, discombobulated. Uh, come hang. Don't show your wang. Don't be a dick. Uh, don't show your dick. What else? 
I think people get the message more or less. Uh, let's see here. Killifs. Well, he's connecting to audio here in a second. Well, while we're talking about it, uh, Frank, uh, good question. Let's see here. What was the question? What's the most flavorful fruity buds you've grown? I want to try Ross Jeff's orange gasm, but it's sold out everywhere. I've heard that it's sold out pretty much everywhere. Uh, I think that's a uh, certified, uh, pretty fruity, uh, like in a good way. Uh, you know, I'm going to give a fairly, fairly selfish, self-serving answer, honestly, but I mean, you know, seed breeders basically do this. I think honestly, black Prince Ruby is probably one of the most fruity, one of the most, uh, honestly, just like banger strawberry candy strains that I've grown personally. Uh, it comes from, uh, and you know, I'll say some other stuff after this. So you don't have to take that word for it only. Uh, but, uh, basically it came from, uh, the mother that I think was the best tasting thing that I've ever basically grown. Not necessarily in the entire universe. I'm not going to be that cough. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be that cocky. It's, it's the best weed ever, man. But the best thing that I've grown, basically, it was the, I called her number seven. It was basically a, a keeper Ruby Jack, basically tasted like strawberry candy. Like those little, you know, wrapper with the green things, strawberry candies, uncanny. It tasted like that with an amazing, amazing high. Uh, so I basically bred that and uh, created essentially uh, an, an F2 basically by creating a new male and then breeding it back to that same mom. And now I think it's, I've grown it uh, super. I can show some pictures of it. Super duper freaking um, sweet. It's gorgeous. Uh, the high is delightful. It's this uh, uplifting. I, I, swear to you, I haven't had a chance to test these yet. So I can't say with certainty that they have CBD, but I'm willing to bet that they're basically a little bit old school weed that had high THC and some CBD in it. Uh, that comes from them basically being, um, you know, I guess you could say an, uh, an F2, uh, more or less of a three-way cross. Well, no, no, that's not true. So the original cross, oh, for fuck's sake, this is what this is fucking that? scam calling. All right, hold on. Somebody's scam calling me right now. All right, guys. I'll take off. Um, <laughs> Good, Tommy. Oh, I got a couple in my head too. I don't know. I only smoke fruit. Uh, so you haven't had anything like you came well, across? No, the most fruity weed I ever smoked. Uh, let's see. That purple diesel. No, that would be some real blueberry back in the day. Yeah, like blueberries always. That might have been the most you ever that as a young boy. So maybe it just seemed like that, you know? Plus, I was smoking. <laughs> yeah. like Fucking that. scam calls, man. I get like 10 of them a day, and they always come in multiples of two from random fucking numbers. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, let you me know, finish my freaking thought. Go when ahead. you have a phone plan, you get more scam calls. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, there used to be new do not call lists and stuff, and nobody nobody follows that stuff anymore. Yeah, it's what the almost, fuck are those? At all. I don't know. This guy, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I guess let's not get into the weird shit. Anyway, this is Black Prince Ruby. Uh, this was one of my favorite phenotypes. I didn't keep this phenotype because I'm basically looking for a, a, a bigger, faster, stronger version of it. Uh, this particular cut right here looks almost identical to the mom, basically. Like if I were to see this from, I don't know, someone else's garden or something, I'd say it was the mom and basically expect uh, distinct, not like, oh, I wonder, but distinct strawberry candy terps. And of course, there are some green phenotypes. As always in life, the green ones probably taste better than the purple ones. It's just kind of a fact of life. Just a little tiny. I don't know. That maybe because yeah, they don't focus on anthocyanins. You. There, there is, uh, there is some uh, research, I believe, but also like at least my gut feeling that the anthocyanins and stuff in the purples actually do something for you. Uh, everybody seems to like them, and you know how do I put this? Even if like people, even if they know that a placebo is a fake sugar pill, it still makes them feel better. 
So the reality of it is for whatever reason that makes you feel better. I like purple weed. Everyone likes purple weed. Fuck it. You know, I'm going to continue breeding purple weed. I just want to mention like, you know, always keep it in mind. Like for some reason, the green one is always a little stinkier. It's a fucking annoying thing. Um, other than that, I want to say if you want to have like explosively, like uh, explosively fruity stuff, obviously like uh, Tropicana cookies. If you can find like crosses that Oni Seeds has crosses that I actually have, I think maybe two little seedlings of uh, dead hot strawberries right now, I think from him growing. And that's uh, I think Trop cookies, one of the uh, like um, uh, I think it's uh, strawberry fields. I can't quite uh, swear to this, but I think it's strawberry fields, something or other. Uh, strawberry OG maybe by uh, one of the Trop OG or Trop cookies uh, F ones. Uh, I, mean, I expect like bonkers fruitiness from it. So I mean that would be one that would be one category right there. Like Oni seeds, solid. Like for fruitiness, solid. Also exotic Mike, fuck. And that's that's like I love exotic Mike stuff. I don't like all the gassy strong stuff that people like. I like honestly his desserty stuff. I like his like just fruity goodness and he's he's really good at it because he finds like the really nice cuts and he like i think that's a little bit of uh, line work and so he basically finds like everything that i've ever grown from him has been explosively fruity like really quite nice not necessarily the world's best high but i wasn't expecting that i was like i wanted just a, a dessert joint at that time have you smoked i don't know who the i'm sorry what's that tommy uh have you smoked i think it's called rainbow belts is that what it's called the strain rainbow belts yeah uh, i think that's what it is uh, I just ra- uh, rainbow that. chips or rainbow cookies? No, fuck. I'm not in the fruity yeah, but that's uh, exotic. That rainbow belts, I think, is what it's called. There's so many fucking names. I'm trying to think of something from exotic that was like rainbow chips or something, and it was yeah, it's rainbow chips. Something. Yeah, but he's he's you know he's got 50 different freaking crosses. He did a whole rainbow things. chips line, yeah, and then he just came out with the whole like uh, what was it, pop rock or something line, something weird. Yeah, the dude knows what he's doing. I think that. Um, Transfers a lot better when it goes down to like rosin, you know what I mean? Like I'll smoke, it's I like greasy. smoking fruity rosin, but when it's fruity flowers, I don't know. Just I don't mind fruity flowers. The best, like the most fruity that, ones I've yeah. had are mother of grape, mother of berry, hmm. two different cuts. Um, and then my Calio, my Calio really had a beautiful orangey smell to it. Hmm. Uh, I really love that. Yeah. yeah, I really love that cut, man. But I and Calio up- was the, the the I guess grandmother, or I, I probably well not. Did they self it? No, I think they probably crossed it through as a mother. Uh, I I believe West Engine would know more about this. I guess we can look this up right now. But I believe a cut of Calio was used to create tan. Maybe it was a different cut. Fuck, I'm terrible with the cannabis history. Yeah, uh, let's look it up here. Look, the, so the orange turp to me, it's more of a. I mean, I don't know. It really just reminds me of G13 is what we used to call it. You know what I mean? But kind of that. Uh, we had something called Orange Crush back in the day. Yeah. Anyone remember that or heard of that? Yeah. yeah or also known as Orange C, a.k.a. Yeah. Orange Crush, a.k.a. something else. I can't remember. It, I think it was a BC. <laughs> well, not because I think it was a BC, bud, because I think it was coming in from Canada. So this is this is was probably Dude, from the sacred seeds, right? This was the 
I was just looking up Calio. They don't have a lot on it on Seed Finder. Uh, but for example, what they do say is uh, California orange, a.k.a. Calio, is an indica sativa variety from unknown or- origin and can be cultivated indoors and outdoors. Popular variety from Northern California, brought to Europe from Sam the Skunk Man as orange. But yeah, as we know, I don't know if you guys know the history. Like the, it, there's, there's a bit of a conflict of how yeah. he got those seeds. But anyway, uh, I guess enough said. It was a hell of a cut. That's all I can say. Mm. I love orangey. I love all weed. That's the thing, you know, like uh, it's not that I only like fruity weed. Like, honestly, as much as I've been shitting on gassy strains lately, I'm like, oh, you know what? I could use an OG. (laughs) So I've been thinking lately, like, oh, I'd actually use a fucking OG or something lately. But anyway, uh, your your tastes could change. You know what I mean? And uh, well, you don't have to know what I mean, because I'm freaking saying it right now. I guess it's a tick that I'm having right now. But uh, how do I say this? Like your tastes can change. I think um, I'm trying to say like two or three things at the same time, basically. Uh, I think that honestly, some of the flavors to weed have a little bit less impact on the actual highs that you experience than people think. So for example, Calio has this traditionally, you know, people think kind of uplifting or even relatively mediocre high, like all the tangies basically don't really get a lot of people high. They say, Uh, let's see here. uh, uh, The OGs on the other hand, the gassy stuff traditionally get people really super stone, right? Well, honestly, I've smoked a bunch of stuff, not a bunch, but I've smoked some orange stuff that got me fairly freaking stone and some gassy stuff that really didn't get me high at all uh and i think so in that sense that the uh the future for weed is going to be a lot more broad for flavors and basically you're going to be able to get like if you want let's say a really powerful couch lock stone you're going to be able to get it let's say from a freaking fruity orange popsicle whatever the shit you know what i mean like today maybe not but 10 years from now 20 years from now i think that's not going to be hard at all and i think the same thing if you want let's say I don't even know what pick something. If you want an uplifting, giggly bubblegum high, you'll be able to get it from anything oh, yeah. gassy. You'll be able to get it from anything lemony. You know what I mean? And there's, I think there's going to be different specialities. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking, speaking it's to more broad, hard. To, well, it's going to be harder to pin it down because everyone's system's a little bit different too. That's the other thing. Like we could both take a cut or the same flower and have different effects between me and you. You know what I mean? So it, it's harder to pin stuff down like that unless you're going to like extract a single terpene and, and test it kind of, you know, am I wrong? Mm, I mean, look, dude, what you're saying is uh, correct, but, but it's, I think it's like a rare thing. So basically I would say 99% of the people, you know what I mean? The effects are the same and there's like that one rare you know, maybe it's not 99, but you know what I mean? It's not as, it doesn't affect everyone differently. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm having, I'm, I'm having trouble articulating what I'm trying to say, but uh, I mean, I get high. <laughs> I get I'm stoned up every day. So Everything just thing, gets like, me high. You know, whatever. Like, is, in the chat. Right. Cheers, back. Lydia. Some, uh, uh, I was going to say, Real quick, before I forget, my papaya cross was like the the second pheno was a green tea almost. Sweet, sweet, sweet and green tea. Oh, so if you need like that papaya cross did real well. So there's a couple of people that work with the papayas. That Uh, was one of them. Yeah, Uh, that was the in fact, uh, I grew something now that you mentioned that I grew something papaya from him. It was. It was a banana cross and it wasn't super banana-y, but it was, fuck, no, I'm getting it wrong. Uh, 
it was one of those strains actually it was a, 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 a like a, a real joy to grow actually maybe i can say it. like normally i basically grow stuff with the idea of selecting it for the future like even before i was doing anything with breeding i was always selecting for, you know to keep a, a stable of, of uh, plants right and so whenever you find something new you might replace the old thing you know keep the new thing and on and on but i basically decided one time i think it was honestly because i was going to do a breed run and i, I think it was because i was going to do like the, the prototype morgana uh, breed run and so i was like you know what I just, I don't really have time for anything. You know, once I have these prototypes, I kind of want to run through them, uh, blah, 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 and on and on and on. I basically had no space for anything. So I was like, you know what? Perfect time. I'm just going to drop some seeds and fuck it and not keep clones, not just like not stress it, not like I I just didn't even stress. And I actually found some really lovely plants. Like uh, I ran, I think a couple runs that way. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Oni. Uh, did some of the, well, uh, it, I mean, it's kind of a refreshing way to do things, frankly, if you've ever basically stressed all the time, like, Oh, I got to keep clones. I got to do this. I got to do that. Got to make sure the plants aren't sick or anything else stunted or just all, all the millions of things you think about. And I was just like, eh, same thing, like exotic Mike, uh, Oni seeds. I think maybe one other thing. I was just like, whatever, see what happens. And like I said, there were a couple of nice phenotypes, but I smoked them and let them go, you know, and that was it. And it was a little bit like that Buddhist gesture of just kind of, uh, you know, the, the Tibetan mandalas that the, the monks, they painstakingly like make the sand and everything else. Then just at the end of it, wash it away to show like impermanence. It was a little bit of that, you know, it's just like washed it away. If I have a lot of seeds of something, I find myself popping a few just to get an idea what they can do. And then like, like I did with the papaya, I popped what four or five seeds two were male pulled them down three female um and i still have i want to say maybe 10 seeds left and i I was pretty impressed it finished early did real well in the garden terps blow my face off still like curing it like one of them it's like a gas fruit i told you guys it still knocks my face off when i open the jar um but like i i've i know what it can do now and like I do want to pop some triangle Kush cross with reunion OG. And I only have a couple seeds of it and they're regulars. So that's mm-hmm. something I've been looking at that I really want to get to, but I want to make sure I have a dedicated cloning station that's set up. And I know like, mm-hmm. like it's not in the veg tent in the that's corner. Right. I, you know what I mean? I want to have a single little light for the clones and, little cloning area you gotta pop some my seeds bro what are you doing no i have i only have a 12 count that's my problem (laughs) pop my shit my shit's hidden i'm telling you here's listen i only only have a 12 i only have a 12 count so right now i have what five i popped all feminized (laughs) seeds just to stock up on flour again oh yeah fam yeah and then i'm going right and then when I have a stockpile of flour, like I normally do, I pop regular seeds to see what I can get. So like I have a method to my madness and I juggle the 12 plants pretty like, well, I try to grow as many different strains as I possibly can. But like, think about it, Tommy, if you only had 12 spots, it's hard, and especially with veg and like flowering. I just, I just, just play dumb when they come over knocking, dude. Tell them to get a fucking warrant. <laughs> it will, it, it will be that way soon. I'm looking, my cousin. You're not investigating unless you're doing some shady shit, you know, on the side. Well, you got to remember, I was a drug addict for a long, long time, so they know who I am. Well, then maybe don't do it. But I'm just. 
That's the only thing I'm thinking. So <clears throat> I make sure everything's legit by the book. I have to. I, mean, I just want to. It's just something that feels good on me now. Like I'm, you can't touch me. You can't. I, you, I'm not doing anything cool. wrong in my life. Thank you. Um, but like my cousin's about to get a place, and one of the rooms is for me. You know what I mean. So I'll have another twelve plants over there to help. I'll get well. I'll get him started on his twelve plants, and that's how it has to be right now. I was looking. I talked I to you earlier. I'm not. I I'm talked not to you earlier. I'm not. I hit Tommy up. Break the law. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm thinking back on what he said. I hit but, Tommy up, and I was like, "How much you want for that house?" <laughs> I was thinking right. about moving out there, but it's like you go oh, out there and you out. have to like meet up everyone new and stuff it's like i would like shit i would have a plant count but i wouldn't have any patience you know listen man it's i don't know i don't want to talk about it. it's depressing i think it's over if you're trying to do this shit to make you know what i'm saying to make ends meet you might as well find something else to do you know I mean, if you want to do it for a hobby and shit but like i said that house i have you don't want that house Growing is uh, no, I oh, that, that's the most infuriating. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of ordering some. I, I didn't have a chance to make some dinner beforehand, so I'm just basically ordering some food right now. But uh, I can see uh, like, growing. Oh, yeah, growing is. Um, I don't know. It's it's really infuriating that there's so many uh, uh, restrictions on it. You know what I mean? When you're on this side of it, like certainly it's very easy. How do I put this? It's very easy to imagine. It's still in illegal places where people could still make a freaking fortune. It's basically because of the freaking prohibition that it's easy to make freaking money on it. When it becomes legal, it becomes basically different story like i know a couple of backyard growers that are honestly risking their fucking balls like when i think about it they're risking their balls for i don't want to say how much money they're going to make at the end of the year but it is not even a fractal amount what anyone thinks you know what i mean like it's not even remotely like it's enough to buy a honda like it's enough to buy like honestly a used honda frankly a nice used honda but still a used freaking honda and so it's not it's oh my god baller cash oh my god no it's nothing like that it's not like rolex money or anything else and these what? people are risking their fucking balls for how much is a how much is like a pound of like premium outdoor flower though? Well, there? of course, don't forget it. How much is it when the weed is it's ready already? Right. You know what I mean? Like now, the price is irrelevant to what the price is when they're when it's chopped down. When we don't know, dry. so yeah, we don't know if it's going to rain like crazy and be cats and dogs and ruin everybody's crop, and then the price will probably go up, uh, or if everybody's going to you know there's a fucking million of uh, uh, farms. Uh, the smoke damage has, I think, been a little, lot less this year than last year. So maybe the pound price will go freaking down like a stone because there'd be so much good mm-hmm. weed, you know. But I mean, I like steadily. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, a pound like I. You don't know how much the dispensaries are paying, like for per pound. I I want to ask questions like that, but they would never tell me, you know. But. Like if you were on the free market and you were a patient with uh, your caregiver, but you, you can only have 10 ounces. Yeah. You can only have 10 ounces. So you know what I mean? Oh my God. Listen, how much does a pound of weed cost? Two grand, 2,500. Right. Mm. That's all I'm asking, man. It's not a big deal. It's not like we're selling shit. Mm. (laughs) We're just talking. I'm just thinking. (laughs) Even that like, I'm, I'm just processing it through the book, like medically, like you could buy technically if you wanted to go by the law and some older person that was a patient that it, it, God forbid, like never grew, just just got back into weed. They would probably be by the book. So they would be like, I want to buy my limit. 
and it would be 10 ounces. You can get 2,500 for a pound of outdoor? No way. East Coast is different, man. As long as it's good, it's good. It does seem high. Oh, shit. I mean, I got some bomb, dude. I got some bomb ass. As long as it's good, it's good. Yeah, Charlie probably, puts I'm, out I'm some like Charlie tried, puts out some good stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I was talking to the dispensary today. They're using the one right up the streets is fucking using jacks. So I know what the fly I know. And the, outdoor? like no, Are this is indoor jack? shit. We don't that's have any outdoor, outdoor, I don't think. That's look, the dispensary can't be buying outdoor weed, can they? Like pounds I mean, if it's, I think as long as you were, if you were in like Oklahoma, they probably could, as long as it tested fine. I know. When I lived in Cali, it, that's exactly what it was. It was crazy. You could meet people in the lobby. Yeah, you, you could like, walk in with pounds and be like, "Here, I want to sell this to you right. guys." You never got that. <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh, what you got?" And then you could like trade up pounds in the parking lot. <laughs> Shit, it was crazy as fuck when I lived there. <laughs> it was crazy, bro. I wish the shit was still like that. <laughs> that a lot of people do. I mean, like, steadily, you could probably, on the free market, 22 is like an average price. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people, like, around here don't even try to get that. I mean, unless they're trying to, you know, it's not like a med med medical market here yet. It's really not. It's definitely a rec- It's Still, an outlaw recreational market is how it's kind of seems like there's still people smoking really shitty weed that they say they got mailed in from the uh, dispensary. And it's all in the fake Mylar bags with fake tags. And like, I show people, I'm like, listen, I'm like, let me see that bag real quick, Tommy. And I'll go online and I'll be like, look, I could buy these bags right now for a thousand of them. And then I'll, I'll look at, I'll look the tag up and I'll like, look, I can buy a thousand of these tags right now. This shit's all fake. It's all fake. And I like, I tell it like, I'm happy to have my real shit, you know? And like my cousin Turkey is bag. happy that I grow. <laughs> I give him a bunch of weed, you know, and he he's happy that I grow and knows what it is and knows I mean I'm organic. Like I don't really spray my indoor at all. I use overgrown and some stuff on the outdoors, IPM, but I try to stay as organic as possible. Some alfalfa, barley, worm casting. <laughs> but yo, I'll tell you, Tommy, my ship. Like, even my, my papaya, when I went to the Freedom Rally, everything I looked at looked the same, pretty much no smell. I would give people, like, a little bit of my stuff, and they'd crack it open and be like, holy shit. We don't, they don't get stuff like this. They don't get homegrown stuff because it's not that type of market. Yeah, it's crazy. They want, they want the stuff mailed in from California stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's all reject weed from California's market. And then they're trying to tell me they got it. Oh, the dispensary sent it over. And I'm like, have you ever fucking heard of metric in your life? Like, do you know how hard it is to get something out of that system? I mean, <laughs> I'm getting teriyaki to my door. Isn't that freaking amazing? I can sit here. I'm, I'm doing like a live YouTube show. I mean, I'm not actually acting like you guys were talking. I was just kind of passively running the show but uh like i'm having a youtube show and i just ordered teriyaki to my door 
What else? Right. Spaceships. We need spaceships and freaking robots. I think that's what we need. Get that shit in my house, bro. It's pushing it a little bit here. And if I waited like pretty much any longer, they pretty much almost everybody would have closed, but there's, right, there's still exactly. some stuff, but not all that much. Anyway. Yeah. I almost got Japanese, but then I was like, dude, I want some pot stickers. And Man, oh my gosh, like, oh Mr. Robo. What was it? Isn't that I, cool too? Was, like uh, you can get like Indian food, Japanese, whatever. I mean, you know, you pay for it, but it's not like anything's free in life, but you need a, a drone delivery, right? I think is what it is. No meat, just peanuts and uh, avocado. I think. Ew. Is that a new diet? Is that the new Tommy Tricomb's diet? The peanuts and the avocado. Peanut butter and avocado toast. Guys. <laughs> it's so disgusting. You'll lose all your weight. <laughs> Man, I got a half a cow. I'm waiting. I just called my buddy. Earlier, like, when I'll come pick up. No, Tommy, you heard it here first. It's the new version of Avocado Tech. Hold on, it's Avocado. It's George Washington Avocado <laughs> Tech or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. Shout out nice to you. I think that's what it was. Peanut. Yeah. That's some outdoor. No, this yeah. some indoor. <laughs> no, dude, I eat so much meat sometimes. I it have smells to like indoor. Give myself a break. You know what I'm saying? Ozzy might know that. Can you freeze labs, Ozzy? Freeze labs. Sure. Uh, Claude is drinking Tang. Who remembers Tang? We'll just suspend uh, it. Right? Damn, D, D, D's doing a room over there. Look at him. Right. Damn, D. Man, I took down, uh, I'm not going to say how much, but I did a, my, uh, my helper got COVID, bro. I'm like, oh, no. right, 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 right when I need him most. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I got kids and shit. Don't come over here. Fuck that. Yeah. And look, I went to the Browns game and all this shit. So I was like, like I had like a moment. Like I, I talked to some people who like all vaccinated and they still got COVID and shit. I'm like, man, this is getting crazy. And then I'm at this Browns game with like whatever, 60,000 people just coughing on each other and shit mm. uh so i i took it upon because normally i'll smoke a joint with the you know what i'm saying i mean he works with me like every day or not every day but like two or three days a week and uh i just was like i'm not smoking with you you know what i mean and then he's the one that gets COVID. <laughs> like oh shit i was like i knew i knew i should have smoked with you <laughs> dodging bullets we're going to um, nice big old plenty Right on. Oh, yeah, awesome. How does she smell? It smells like cherry. Does it? Right and on. It's, and it's the purple phenol. Awesome. Pretty dope. Right on, D. Yeah, man. Nice. Right. Glad to see it. Looking good, D. Another week or so. Hold on, I'll remove it for you, buddy. Better remove the spotlight. Let me see. Oh, thank you. I seen him trying to do it. Oh, right on. Oh, dang it! I just muted him. Sorry, D. Yeah, that looks good. At least I didn't accidentally ban you, but apparently I muted him. About to do a hash snake in the joint. Yo, I'll do one with you, bro. 
You were doing that? But that's my last night. That's my last night joint. Usually uh, these days I get a big old freaking hunk of hash and just you know, flop it in the middle of a joint. Yeah. Yo, that's they're selling it. hash that's that looks yeah. like this for $60 a gram in our market. <laughs> this is hash bro (laughs) oh no this is bubble hash but i dried it what's that old expression hash or ass i think that's ass it's pretty much jesus pretty much well this is home this is my temple bowl but yeah in the market i do i have a little one left I, i gave charlie some too I can't wait to go up to New York, man. That's going to be a fun time. Especially with Charlie's. Can you imagine all the stories he's got? Oh, my God. We walked around Boston, bro, and he, like, so much knowledge just spewing mm-hmm. out of the guy's mouth. I'm so mad I lost the footage. Right. Like, he was like, oh, right here. Like, dude, he just, every, like, spot we went to, he could tell you something about. He's like, That's he cool. grew up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Boston's cool. I've only been there a couple of times, but it's really a, a- super cool place like uh, uh that's kind of a stupid thing to say but uh, i don't know you know like uh, different places have a different vibe but i don't know like different places have like um i don't know different places have a character right and uh, every every town has its own i don't know what am i trying to say because i'm trying to say something that's probably not uh, uh stupid so let me think how, how do i say not stupid things when stupid things are only coming out i guess i want to say that it just has it's it's got a ton of its own freaking vibe you know what i mean like if you were to pop into the city of Boston, you kind of look around for three seconds, you know, you're in Boston. You know, there's a lot of cities in the world where you look around, you're like, I don't know, I could be somewhere. But right. like L.A., New York, Chicago, Boston, you know, like those are American cities the where you're like, is, oh, okay, I know where I'm. In Boston, you could walk down the street and you'll see skyscrapers and then walk right next to the first state building that the first Congress and. Right sign you know what i mean it's really really historical and people under like and that's a lot of the statues are paul revere and and stuff like that and like oh, shit man it's a little it's not big but it what's up uh bears but it's beautiful but new york is it's like if you go to new york all you're seeing is really skyscrapers nowadays you know in, in like downtown mm-hmm. downtown boston will never be like that you have the colleges you have it, it's a everything's lumped into that little area there's still mm-hmm. a chinatown there's still there's still an italian side there's still an i well kind of an irish side but, you know i mean now that i say but uh, like as i'm as, as we're talking about it, i'm like okay well san francisco has its own feel and then you know, it's right across the base san jose has its own freaking feel right and uh oakland and on and on like they all have their own little kind of vibe so i don't even know exactly what i was trying to express but anyway boston's cool it's one of the few uh, big American cities that has like um, like an old world uh, building plan, right? Because it was like an old city and they basically kept like the old circles and everything else. They're not a, like not like a grid pattern. You know, New York is famous. They're just a freaking grid pattern. Um, yeah. Chicago. Like that. Right. Yeah, that's the hard. Like, that's why people get mad in Boston, because it's not a grid. That's, it's easier to get lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Very easy to get lost. Although these days it's easy to get lost almost anywhere because like uh, all the bike paths and stuff, like in Portland, for example, like the entire downtown basically is just a mess of one-way streets. So if you didn't know what you were like, if you were a stranger coming into town, you're like, oh my God, where am I going? Oh, and now it's left again. And now it's right again. And it, you know, you can always see tourists because they're always like turning their signals basically the wrong way on r- wrong race streets. Wrong, r- wrong, ra- wrong race streets. Wrong race. There we go. 
That's how confused they are. They can't say the words. Well, well, if you go to the north end, dude, you're driving in like sections where your car can barely fit. And it's back ass backwards with a cobblestone road. All right. Like, come on. Well, worse is that worse than that are like the Italian streets where there's basically just enough room to pass like uh, an old Italian grandma and maybe a basket of freaking tomatoes. And they try to throw like cars through those alleys and stuff. And, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The old in, in like the North End, which is like the little Italy. Oh, kinda. Right Dude, I was not. Can't even fit a fucking car in there. Like it's pretty pretty hard to get through those that if like cars are on both sides (laughs) the original godfather was such an epic movie Mm -hmm. uh i honestly liked all three of them uh everyone always basically says like oh the first two godfathers and then nothing else happened you know they make jokes about like the third one not existing uh but even with all the weird shit with like sofia coppola and all that kind of stuff i still kind of like the third one I don't know. Oh, of it's it's different, but it's still got Al Pacino and shit. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, that new Sopranos movie is that coming out? Oh yeah, with uh, it's supposed to be like uh, about Dicky Moltisanti. I was like, really? That's the character yeah, they picked? Oh, but whatever. Yeah. It's basically Christopher's dad, uh, who was uh, supposed to be a, a big time badass, and then I remember he got killed by the the cop, and then. Um, uh, that was basically like uh, Tony's uh, welcome to the freaking family gift, pretty much, um, or welcome to the uh, intimate family gift where he basically gave the the name and address of the freshly retired cop that had killed Christopher's dad to Christopher so that Christopher could go and kill the guy. So kind of, a, you know, not not necessarily everybody's favorite uh, coming of age. You know, some people would like a Mustang or I don't know, like a vacation to Europe or something. In the mob, they give you the 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 assassin of the you know the they give you the assassination of the assassin of your father. Anyway, um, the Sopranos was like the last show that I probably you know what I'm saying would like like big like excited to watch on really? whatever Sunday night Funny. or Monday night or whatever. Sundays. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, it's Sunday night. Time to just, you know, I mean, I was younger, obviously, but <laughs> I was like, damn, I can't, <laughs> like all week, I'd be at work and shit, like, whatever's going to happen to Tony, <laughs> he's right. in trouble, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Sopranos was a, was a juggernaut, day. holy shit, everybody will watch that. It was the same Thank thing with you. Game of Thrones, and they fucked that right up, like, I don't know, yeah, everybody yeah, I knew, like, oh my god, that, did you yeah. see what happened to so-and-so, he got his head chopped off, oh my god. Huh. But yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, Dickie Mo. I'm honestly surprised, you know, instead of doing like Tony's dad, but they did uh, Dickie Baldessante. And then the guy who's playing it is apparently uh, uh, Chris, uh, James Gandolfini's brother or something. It's also like a Gandolfini. Like, what the fuck do we need? Like, do we need his brother to, to do the story? I don't know. It's bizarre, uh, but whatever. It's probably going to be good. In the, like uh, acting in the movie? I think he's the dude. Yeah, I think he's uh, Dickie Moltisanti. I think that's the Gandalf. I'm like, so basically, all Sopranos shows have to be run by Gandolfini. <laughs> it's it's yeah. written in stone, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? No gangster movies for Zooey and Slammer. 
you know what uh depending on where you live bro well i don't know actually like the sopranos are super popular in new york i was gonna say like oh maybe if you're exposed to that life maybe you're not you know super fond of watching movies about it but at the same time they were super popular there you know uh, yeah i mean i guess yeah <laughs> I don't know. It just, I guess it depends on what kind of, you know, I grew up watching all the movies. Uh, the Bronx Tale is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Bronx Tale is way too slow, though. It gets all lovey-dovey and shit. <laughs> it does. Man, get out of here with this shit. <laughs> but the Bronx Tale is good. This is good. Uh... Which one is it? Uh, what else are they going to say? Whatever, I'm not gonna go over all the movies. Everyone knows. <laughs> Freaking Greedy just posted a link to one of Finn's worst days of his life when he comes to work early because he's like just tired and oh shit. Dude, I didn't put the hash, I didn't put the fucking <laughs> Damn it. I gotta re-roll. <laughs> I didn't put the snake in there. That's pretty funny. He's sitting here. <laughs> uh what was I gonna say? Uh Uh, dude, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, we have to say it every once in a while. Like, folks come up here to, to you know, shoot the shit with us. And uh, if you don't like what they have to say, I don't know. Maybe it's not the show for you, you know, like, or if you'd like to come on here and offer better content or anything else. Like, uh, I, I don't any longer allow any criticism of, like, folks that come on to the show. You know what I mean? Like, people are basically have the, the honestly, kind of the balls, you know what I mean? Because they could be recognized by their friends or by for anything, you know what I mean? Like, any number of things could potentially happen to, no, seriously, and you, you, you make enemies and everything. So, like, honestly, like, the fact that people come on here and shoot the shit and are willing to, you know, puff weed on, on live freaking YouTube, I'm like, that gives them a pass to basically anything, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, I'm not going to accept any, any, like, uh, Man, yeah, commentary on but yeah like, keep your opinions to yourself on that regard <laughs> or something <laughs> private or whatever else you know what i mean offer a better solution as opposed to a, a negative you know criticism something like that um what's up mike cheers buddy uh it's i don't know i was thinking about that uh, earlier you know what i mean like uh this this complete misconception i think between uh i don't know the the gigantic stacks of cash that like uh, uh i don't know I, I guess who would you call them like uh whoever's in charge basically in some state setting the rules basically like the, the gigantic stacks of cash that they think that weed growers are uh uh you know making and then the much more modest stacks of cash that they actually do make you know what i mean i guess what i mean to say is like how do i say this uh this little added i've never really heard anyone talk about this you know what i mean like it was the same thing i was thinking about this the other day about how you have this plant limit and everything else and i think it really is because the states just don't want you to make any money which again is stupid because like they they want everyone else to make money they want plumbers to make money and everybody so they get tax money yeah. and everything that's how the states work uh but for some reason they don't want weed people to make money and then they basically don't want them to make too much money and i was just thinking to myself like everything about this discussion is wrong because like even if you were to allow them just these fucking piles of weed like yeah when you have those california gardens that were like a hundred plants they could grow them outdoors and yeah those were those were pretty substantial paydays but when you're talking about like 30 plants in someone's backyard that's not really that it's not really the same. And so like we end up having these whole conversations. Yeah. D knows what I'm talking about because basically D and, and many of his friends have that going on and they're not, they're not, they're not living the baller lifestyle now because of the weed. You know what I mean? That's just the weed for them to smoke this winter. Uh, and so like this whole conversation becomes distorted by basically some people who are still stuck in like Nancy Reagan's drugs are bad. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's complete fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
I don't know. Tommy, do you feel what I'm saying? Kind of. I, I feel like I've, I've missed something. Uh, someone was talking shit or something. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about something else. I, I'm, I'm just uh, I, I kind of yeah. focusing on a, a different element of this stuff about how really what it was is that I was standing in someone's beautiful backyard uh, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And it was uh, basically a free market garden. I mean, these days you would call it a free market garden. And, uh, you know, the guy's not registered or anything else. And so, like I say, basically taking a pretty substantial risk, honestly. I mean, it's uh, most likely if, if there were any trouble, it just could chop down and stuff like that. But you never know if there's some freaking guy who wants to make his career. You never know. You know what I mean? And so in that sense, I was thinking to myself, it's kind of a substantial risk. And I just kind of, you know, being a weed grower, I basically can figure out how much weed there is. So I was like, OK, such and such and such. And I thought to myself, all right, this entire harvest is for at best. I'm not going to say, but X amount of dollars. And I just thought to myself, the calculus there, I was like, wow. You know, and I hadn't really ever just in that sense, I had never stopped and thought about the risks that someone like that. And in these days, not to mention the old days, but in these days is taken for not a substantial amount of money, not really a lot of money, you know, not what people would call like baller cash or anything else. And I'm not insulting that guy, beautiful garden and everything else. You know what I mean? Like more power to him. Everybody should be able to do what he's doing. Uh, and I know for sure that the weed he's going to produce is going to be really, really high quality, higher quality than most of the dispensaries around here, on and on and on. And I guess I was just uh, uh, struggling with the weirdness of it. You know what I mean? About how how much stress a guy like that probably has and how we've heard plenty of other growers that have had their gardens you know, shut down or, or, or their plants cut down or the local sheriff will come down and cut everything but 12 plants or on and on and on and on. Because I guess they think that at the end of the season, those people are going to be just rolling in weed money or something, you know, I don't know. That's where I'm getting to. Like, it's just it's just such a foolish way to look at the world. You know, it's it's the same thing, like thinking like this, you know, reefer mania or anything else. Like all of that is just like stuck in your head. Put in perspective what it takes to like grow a, let's say, to run one of these dispensaries and then how much they really make, you know. And break it down. If we only had twelve plants, and we're doing it by the book, what what can you really grow? Or maybe even you would have had twenty, thirty plants. Like, you know, I think the stigma fumi is um, it's still a bit illegal, and you still got some of those people in power that are against it hardcore, and they don't even want it sort of semi legalized. You know, they're no, wrong. the people that don't see the they're just the old school people that agree for the alcohol, I suppose. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I don't know. Maybe it's a dumb point. I don't know. But I was just thinking like how silly it is that there are all these rules for that. You know what I mean? There's plenty of things in this life that there aren't too many rules for. You know, there's all kinds of ways that, that the you know billionaires can screw people over and there's not many rules for it because it's a tax avoidance and everything else. But dude, we, there's a freaking billion rules. Oh, Go ahead, then putting, oh, Shredder, Shredder was like, oh, we're all compulsive. Cap on it, unlimited, the amount you can grow, yeah, you can grow so much license. That makes it very hard to give a good profit out of it. It's mm. not real much of an incentive. Mm. You have to. <laughs> Look, of course. I have a construction bull- background. And uh, when I was trying to start up my business or whatever, and I was, uh, you know, hiring contractors to. It was crazy as hell the amount, you know what I mean? It's like, what? Like, mm. I know what this costs, you know what I mean? You're adding like five thousand, ten thousand dollars 
you know what I mean? Just because they knew it was like a weed, you know, a weed business. Oh, yeah. see, this was uh, three, you know, almost four years ago, whatever, three years ago. There's only so, been a couple states that have opened up and gave a chance, you know? Um, like, oh, it's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. These contractors, everybody with their hand out, like, oh, the weed guy, like, get the fuck out of here. Even if it is like a huge fucking, you know, I don't know, it's crazy. And uh, here, here where I live, dude, the only, uh, the only people buying up uh, all these, all these broke ass, uh, whatever, commercial buildings and shit, and, like redoing them, and <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? Just to run <laughs> jacks. It's either some real corporate shit like McDonald's or Burger King, or or it's a weed guy that you know what I mean comes in. It's like a hundred thousand dollars. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. But even that's hard now. Well, unless you're in one of these states that open up and give a chance, like Oklahoma, what twenty five hundred bucks? Steve said, and you can go and get. I think it's unlimited canopy. I think if you own the land, you can grow. Um, You've seen how everybody ran down there. All the smart exactly. guys already ran down. A, but seen them. over over here, dude, you're looking at, I mean, most of the states that have opened up, it's been 25, 50,000, 100,000 minimum. Real seed shit, you know what I'm saying? The real seed producer or whatever you want to call it, breeder or whatever, you know, go down there. And then, yeah, you get a license and grow a million plants. You know what I'm saying? Then you don't have to have a huge operation, but you can definitely sift through a ton of. Oh yeah, you got an acre. Things. You could do a lot of work. You know, I've been thinking about how to do it. Like, obviously, you have to break the law a little bit to do it here in Michigan, uh, where you can only do 72. You know, 72 seeds at a time, and that would be everything. You know, and you're not keeping any of your old shit so <clears throat> it's always a numbers game but uh yeah down in oklahoma bro you already seen uh some smart people how long do you think it's gonna last people, people are already saying went down there james bean moved right down there didn't he uh seattle oh, Dunn. took mm. off went right down there mm. there's a bucket dunn has a studio there in area 420 your pheno hunting and your searching and your breeding like hardcore. You That's know? the advantage, yeah. That's the advantage. Yeah. The, the disadvantage, I hate to say it, and no offense to many, I think many people that live there agree. You have to live in Oklahoma. So it's it's a little challenging, but you know, on the other hand, you know, you get to I've thought about it too. You know, you could basically have like almost unlimited numbers and everything else. What a freaking relief. But I haven't know, we'll been see. to Oklahoma since it's been legal. When yeah. I was in Oklahoma. I remember, uh, dude, I remember fucking, I was, I was sweating this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, get arrested in Oklahoma, smoking mm-hmm. this joy. You can be in jail forever. Area 420 is a good, like, alternative for people trying to go. You know what I mean? They, they bought a bunch of land and they're renting out sections of just dirt for like, monthly. Oh, yeah. So you, Area you don't have, is that what you said? Yeah, so you don't have to buy like a yeah. whole property and be stuck there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess it depends. You know what I'm saying? I got kids, and yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you would probably want your own spot. 
single lady, you know what I'm saying? And you want to live that, you know, it'd be a crazy place to live. Maybe if I was a little young, you know what I mean? But it would be good for a breeder to do to put a giant greenhouse and just open pollinations yeah, in there or whatever. Gonna pan out. If everyone's just growing like everyone's breeding like right next to each other, like there's gonna be pollen moving around, I'd assume. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's I what uh, that we've talked about. Those guys, Oregon CBD, they have like full on air intakes and everything else on there. I think probably also uh, 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 air vents. Basically, like the whole freaking place is like an airlock. You know what I mean? So it's right. like this is bringing up a couple good points that I wanted to remember. I never write shit down, but uh, uh, okay. So like, what what would you do if you had to like? I don't know, like a wet towel over, like if you've got a breeding tent, so you're just trying to be extra precautious, right? So if you're only taking air in from one one thing and you're expelling it, like just to to dead off the air, like you think like wetting a towel, like, you know what I mean? Once a day when the... Pollen's, I mean, pollen's not microscopic. It's got a, it's got a fairly finite, I can't remember how many microns it is, but it's, it's bigger than people think. Uh, yeah, I think just like a good uh, good can fan will pretty much freaking knock it out. Oh, just you don't think so, Ozzy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is microscopic. I can look under little pollen sack grains, under little spiky looking things under the microscope. But yeah, it is visual. You can see the dust. So mm. you are so right. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's above like, you know, one, three micron, whatever. Go ahead, dude. Oh, I seen um, what Katsu does like a breeding chamber and puts a HEPA filter in front of the fan. All you have to do is expand it and just, if it's already in its own little section and you're only exhausting air from one area, and if you're trying to expel air, you would just have to put a HEPA filter in front of it somehow, box it off. Right. You know? I get that. I mean, that's normally what I would do uh, is I'm just trying to, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like, Alternative. I got, I got to, no, I have this really crazy, like, it's all scheduled, right? So I'm about to make these F2s of the Rambo. It's all scheduled so that, like, while I'm pollinating, uh, you know, this batch of stuff, there's nothing going on. You know what I mean? I'll be able to wet down all the plants. All my plants are, you know what I mean? There's no nothing with pistol. Everything will be in vegetative state. It's like a whole plan planned event going down here <laughs> i'm sorry i'm zoning uh so yeah it's had, gonna be crazy how to I had a, sorry keep going Go ahead, um on a tent that i used to have on by the air intake um it was set up pretty automatically so it was a temperature intake and i had the probe down on the canopy and then um the fan it was just had a hand film cut out so it was just mm-hmm. sit, sitting on it like that so when it was off it would sit close and then when it would open it would um, blow out and that would be the outflow of the, the one and then the inflow it had um the same sort of little setup on it and just so a little square cut out of the HEPA filters um and that used to last a fair while and that guaranteed that um, it, everything was pretty sweet in there. But I, I would, if I was doing it though, I'd be more worried about um, it can, coming in from me than the sort of air or anything like that. So, but when right. I was doing that, I do... yeah, I don't want to get it into the room. You know what I mean? 
or like yeah. just further, just even if it does make a handful, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to keep the future product or production going. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to no, take everything concern. Off. I mean, if you want to be crazy about it, I think that's what they do basically in like full on breeding facilities. They have like actual like uh, moisture walls, like like uh, like a fog wall. If you wanted to, you could basically just create a mister uh, wherever the, the exit Where of that room is. Down. Yeah. Because I mean, Paul, yeah, pollen dies with water. So. Uh, what was I going to say about. Uh, that seems like overkill. To me. Well, I mean. Not necessarily, you know, like uh, we were talking about exotic Mike. I have no idea what his setup is. He's probably big enough now that he has multiple different facilities. But, you know, let's say he only had the one like grow facility with maybe a breeding facility in it. Well, the grow is like financed and everything else. Probably and it's probably got like backers and freaking investors and shit. And you can't jeopardize that. So you can't you can't risk a crop for basically anything. But at the same time, the seeds probably make as much money as the freaking bud does. So you can't risk them either. So you would have to basically isolate that freaking uh again i have no idea what his facility is but uh like you'd be super like now, now that i'm even talking about it i was like dude you gotta have like a separate facility you know like, you'd be like you'd have to oh my god it has to be separate but, Isn't there, what are you gonna do if it's not uv light that will kill pollen wouldn't that kill pollen i'm thinking okay and you guys said know. a carbon water will does? for sure It'll yeah but then it adds extra humidity everywhere well like a hepa carbon filter will basically uh, uh suck up pretty much anything so mm-hmm. it'll absorb the pollen in there it should okay yes uh what about a used like one that's not as long as it's not broken you know up what I mean? like, Cause, like, i got some old ones <laughs> change the outside that that outside sock will actually suck up a lot of that fo- uh, the pollen you know like people people always freaking forget on a lot of the like accessories that come with stuff they'll just throw it away like that white sock that comes with like the can fan or whatever you can yeah, replace right. those. Those are awesome because that actually like that saves the life of your can fan too because it filters yeah, out a lot of the dog filter. hair and whatever else you know bullshit. But it'll catch a lot of the pollen too, and then the right. the, the carbon filter will catch the rest. Yeah, but and if you don't want it's all dry, you don't want to be. Uh, I'm like tiptoeing things. No, I guess you, you don't really want to open that tent. You know what I mean? Like you, you probably want to try to close that tent if you can. You always want to keep basically negative pressure on that to, to always be sucking the pollen out pretty much. Right. And then honestly, find another way to attend to those plants other than because if you do have a, a another if you have pretty much this, it doesn't matter if you have another freaking farm next door. But basically, if you have one unpollinated female in that entire space that you don't want to pollinate. You have to worry about spreading any fucking pollen. So basically, you always want to make sure there's negative pressure sucking in. The only place that air can exit in that tent would be through that fan, through that filter, basically. And, and right. you want to have it like almost excessive. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So nothing ever can come out except for through that fan. And then when you open, you could potentially open up a small flap to adjust, you know, to put in some water as long yeah. as you have enough negative pressure that you still have you know, air literally like rushing past you and you'll hear it. It'll be like wind, you know, rushing past you. Then the pollen is still sucking through that, that, uh, uh, filter. Otherwise you're, you know, playing with fire, but even then I basically, you could like turn the fog machine on or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Breeding. I just, I had, I had one of those window, you know, like the the glass window in the tent. Honestly, I basically sealed it up. It was led. So, uh, like it never really got, you know what I mean? It never really like got that house. Oversized 10, I guess. It was like a five by five with a 
taller tent. <clears throat> and I basically just, <laughs> so I feel I had this whole, it was like, I think a hundred gallon or at least 50. I think it was a hundred gallon reservoir. And I just basically just put a bunch of plain water in there. They had small pots with a uh, worm casting. I just left, left it sealed. I was like checking on it, but I never would open the tent. You know what I mean? Like the only, the, it had some, uh, passive like air vents and they had furnace filters in front of it. And I had a full, full room. You know what I mean? Like right behind, it was just like, it was crazy. It was on autopilot for real. Like I, only thing I did is look in, you know what I mean? Through a, through a window for like, so, like five weeks because they didn't need a bunch of nutrition. You know what I mean? I was just making like hobby seeds. It wasn't like, you know, it was just a flood and drain. That's how they fed, you know. I just set it in there, for, forgot it. And I didn't even, <laughs> my last, <laughs> and the seeds came out really good. There's some fire estrogen coming out of this. Uh, I'm, I've been the only one testing them. Kuda has some of your ambrosia. He's going to be growing those. Maybe he's already growing Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was different. That was not from that breeding. So, and look, I'm you not know, taking, you know, that ambrosia, I just F2 that, which I, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, I just, we'll call it seed pr- preservation, but I didn't do them to sell. You know what I mean? uh, knew it. Uh, he was saying it was uh, Jordan of the Islands, I think. I haven't ever gone his stuff, but I've heard the name. Right. Yeah. I w- I'm not trying to step on anybody's work or like anything like that. So if you ever do get something like that from me, it's just because I got them, you know what I mean? And I just, uh, speak of that subject we're gonna get miss jill on the show one of these days uh she's basically agreed to come back you know so one of these days we're gonna freaking uh, talk about some fun shit uh excellent excellent top-notch breeder and she was talking about uh, uh testers and all that different stuff the other day she's caught she and sub honestly years ago i remember seeing sub catch a fucking ration of shit every time that he would bring up testers you know when, when it comes up like oh who would like free seeds oh yay everybody would like it but then of course if you would like to hear any of the rules or restrictions then you know then come the freaking rations of shit basically and so she was talking about hey you know going forward i need testers and da 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 but these are the following rules that you basically have to you know here's the application you got some rules yeah. and da 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 and you know mind you this is ms jill right so basically she can literally snap her fingers and a thousand people will apply right it's not some freaking you know it's not some country yokel people know who she is right so like and they know it's going to be fire and everything else it's not like hypothetical testers you know what i mean like it's it's like honest to god shit so uh a person like that same thing with sub you know they had a right to basically uh request good tests i mean everybody has a right to request good testers but i guess even those people like i I don't know i don't know why anyone would feel differently you know what i mean i guess i'm just freaking babbling but i'm just i'm surprised every time i see that that they catch a ration of shit i'm like why, why is anyone arguing with these people? But whatever they were, they were arguing with like Miss Jill and so on about like, uh, oh, what do you mean you want requirements and rules and people should yeah. uh, pop them right away and, and not wait a little bit. And uh, uh, you only want indoor testers and you want, should only want, but they want, they want to know if you're an indoor and outdoor tester, uh, what else? Um, I'm forgetting some of the other ones that people were freaked yeah. out about. Uh, uh, oh, breeding with, you know, like uh, that's something that I noticed almost immediately. You know what I mean? Like I was, I, I was a new breeder. So I was kind of figuring out like, how do I find good testers? So I didn't make a whole lot of uh, rules, even though maybe in my mind, I might think, well, this is kosher. That's not kosher. I didn't make a whole lot of rules, 
Ms. Jill basically has been around long enough that she basically said, hey, you're not allowed to breed with anything that I'm working with until and unless basically, you know, I were, were to give right. permission or it's commercially available, blah, blah, blah. That includes creating F2s on and on and on. Uh, there were, you know, there were some fairly, I thought, reasonable. I mean, they were fairly strict re- restrictions. Honestly, they were strict, but it wasn't anything that I didn't know or expect with sub, you know, like with sub, I basically thought like, okay, if you want to basically find a phenotype and you want to do something with it, ask sub he will probably tell you yes but he might tell you to wait a while or do something else whatever but if you were to create it was to create something new with that he'd probably give you his blessing but there were tons of people who were not doing that they were basically trying to copy and i don't know i guess i'm getting lost in the weeds a little bit but we need to we need to freaking have a discussion about this what do you what do you think uh uh, tommy it makes sense i don't i don't have a problem with him basically for like genetic preservation purposes that's a commercially available strain that i think you probably bought i mean i guess we can we can ask you but you probably got through legal means you can steal it from the guy's pocket or something it's something that's on the market basically and you liked it enough to say hey you know i'd like to pass some more of this on i don't see anything wrong with that right yeah yeah no i mean you can't yeah you can't f2 somebody's work and uh to resell it real quick you know what i mean i'm not really you know so i'm not in like the selling seed business so when i did it i i did it for preservation and there's only a certain amount and there'd be like you know my selection of a male and a female i'm reversing of alien genetics i get it man obviously that and then uh if you're talking about i'm sorry no i'm so i'm no, I get what, exactly what you're saying. You're trying to keep stuff around. Yeah, yeah. I have some yeah. alien genetics that I want to keep around. It's I have three feminine seeds left. You know what I mean? You can't really get them alien rock candy anymore. So I figured I might as well just try to make them or reverse them because it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. Than trying to buy real ones, yeah, I've never tried any yeah, of that yeah. reversals or anything, but yeah, I mean, something that I don't know, maybe I like, no, I'm just saying, uh, as far as buying a pack of seeds, right? Say you get 10 seeds, <laughs> take your best male. I mean, that's what I did when I F2. A lot of people, that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> but they now, take their okay, best when I say I'm F2 in my Rambo, that's way different. This is a breeding project that I've been doing. My, you know, this is my only, you know what I'm saying? It's my only, like, oh, thing I keep going when it comes first, to are you going to call the next one first blood, the F2? Well, look, <laughs> so listen, this is the question. Okay, so I'm actually about to, oh, so when it's a V2, Johnny's. thank you. That's a different version, right? Is that, that all that means? Is yeah, that it's just the V2? Finial. What is it? I didn't hear what you said. Like an F2. Right. Like an F2, V1, and V2. Hmm. If you. Are these even true F1s? I don't know. I'm not even calling my stuff like that. Oh. I'm calling it versions. So I guess I'd call it version one, version oh. two. <laughs> be I guess if you keep if you keep the same father. And you keep going on a different. Uh, see, yeah, I always get confused with the breeding stuff. Or, um, I opened up back up the seed. So I had the, I had the original seed from the first time I made them. And I, uh, I mean, okay, so then I had like a keeper and I was just kind of riding with that, right? And I've had that for like five years. 
then I was like, oh, let me just open up, you know, some of these seeds that I have from this same, you know, batch of seeds. And then there's a bunch of other stuff in there because it's OG Kush Breath is one of the, uh, the parent, the, you know, the parents and the seed. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm faded. Uh, so, like, there is some real crazy, like, I'm just noticing them, like, outside, like, super like even more frosty, but then they're like these cactus plants where they're not a bunch of shit. So basically that's what I'm saying. There's like different versions and I have everything labeled mm. and you know, when I'm not old, when I haven't been drinking and smoking, all night, I could explain uh, it. A little better, but <laughs> it's late already. You guys right. are still early. It's late here. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I don't know how important it is right now because I think that a lot of the, especially the, the, I don't know, smaller time breeders, I think we're going to be doing so much more work in the future that we will get to our proper labeling in the future. I guess I'm speaking abstractly. Uh, cannabis people label stuff very much more um, lax. Uh, they're very, uh, I don't know. We're more, what the fuck am I trying to say? Apparently I'm high too. Uh, we're more so promiscuous in our labeling. Bad. Fuck am I trying to say? We're a lot. Um, we label things a lot. I literally cannot express the words that I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that we are not as strict about labeling stuff as, let's say, you know, the corn breeders or whatever with the F1s and stuff. And so for us, like you pop a pack of seeds and find a male and a female and cross those. And you're, oh, that's an F2 all of a sudden. Well, it really isn't yeah. an F2 because you didn't do any line breeding. You didn't basically do any of the freaking uh, line crossing. But uh I don't know. Does it matter? Because everybody else calls it an F1 or F2 No, or I should say F1 because that's what, you know what I mean? The first well, the first generation basically of where it started. Yeah. From, A lot of these like breeders we see now when I started, take put my fuckery on it. <laughs> just take their male and hit, a, hit the popular female. You know what I mean? Like the one I just had was a papaya cross to a Skittles Mai Tai cake. The uh, Skittles Mai Tai cake was his his male, and he just hit it with the papaya female. Um, that's what it, you see a lot of. Like a lot of good good breeders have a real good male stud that they keep around, and I think when they keep a, that stud around and they keep going down the line, that's that's an F generation. I'm, 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 I'm saying, look, I have a keeper from four years ago. It was a female because that's all I cared about, right? When I originally did it. Then I opened it back up and I did the selection. Like after learning about breeding and, you know, learning how to select a male and I've selected other males and it seems to be working like good. I, I hold myself up to other people's seeds. I do it all the time. Plant mine right next to some reputable breeder that charged, you know, $150, $200 for the pack. Hold on, guys. I think because I did, I thought I did it, but I didn't. I did an inbred line where I took a different female and male every time. <laughs> I took a different female and male every time from the line, and I I took clones and I bred with them and made seeds. So I did it. I did an inbred line four different times. I didn't do F an F generation. And then you get, then sorry, one more thing. Then then you get into back crossing, and that shit gets complicated and mixed up I, a lot of the time. Go ahead. Okay. Crazy thing is, uh, I guess let me just finish my thoughts since I'm talking. I'm kind of scrolling through here because I think there was a chart in the Robert Connell, but I'm I'm not finding it. Anyway, uh, 
fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I guess I was just thinking that, like, uh, honestly, with cannabis, this is so unusual because it's been illegal and everything else. And so, like, it's still, oh, my God, you're a weed breeder and whatever. Dude, everybody used to cross, like, their own, what, tomatoes or just random stuff. You'd keep seeds, basically. You know what I mean? So you'd intentionally breed, like, your best plants or whatever. Like, if you were just a beginning gardener, you wouldn't do that. But if you were basically even, like, an amateur or just moderately halfway decent gardener, you'd start to try to keep seeds for the following year. And basically that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? You're creating in crosses. Like I basically wanted in crosses of that Ruby Jack. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I want to have more, 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 more. I was basically doing what normal gardeners do. But for example, for, or for some reason with cannabis, Oh my God, that's super crazy. We're super cool. Cause we're freaking weed beater breeders. I don't know. Well, that that's like, if we get into what doctor or, DJ Short's blueberry F12 or whatever it is. That means he's had that same mail around. I, w- I think Ozzy, let's finish this. Um, same mail around for 12 years, right? Yeah, 12 generations. So he's got that. If To make it like an F1, you've got to have, if you've got two parents, two different um, um I don't even know how to say. The two parents was trying to think of like a cool name, like a blue and green to make blue green. And then um, just to stick with that then to make blue green. And then so you keep those parents. And then so your blue green's the daughter. And then you've got to cross that, you back cross it back with one of the parents. And then that offspring will be the F generation. And then that's the generation you keep. Then that the progeny of that one, you'll cross it back with one of the parents again. And that's the, um, the F3 generation. And you keep doing that. And that's how we got up to F12. When you do an inbreed line, you get the daughter. So the daughter, and then you cross it back with daughter genes itself. There's nothing to do with the parents. And if you want to do that, it's actually you lose a little bit of vigor. So um, because I can speak from experience. And um, the way to do that though successfully for the inbreed line is that you take the like, like this, get a little bit of pollen that I'm getting at the moment. Or this is pukin. Woohoo, pukin. And um, so I'll save that now for a few generations and then I'll grow pukin up and then I'll sprinkle a little bit of this on pukin out of the best plant that I've, the best off, um, daughter offspring, you know, clone that's going to come up and they'll go through a little bit of um, abiotic or biotic stress and it'll have a little bit of epigenetic swing. So when I do pollinate that, it won't, it'll be an inbreed cross, but the genes will have swung a little bit. So it'll think a little bit better and there won't be as many mutations because when you inbreed it, you, stem, you lose a bit of vigor, you get a bit of inbreed characteristics and um, the line doesn't really help a lot. Over. Mr. Trees is saying here, filial uh, F generations are made by breeding brothers and sisters each season. Right. All right, guys, I got to go. My son just oh, woke up. So here's Wait, the Have a good one, man. I'm tapping out. I'm really happy. Brothers and sisters, have a good um, night, man. Watch, watch hearing them join. Watch hearing the joint with it. All right. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Later. So a brother and sister would be like seeds, right? Like I popped. All right. So for four different seasons, like outdoors, four different seasons, I took a male and the best female. And I took a clone and I crossed them. I thought that was an inbred line, but I, I'm wrong or no. Like it originally, is, I thought just it was, barely. Yeah, I guess just barely. So F2 uh, of it wouldn't be or Yeah, no, I did, I did it for four seasons. Uh, I, 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 I
Yeah, if you haven't got any um, parents involved, if you've only got the genetics of the, that individual, that's an inbreed line. Okay. All right. So I will, it's an okay. S one of self but it's not like, uh, I don't know, people also in cannabis, they always talk about, oh, my God, when am I going to lose hybrid vigor or whatever? I don't, I don't think you've really lost it yet, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're only one or two generations in, you know. I think when you get into like F5, F6 or F6 or I don't know, like that crossing the brothers it. and sisters several different generations, then maybe. Go ahead, Ozzy. I ended up that, using that, that improves it when, when you keep crossing it back with the parents, that improves the vigor. That's a good way to improve the, um, that, the line to get it to go up. Um, the yield should be improving and the line should be improving. When you cross it back, like the positive traits of it, um, yeah, with one of the parents, not with itself, right? Yeah, and when you cross it back with itself, um, it's like an inbreed, and you know, when you inbreed parent, inbreed humans, the outcome's not really good, it mutates and it does things that aren't really pleasant on the genetics side of things. So that's why that's what I was trying to convey like, uh, looking for let's say if you want to with this silly example, because plants are different than than animals, they have kind of a little bit different combination. But if you were to basically breed for a specific, uh, uh, fuck it, and and that's the thing when you start talking about breeding people, there's almost no way to do it without starting to talk about weird shit. So if we do go back to basically (laughs) plants, uh, we're looking for specific character characteristics, right? I'm like, fuck, I want to breed for oh shit, now we're into weird territory, yeah, no, let's x out of that. So anyway. Uh, let's say you want to breed plants that are super tall or vigorous or produce way more fucking fruit or something. You might actually select the outliers from the freaking females and the males that actually have those, those characteristics that, you know, for example, are tied uh, to producing gigantic fruit or to getting extremely yeah. big or whatever the circumstance you're looking for. And then you basically, as you're looking down that line, to, it's kind of distill a little bit like whiskey or something from a mash, you know, from beer, you're distilling into some freaking uh, uh, hard alcohol. You're kind of distilling that, but you're going to lose vibrancy there basically, as you're uh, distilling into those basically like weird characteristics. Uh, so you're looking for, I don't know, uh, big fruit, but then all of a sudden those plants don't have any more genetic resistance to, to freaking spider mites or to pests or to whatever the fuck, or I don't know, maybe they grow super lanky stems or something. And then basically you could cross them back and then you'll get a lot of that vigor back if you have a strong male, for example. I might be too high. I might have expressed them in the stupidest possible way. What do you think, Ozzy? I feel lukewarm on it yeah <laughs> yeah it's it is it's a hard hard thing to wrap your head around um if you do cross it instantly with it itself it will um get mutations and the genetics won't be favorable like the inbreeding mm-hmm. of humans but if you let it swing a smidgen um like you'll let it grow um grow up veg for sort of six weeks and then you'll be ready to flip it. You'll take a cone of that one and then you'll let one grow up it and that might cop a little bit of some sort of abiotic or biotic stresses in some way. And um, then its genes have twisted a smidgen a little bit. So when you do actually pollinate it or if you do mix those genes back and self it again, it'll be, won't be a direct inbreed, but it'll be of the same genetics. Um, not the same genetics. It'll be of the same um, phenotype. So the little bit of disposition in the genes shift won't be a direct mutation to fuck it up. Interesting. By the way, we got a ton of cool it's, people. That's in the, why in I'll the... have a bit of luck in doing it that way. Ref, I've done it. Sorry, Ozzy, I keep forgetting about the delay. Go ahead, dude. Uh, 
I'm out of practice. Dude, I'm out of I'm out of practice. Like we used to be so freaking ninja synced, but we're out of practice, man. We're gonna have to one of these days when Ozzy's uh, got more time, we're gonna have to get back in sync on the freaking delay and we'll be all ninjas waiting for the waiting for that other <laughs> word. because uh, I keep talking over him. Uh but I was gonna say, since I am talking now, I guess I'll finish my thought. Uh uh, folks, uh, a lot of cool people in, in the chat. If you guys would like to hop on and uh, shoot the bull with us and just uh, honestly, you know, we're just up here vamping pretty much. We're just talking about whatever comes to mind, frankly. So if you guys would like to come on and talk about your garden or talk about the strains, Mr. Trees, hop on, talk about your strains, whatever. Uh, uh, welcome. Because like I said, it's basically we don't have a special guest tonight, right? So it's, it's pretty much whatever we're talking about and whatever we talk about is whatever comes to our freaking minds. So that's it. What's going on, Wes? I got a well, I had a crazy day. I don't really want to Is relive it? it. It was pretty friggin' yeah. Uh, pretty hectic. Could we make up stories? Could we say that it was like um I was abducted by aliens? Nice, nice. That was a good yeah. one. Were they friendly yeah. aliens at least, or were they the mean ones? They were the mean ones with the probes. Fuck it. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to relive that. Yeah, well, no, now it's time bad. to uh I was I was gonna make a joke. I was like, "Oh, now you can abduct your fish or something." But no, they're they're nice fish. Don't don't do that. They're nice. They're not really that nice. I think they've they're been plotting nice. against, They've been plotting against me for a while. They Have just they? haven't figured how to get out of the tank yet. Uh, I heard something fun the other day. Uh, do crabs think that birds swim in the sky? Pretty much, yeah. I would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with whales, probably. Whales probably do that too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Things to think about when you're a little bit stoned. Apparently, I have uh, West Engine. Uh, apparently, I have. Um, what did I order again? I think I ordered Korean food. I can't remember anymore. I have Korean food magically nice. making its way to me. Isn't that amazing? I'm I'm that running is. a live show, and there's like food that has been. It's apparently already been prepared and everything. It's coming here by some unfortunately underpaid person, but uh, but well, hey, what can I do? I am to make his day a little better. Yeah, right. Make his day a little better. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. That wrong. Meantime, a isn't that bit. wonderful? Like it is. Yes, that's a, yeah. quite amazing. Yes. And I had my pick of pretty much anything. Like I, I was like, oh, Korean. That sounds good. Boom. Cool. I like Korean. See, that's something that we could not do. And we were discussing this before you got here. We were like, oh, fuck, you know, people, everyone, everyone wants to move to Oklahoma because you basically can just like have a bazillion plants. I mean, pretty yeah. much just like yeah. I, they, I think there's like no numbers pretty much, you know? Yeah. Um, one bazillion. Which is, we could make all kinds of ironic jokes because, you know, the 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 science literacy perhaps is less. Uh, I should make jokes about Oklahoma. Who knows? Maybe I'll move there someday. <laughs> people are like, you fucking what? <laughs> I remember you. I seen you on <laughs> you that there YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I remember late in a minute. No, you won't be. Uh, you won't be. I won't be stamping your form here. Right? You will not be growing marijuana. No sir. <laughs> uh, what they'll really get you? They they won't. Uh, they won't give you the double portion on the free sushi when you show up and you're like a loyal customer. They'll be like. No. You get double portion free sushi? That's never happened to me. They're like, you hurry up, get out. You have to be nicer. No, you have to be nicer. You have to be friendlier. Uh, let me think here. Oh, you also have to order the stuff that the, sh the chef enjoys, probably. That's probably what it is. Not just the like the, the sweet omelet and stuff and the, I don't know. Everyone likes white fish. 
Why are we talking about sushi? That's because I'm hungry. That's what I'm talking about. For I food. don't know. You got uh, Korean coming and you're talking sushi. Well, now I would Should like, now about, I really want sushi. Did, too, did you get Korean, like, Korean barbecue? What did you get? Uh, I did. I think I got the, now I'm actually kind of forgetting. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I got Korean because I got some gyoza and then it's going to be a surprise. It's apparently, it's apparently going to be a surprise. <laughs> I've, I've evidently forgotten already. I love it when uh, I surprise myself. Do it all. Chicken something. I'm pretty sure there was chicken involved. We'll see. Um, but yeah, folks, if you'd like to uh, come on here, West Engine, what do we like to say? Uh, come hang. Don't show your wang. Yeah. Uh, don't be a dick. Don't show your dick. That's it. Yeah, man. Uh, come have a ball. Don't show your balls. People might wonder, why are we so ball and wang oriented? Hmm. It's basically because that's really I, well, the see, only I was douche trying to think of another one. I've been trying to think of another one so we can be equal opportunity, but I they just don't happen. rhyme well. It just, yeah. They just um, don't run. <laughs> smoke a bong, don't show. You. Oh, wait, that's still a wang one. Oh, wait, that's a wang one. Smoke mm. a bong, don't show you dumb. Uh, Potent had a couple of women related ones, but the problem is like women never really, we never have to worry about them behaving yeah, badly, pretty much. Know? Yeah. They, they know how to bathe. So <laughs> like they're all civilized. They, 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 you know, brush their teeth or uh, something. Yeah. Cheers. That's organics. Thank so, you for the, the tip thing. It says, thanks for the show from Southern Oregon. Uh, thanks for you. watching from Southern Oregon. So I always forget <laughs> to say it's probably Southern Oregon organics. That's probably what it is right there. That's a code. That's like James Bond level, like double O. So, Bud or Kilowatt was like, oh, dude, you said you don't take clones. Yeah, I usually don't take clones. You guys have seen, like, I've had clones sitting next to me before on the shows, like in water bottles and stuff. I do take clones. I just don't, like, ever really do it because I like popping seeds way more. So I normally just say I don't take clones like but i have i know how to do it it's not like i don't i haven't ever done it <laughs> i actually been thinking like i need to set up a station for my cloning actually you do uh they say that uh you know how do i say this how do i say this well um even with organics you know organics is not very sterile right like you you don't necessarily you certainly don't sterilize your soil or anything like that uh but you do definitely sterilize the the clone area you know and actually the cleaner it is the better like if you allow even any nonsense basically while you're doing it you're going to pay for it you're going to have like stem rots and freaking you know fuzzy shit and fuzzy shit in your leaves and all kinds of slow rooting and all kinds of stuff so like honestly the best is to have like a dedicated clothes station that you can literally sterilize you know what i mean and i don't use bleach because I, I i actually don't like the residue and i don't like the smell actually i really can't stand the smell more than anything else just but i use uh i, I can't stand e uh ammonia is worse but uh i also don't like yeah, bleach that's true. tiny amounts just fucking can't stand it um but uh what works really well is that one the it literally always escapes my brain. San not sanitate that's another one this it's a freaking mental illness that i cannot remember the name of this one product uh I'm going to walk across the room to get it. It's this beer thing. It's a beer sanitizer. And I use that and I spray that and it foams up. It works exceptionally well and it's food safe. But I guess my point is, as soon as I go and find that freaking bottle again, literally every time it comes up, I have to go find the bottle. Anyway, uh, you can sterilize. You could also use bleach if you don't mind bleach. But then the point is that you have like a whole station that like, oh, it's cloning time and it's fucking clean and it's like yeah. like all the tools are clean and it's impossible to overestimate how good that is like seriously like your cloning game will go up like a whole step have you ever had any problems like seriously just by having the whole place clean and stuff 
it, it's worth it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I've always put them in like the veg tin or a window or something. That's how I've always done my clones. I've never had like a dedicated spot for them. And like, some of the stuff I'm getting to is stuff I seem like I might want to actually keep. And you got to remember, we only went legal, what, 2016. So for a long time, I couldn't keep plants either. So like I would take like a couple little cuts and I would like a male and a female and I would bring them inside. I would make seeds out of them in like a like container like this big I had made up. I would pull the male first, cut down the males in the field, put it under a veg light, and then pick a good female later in the season and bring it inside. And that's how I that's how I made my seeds for a long time. And that's how so I didn't have to buy them on, on like the market because it was illegal. So like now that we're legal, I've been thinking about like I really kind of want to start keeping some of the stuff that I've seen. Like, especially yeah. when I like a triangle cush reunion OG from Skunk House Genetics. Like I think I, like, even I'm, if you uh you know, I don't know if he's gonna share it with you because I mean it's uh, it's a, a valuable cut. I'm not gonna make assumptions, but in fact I won't even say what it is and I won't say who he is just because it would be putting him on the spot. But you know, you have a friend that has a couple of interesting cuts, and I thought to myself, oh, oh yeah, the one, and you I'm sure you know what I'm talking about without saying it. Uh that would be something that I would say, Oh, keep that. Like basically try that, get that. Do some stuff with that. Uh, I uh, how do I put this? Um, work that into your line. Like, I'm not really a big fan of people who just will crack something against it and call that theirs. But I would say work that into your line, and it will make a big difference. You know, it's a legendary cut, and it would make a a, a, a huge difference in the quality of just all your shit. You know? Yeah. I mean, I did. I did end up veering off that that track when I could like get my hands on seeds when it was legal. So I took one of the seeds, I took um, one of my stud males from the seeds I had, and then I put it on, I, I put it on a Canarado cut, uh, Turp Town, which is a wedding pie birthday cake. But this is strictly for me, you know what I mean? This is my smoke. Um, I'm not planning on ever selling them. And I was like, this is one of the first strains that ever give me a nice cakey, um, like, batter terp and i was like impressed with it so i was like i'm gonna put because it was like a really orangey stem rub on this male i was like this should be a good mix let's try it <laughs> back cross ensures uh go ahead ozzy i think you're sure that this is just what we we're talking about before about um increasing the vigor when you when you cross back with the parents so i'm just showing you the literature so you know it's not bro science and i'll go back here to Oh, it's not going to share because I did the wrong share. Hang on. I'll just do the different share so you can see everything. And now, so a back cross is when you cross between the F1, so your first generation, and the parent. So when you do that, there's the chances that you not the chances, it increases the vigor. That's just how that goes on. <clears throat> That's all. I just wanted to, just to show you that so it's not gross science. <laughs> mm. uh, did anyone, I hope no one saw that it was. I hope, I don't know, that's one of my biggest hopes on the show is that we just never really like propagate bro science. Like there's, you know, how do I put this? There's always going to be times that we're wrong on something, you know what I mean? But 
you can't be a hundred percent on anything. You can't even honestly yeah, be ninety like percent most of the time. But uh, you know, I try not to propagate bullshit. Like the lineage stuff I was saying, I was kind of like it was more of a question. I was saying mm-hmm. what I thought I knew, and I was hoping someone would answer me. And I guess I was kind of yeah, right. I think that's right. Trees, trees is saying once you get into like an F eight, it becomes an inbred line or something like that. So I was I was a little confused for a couple of minutes too. Depends if it goes into the depends what progeny you take of the F eight line because with your F eight, yeah, I'll pull up another thing. The chances of you getting a um, there's like a huge chance once you get down to F eight. Oh, here it is. So on this page here, see this only goes down to four generations. So mm-hmm. you only go the first generation you get, you get a chance twenty five percent of the um, parent of one side. 50% is going to be a mix of the both the parents, and then you've got a 25% chance you're going to get one of the next parents. When you go into a second generation, you get its mixes. So you go got one um, this percent chance here, then it gets in the middle that these are going to be mixed, and on the edge you're going to get the, the, um, the homozygotic um, version of the original parent. So if you get down and pick the same one with the F8, you might get the original, the homozygotic one, instead of the heterozygotic in the middle here, which has a blend of the two parents. Mm. Wow. Okay. That's. Can you send me that? See, in a nutshell, that's like the difference between, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, habituation and bro science and everything else and actual learning. I don't know. I was just thinking to myself how to freaking, how to distill that. Like that was a distillation right there, basically of the, of a disparity basically between someone, let's say that actually took the time to go to school. And then someone who basically just thought they're going to wing it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm conveying this because basically Ozzy basically, instead of just winging it, you know, he used to grow. He's, he's, he's grown for quite, you know, quite some time. Allegedly I think he knows what he's doing. He thinks he knows what he's doing, but he was like, you know what? You could always learn more. And he's decided to actually go back to school for, uh, uh, I don't know the actual degree. Ozzy, I honestly always forget, but it's horticulture related. And you basically are learning. I guess my point with this, I didn't mean to be insulting with that, but uh, you're learning the nuts and bolts of this stuff in a, way that is kind of fractally uh, deeper than, you know, learning just, you know, just some amateur level book. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to necessarily insult it, but you know, some of the, the, the teaming books and stuff, it's really amateur level as opposed to what you're looking at. Yeah. It's um, I'm, I'm focusing on a plant soil science degree with microbiology and I'm done 12 subjects of the 24 it's online it's a massive open online course um and it's through university in india and it's mostly postgraduate studies so some of it's hard in the plant cells in the cells you need a bit of biology background um to get through it but yeah it's it's cheap because the exchange rate's good for over there so um what's the worst case i fail big deal and the best case i learn heaps and i am learning so it's um in these COVID times it's such a, a benefit i think to do it and you're learning from the people these courses are um only couple of them this year and a few of them are in the last couple of years so this the updates on the latest information is right there and um, they give you all the, the charts and references are all from the within the last couple of years so all the experiments conducted that's what they're talking about and some of the professors they're in the middle of doing their own experiments so they'll be showing you all the different stuff that they're doing and it's fascinating like the secondary metabolite experiments that's they're currently doing that's um that's cool. yeah it's, it's really good to just, instead of bro science, you know, just learn what it actually is and seeing the literature. And um, it's all, 
Well, Fallen, it's just here. I just while we're talking, I just pulled up another page then on um, the uh, pollen grains we were talking before. So mm. you can see them there. That's up close. See how, see how it looks a little pineapple y? This is a just. I've got a section. This is, I keep all my notes pretty good. And um, I'll. I'll yeah, I'll just show you something. This is my section on plant science. So I've got all these different awesome. topics under here. Look at that. Yeah, but in this is genetics. And then you go under here, and it's got all some different, um, what, in different sections in genetics. And then you go into actual Mendelian genetics, and that's all the very technical stuff on how to yeah. do all the, oh, the dihybrids and the multiples and this, the different types of getting into the alley, the the alleles, which is the genes, and then you can split the genes and then fiddling around with them. That's all to do with Mendelian genetics. It's really cool. Mendelism. There you go, Mendelism. So this, yeah. Very, Look very how well good. organized, right? Like Ozzy's exceptional at basically taking the notes to retain knowledge and to look for future knowledge. Yeah, this is my online uh, my text that I create here. So if I want to refer to them down the track, all right, good, like the plant's um, immune system. You can go in here, oh, that's right, that's what I said. Yeah, that was the systemic one, the chart that, you know, you did for that, and it was just really cool. And then my experiments that I've done. So it's um, it's good to keep everything, um, yeah, really in one spot so things can be just accessed quite easily. This is a good one on the taxonomy. Um, actually, I won't go on to it too much, but this is on how to identify a plant. Like you go right into the, the veins and then the margins on the ends of the leaves and then fully, fully on how to, to write the exact um, ins and outs of like what the plants, what the plant fully is. It's if you want to do a taxonomy, like really the new species and genetics, you know, what, what, what do we got here? Like cannabis is, um, it's an angiosperm, it's a C3, it's an annual dioecious diploid autotroph. And then you can go in and, just get really technical on the different types of um, uh, stuff that they got here on how to, like the stomata identification. It's really interesting. There's four types of stomata. Oh, here we go. The pollen grain identification. So they can identify your pollen grains because they're, oh, they're different under microscopes. So yeah, just, there you go, all the petals and just the different things you can identify and prove, all right, that's going to be this um, that species and this is why it's different from the last species. This is why it should go in this group and why it shouldn't go in that group and Anyway, let's move off the cannabis topic, but it's fascinating. It's not necessarily off the cannabis topic. People always think that cannabis is somehow different, but it's not actually different at all. Exactly uh, right. That's what all point. these notes are related specifically for that, because I don't want to go and break bonsais or um, you know, anything down the track. I just really specifically give all this stuff is related only to the cannabis. So I try and take all the things kind of related to that. But and like you said, Finn, people don't relate the agriculture to that. They think, you know. I didn't know where to study back in the day. And agriculture is really the go. If you can understand agriculture, there's a high chance you can implement some good techniques into cannabis too. Yeah, I was uh, telling everyone, well, I was talking about, oh, wait, maybe it was on Caribou. I jumped on Caribou show. I was, UMass Amherst has a really, really good um, agricultural section, like soil science, like you can get your soil tested there and stuff if like you need to. And it's not that expensive, you know what I mean? And there's every test known to man they'll do there. Like it's a pretty good lineup. Like and then one of a couple of the community colleges have like 
a botany program where they have like an outdoor greenhouse and stuff. And I've always wanted to do one. I just never fucked up and paid the money to do it. I've got on um, all of my lectures. Uh, I save them. They're all private lectures. But I save them under my YouTube. So if you just want to go to my YouTube, you can go through my playlist there under Aussie CC. And then you'll see all these um, lectures that I've been through. There's hundreds of them because I do this. Like I spend multiple hours every day on it that I have for a duration now. And um, there's shitloads there. So if you want to go there, you can pick out nearly any topic you want. And I've also got a couple of botany ones where I've saved, um, there's over 100 files of botany, um, 100 lectures in different botany sections. And I've got a grow one too, which is over 100. So the ones I think are particularly related to grow, I'll put that in the grow ones. So it's, yeah, if you're ever a bit bored, you can go there. And um, I only do that just for other people to, so they know where to get a good reference point. So they don't have to watch bro science or anything. They can go, oh, what's this on um, phos- um, photophosphorylation? Oh, that's a bit technical. What's this on pho- photosynthesis? Um, they can just look through, all right, there's quite a few titled photosynthesis. So they can just watch those lectures at a university level and go, cool, all right, this is going to serve. I'm sure I'll get my answer within no time from that. Hello. My Korean food has arrived. It's incredible. Uh, I don't know. Like, I told, like, you guys know, I was really, like, in a one tent, really small tent for a long time. Um, What, we went legal 2015 is when I built my little tent, and I started to grow in it indoors. So I haven't been growing indoors, like, a lot, but I stopped, like, on and off outdoors because I was moving, but like the last couple of years, if I've done outdoors again, and like I don't know, I just really love like just being outside with the plants, and that's kind of why I was thinking about doing one of these classes at like a college in the greenhouse type situation because it just learn a little bit more about the soils and stuff. I, don't, I mean, I could probably sit with Coot and buy him dinner and learn way more in a night than paying for these classes but <laughs> well the, why don't you, you can you're welcome to do the stuff i even do it's i only pay uh, i pay 60 dollars per exam and then um that's it for one of these classes and i do maybe six of them per semester so that's two times a year um you're welcome to, you know that's that's an option for people and, it, and it's free if you don't even pay the exam um so you can sit and go you'll still do the assignments they'll grade your assignments and you just don't get any certification for it that's an option too. And if anyone wants any options like that, they can hit me up at uh, weednerds at protonmail.com. There you go. I'll be right back. I need to get chopsticks. They freaking gave me forks. They forking gave me forks. Of course they did. You like sound, you smashed. You forking forks, man. The fork. I don't have much money either, so I don't have the funds to go and fund this. I saw a rad botany degree in England for $12,000 that I would have taken, but I don't have any type of money at all. So that's why I've gone and learnt this way. And I've still got actually a hell of a lot better results than I ever thought I would from learning. Yeah, in this, I thought the education might be some subpar, but it's actually quite on top of it, to be honest. It's really good. Hold on, I need to grab Wes. I'll be right back. Yeah, man. I got to grab my weed. It's just right there. How are you, Wes? What's news in your camp? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, well, everything went wrong at work today, but um, other than that, uh, you know, things are good. I uh, got some Lime River Rose growing away in the uh, grow room. That's about all I've had going on, but now i got a pile of work here at home, so I'll be able to fire up the garden a little bit more, just be a little more hands-on because I've had to ha- kind of slow it down just because I go away for long periods of time. I have to leave the garden for uh, fairly long periods of time. Uh, the wife takes care of it, but you know, um, it, it could need, you could use a little more care. Um, definitely. So anyways, got a whole pile of work around here. So that's good. So I'll be starting some new seeds and that coming up here, probably a little Morgana. And I got some skunk stuff. I want to fire up some, some <clears throat> stinky stuff. So, yeah. You love that skunk. Right on. Yeah. Look and see if I can find some of that skunk. It bothers me that everybody always talks about it and nobody ever says, yeah, I have it. Because it doesn't it ever bother you that everybody, everybody, everybody always talks about well, it. Everybody, everybody says, has a cat fist. People have the cat fist, but I don't think anybody's uh, got the skunk. Interesting. And I, I don't know. The cat fist is strong and get you high, but I cannot stand that flavor. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that. I, I don't it. like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. No, that, that, one's not my, that's, that one's not one of the, the sours I like. I, I always just, I always just, long, long time. I always just assumed they had a dirty cat at that house. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got in the room and just it had its way with the plants. I mean, I don't know. Look at the turps I created. Right. Bunch of dirt bags and their buddies all, oh, this is the best turps ever. Right. <laughs> this is um, the papaya rum cake. Which uh, he took the papaya female and crossed it with the Skittles, his Skittles Mai Tai cake male. It's actually the gassy one, it's like fruity, not really fruity, but it's really gas. Like it kind of smacks you in the face when you open it, like a jet fuel, but it's like, I don't know how it's like a, I don't know. Cause like, if you put your nose in there for a minute and, and like get over the initial, like, uh, it, it's not the worst smelling thing, you know? But I, it's just like West. Like you probably you said you like the funky stuff. Yeah, like, I like it. I like skunks, and um, I like like bar trash can, like that bar trash that can. Bar trash can. Yeah, it's like a sweet kind of yeah it, yeah. It's a bar trash can. What do you like about it? Just a sweet. It's just a sweet. Uh, I don't know. It just gets me high. <laughs> there you go. And like for me, whenever it's super smelly, it always seems to work a little bit better getting me high. So I don't know. Oh. That's, that's about it. We're about to hit a 20. 20. Oh, yeah. Well, load your bowls, your bones, folks. Uh, as you can see, I'm trying to, to munch on some Korean food. Bad timing, honestly, with dinner today. But uh, what can you do? Uh, folks, hop sure. on, you know, come and uh, show off your I don't know, diamond. You've never been on the show before. Maybe you'd like to come and show off the freaking press or something. Folks, come on, man. Uh, we're up here basically just uh, chatting pretty much. So if you guys would like to, I thought I had grease on my finger, but I didn't, uh, you know, if you guys would like to come and uh, show off your garden or come and ask questions or I don't know, pontificate on something. You're welcome to come and uh, uh, join us. Goof off for a little bit. Uh, we're always basically trying to do the, don't, you know, come hang, don't show your wang. We should probably emphasize more who should come on. Like honestly, anybody who has, uh, you know, fun ideas on cannabis and like i say my, my only real restrictions are don't fucking be vulgar and weird and whatever the fuck don't be a douchebag and also don't you know don't perpetuate bullshit but other than that man 
come and show, come and talk, come and hang. He he lets a little bullshit go. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have yeah, a little bit, too. a little bit, right? It's just a little tiny bit of bullshit. It's fine. You know what? Fifteen percent. Um, yeah. When we get when we get really high and it gets late, like well, I don't know. Sometimes, man. yeah, we do sometimes say nonsense. That's true. Okay. Not intentionally though. Um, I was just looking up this pink snowman. Um, it's from Compound Genetics, and it's strawberry diesel crossed with jet fuel gelato. Pretty good extract, I, I gotta say. Even though it's not like a crumble, they say crumble around here, but this is more like diamonds than a crumble. It's weird. Like, hold on, I can pull a piece out. Like, that's a diamond, not a piece of crumble. Let's see if it's going to focus. Your light's so bright, it's so hard to see. It's blinding us. All right, come on. Maybe put your hand behind it. That might help. Yeah, I'm holding the other thing. That's why. Yeah, that's what she said. Is it focusing? Yeah, kind of. No, yeah, that's kind of focused. Every time I move my face, there we go. Looks like different drugs, to be honest with you. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it came in this, so. Told me it wasn't crap. <laughs> the dispensary said it when it that do you know a lot of the time when you're dabbing and you run into an old school person, they're like, What the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. So it does is, you have to be honest, it does look pretty cracky though. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. You hit like yeah. a like a nectar collector or something. Yep, you're not wrong. This is the info on that if anyone wanted to know. Crumble. They call it a crumble. Pink snowman. Um, I I don't mind it. For being like a diamond, more diamondy consistency, I like it. I I can't really do rosin. Like I don't really like flower rosin diamond. Like that's I don't know. It 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 it's heavy like on your lungs like a like i don't know like some of these like bho like extracts and stuff like that are done really well i i feel like they don't like they're not as harsh on the throat hmm. like i'm not just a, I, i've just never been a fan of flat i like hash rosin that's a different story Flower rosin, I'm not a fan of personally. That's a lot of folks say, honestly. Uh, I think it's, you know, I still say that I think it's how it's prepared, but I, you know, I'm not going to argue. Like, there's plenty of badly prepared flower rosin. A lot of folks don't have good experiences with it. You know, maybe there's only a few people that give a shit or something. I don't know. And so, long story short, there's no market for it. So, yeah, nobody ever talks about it. But I think it is possible to make really good flower rosin. I've had poopy flower yeah, rosin. I probably, yeah. Before. I mean, I've tried a couple of different ones and every one I tried, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't as good as a good batter or a good wax, like a good batter or wax yet. Chances are really, really good that they didn't squish like a grade flower. <clears throat> you know, they, they squish like trim. 
basically like trim flower. And so that, you know, I'm not, that, yeah, I don't know. But I guess, I don't know. I'm not, I guess, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not against it, it though. Show my freaking face. I don't have to harp on it for a long time. Like, I just want people to know, like, you can actually create really nice uh, flower rosin from your home press, you know, like really creamy, mm-hmm. light, tan stuff. Wes knows what I'm talking about, right? Especially like the right cultivars. I can't, but <laughs> I, I, I see a lot of other people doing it. <laughs> At the same time, is it worth it these days? You know, like when you when you can get a gram of you know rosin or hash or whatever at the dispensary for twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's what I wish. I reckon it's um what you're used to. So you'll find a lot of the teenagers, or I shouldn't say that, but a lot of the um. The people who can smoke it, you know, who are younger, they might adopt the dabbing type thing. Where us old purpose people that smoke the flower, we're used to smoking it for decades. Maybe we might adopt that bit because I've tried dabbing. I don't think I could go to dabbing. I I love the flower. I just it's just unique. Even though it's a beautiful taste with dabs. Yeah, I, I love the taste of the taste with dabs, but I don't find the high as fulfilling. Yeah, it's too strong and. It's too, I don't know, it's just whack, bang. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Cop that. I'd rather have a strong indica to get that same Whoa. sort of feeling. Then I can modulate it. It's not like all of a sudden creep, creep, still creeping. Holy hell. Oh, why did I have a big. That's where, I mean, that's even where we're getting to. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. How do I make this point? The indica sativa thing again. You know, people think that this, these are the only highest. I should talk my mouth. Hold on. You know, there's an OG, is it's a heady, heady high, heady high, which is indica. Uh, here we actually say the opposite. We we say the heady high is the sativa, and the freaking no, no. body high is the the, the indica, right? But heavy. my point is, pardon, heavy, not heady. Oh, heavy, gotcha. Heavy. Uh, well, even then, you can have a heavy, heavy sativa yeah. stone. You're like paranoid. You don't know what freaking like you hear ringing noises and all this kind of stuff. I'd say that's a heavy <laughs> stone. But uh, whatever, a heavy high. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, I'm convinced it's kind of a multi-part argument. I guess roll with me. I'm convinced that there is weed that has yet to be discovered, either through breeding or accident or whatever else. Some of it may have, it probably will have THC, but it might have other cannabinoids we're not even really aware of. You know, CBD, people have been aware of it for a long time, but uh I don't know, THCV. I think that's a fairly new one. Let me think. What was the other one that Pharmax was talking about? HIJK Elemental P2, probably. I mean, that's the thing. There's going to be all kinds of weird shit. But how do we know that there's not a strain out there that doesn't already naturally have 20% such and such? You know? And that high may be so different that it's, you know, like CBD weed is very different than THC weed, right? Here's a real question. Is the polyhybrids helping find these terpenes or is it minimizing it? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. There, I don't know that there's one right answer to that because, you know, humankind are all polyhybrids and we have, you know, LeBron James <laughs> and freaking genius astronauts and physicists. We also have freaking Duck Dynasty and Tiger King. But my thoughts on that uh, smash were both are probably right um, in the right hands somebody can pull out all kinds of amazing things in the wrong hands. You just get more muddled crap. Mm. Right. Oh, it doesn't say um, secondary metabolites. um, No, go ahead. Ozzy. I was just answering a question real quick. 
Can't what we were even yeah, some of the, you said some of those secondary metabolites. Yeah, they, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they always You're feel upstaged, man. They're always feeling upstage, those secondary metabolites. They'd like to be primary for a change. I was going to talk about something, smashed it, something. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. <sighs> My question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you think the polyhybrids are helping us find some of the terpenes that we know are out there, but we haven't, or, or that we know are out there, but we haven't seen yet? Or do you think not? Pretty much. Yes. Yes. From mixing it, do um, from all this different breeding of people. Breeding that people are doing, um, they're getting all these new smells, and that's why we're getting all these new fruity and bakery and all that sort of stuff. So, I, I um, think so. And by putting two different ones together, you're getting a, a mixture of the gene pool, and then you're going to get different off the offspring of the secondary metabolites is going to be different. Um, I do know that you, um, you deplete the amount of secondary metabolites by introducing fake things into the gene pool. Um, like if you, they were, she was saying the other day about that, but if you want to add, um, put in extra um, genes, you should only put them in for a specific reason. Don't go and coding your, um, the gene pool um, with things that are bad because it reduces the secondary metabolite production, even though there's like 10 to 15,000 secondary metabolites. There's so many of them. Um, I just got a little, I think I'm off the tangent now. What do you mean, Ozzy, by uh, adding genes? You mean adding genes in, in CRISPR or through breeding? Yeah. Reading, you can do um, like morphogenically. You can also, if like when you cut it, you can do things mm. from um, from stress, from um, biotic stress, um, and implement in that way. Like this, list of ten things under more so the biotic and abiotic stress things that you can alter the gene pool with. And I've done that. Remember in those experiments with um, the proving the drought resistance and the um, mold resistance, those sorts of things. So that's altered the gene pool. Like, imagine, like, I've always looked at it, like, all these new smells are coming out of hybrids. Like, I've always seen, like, the new smells and, like, different, like, even, like, the cake turp that I've never seen in weed finally, like, showed itself to me. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. And it's all come from hybrids. Like, the land races that we have, some of the older, like, legacy strains they're kind of like terpenes are kind of set in stone yeah that's right and i I found too from um inbreeding just straight inbreed like if i um have two off the mother plant and then grow two up and then breed them together um they lose vigor pretty decently but they do something pretty good to the terps um i don't know if it stresses them out bad but I've done it a couple of times and the turp profile has been pretty strong, but the vigor has been low. So I wasn't really interested in keeping it on going, I suppose, but they're good. But what I did do, I got, um, got a few. up. I got the licorice one going and then I crossed that one with another plant to try and introduce those licorice genes in and that didn't work, but it was something that I tried to do though. So at least you can use those genes down the track and um, relate that to another plant somehow. You might increase the yield, you know, the, the, um, what was a good example of that? 
I don't know. Well, I know that Newcomb was very, before you were answering the question, um, you asked people what's their favourite thing for growing for fruity. I've grown Newcomb, and that was um, unbelievably, it was like tropical fruit. It reminded me of when you get a mixed tropical fruit and you smell it, that's what Newcomb was. It was so heavily strong. It's a BC strain. That was a shish kebab crossed um, godbud, and it had a beautiful outcome. And that was an early finisher too. And I crossed that one with really blue, four, and then that was called glucan. And then I crossed those. I've got that pollen, and I crossed that with pink DB, and that's what um, made the pukin, P-U-K-E-N. That's the yeah, I mean, from pukin at the moment. Then I well, that's pretty much when I was when I was when I found yeah. like that cakey <laughs> that cakey terp. I, and the like, it wasn't the best structured plant ever. Like any time I grew it, it always needed support and flower. That, and they like golf ball sized nugs, um, all the time. Even outdoors, I mean, it, it, bigger nugs outdoors. Just it still needed support at the end. And my Chem ninety one Calio is really good structure like always has a really good structure to them and never really needs support at the end um female or males like obviously males but the male one i picked beautiful structure to him and he had nice like purple striping on the flowers and the stem rub was an orangey stem rub so i was like all right so the two females i i, I liked that was like two different female like cuts i took I put them out um, in a, their little breeding section and I did two different phenotypes of the same uh, female. So I have two different phenotypes of, from my one male to play with. Nice work. What'd you name it? I haven't named it yet. I still need to grow it. <laughs> what are you going to name the offspring? I don't know. I, I'm more or less, it's for me. So they're probably going to be dedicated to my friends that have passed away. All right, cool. As far as we don't have more uh, people kind of naming strains after their old friends, maybe it's too morbid. I don't know. I mean, men have nicknames and stuff, so it would be easy. Like, you wouldn't want to name something like John Doe. I mean, not regardless, maybe someone has named John Doe, but you get what I'm saying. X name and a name, like a real name. But, like, a nickname, I think, is would be, a, I'm just, like, my, my friend was a, into music, his, his artist name, maybe, or something, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, like, seriously, it's, it's a funny one. Like, have you ever been to a, a burger joint or, I don't know, a, maybe, a, like, a, like, a local, you know, diner or whatever, and it's, like, Stan's Burger, and you're, like, Wait, what's Stan's burger? You you just assume somehow that it's going to be a good burger because you assume maybe like it's a, you know, like a regular or whatever. And so you look and sure enough, it's got like the ham and the bacon or whatever, like, you know, whatever, like the special per Jim's freaking enchiladas or whatever. You know, it'll be like a special item on the menu. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, even if you don't know who that person is, you just kind of assume some that person probably knew what they were doing. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, why, why don't people do the same thing with weed strains? You know, like Jim's strawberry cough or whatever. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, uh, remember, um, they had to change Gorilla Glue from um, Gorilla Glue and they had to name it GG4 because Gorilla Glue sued them or something or got onto them or there was some sort of yeah, legality yes. problems. They sued them. 
That was suck. I've, <laughs> I've seen some. Well, I've seen them with four X's, but they have two parentheses around the male and the female. So it's one plant realistically, but it's a cross within that one plant. You guys, you guys know what I'm saying? So it's got four different crosses in it. Like they, they pretty much put the whole lineage out. Oh my God. You basically, you're basically bringing yeah. Ian's comment to life smashed. We're probably going to lose the state of Utah right now. Uh, Ian says, is cannabis Mormon? Uh, maybe. I mean, no, the answer is no, because we're being facetious. But what if? What if? Mormon? Like, how, how come it's not? Like, why can't they? It's been around forever. Uh, we probably shouldn't say that because we're going to piss some people off. We make jokes about like, Joseph Smith and <laughs> cannabis and stuff. But yeah, probably not. But, but now we probably shouldn't make any jokes. Somebody will be pissed off. Yes. Probably a safe yeah, idea not to make fun of. Yeah, well, <laughs> among other things, probably shouldn't make fun of religion. I don't know. Even I, though it's I, well, either way, like I'm gonna low hanging fruit. Yeah, pretty much. Just like I want to make t-shirts with like pictures of flour on it, like kind of like Fumi takes pictures and stuff, like a picture of butt. But I want to use hemp shirts, and they're actually harder like to find in bulk than like. Mm. You're like, I really want to buy bulk, but a lot of the distributors they want to just push off cotton or a bunch like cheap materials. You know what I mean? Still, it's a big problem now, man. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff. The the legit source a lot of times gets driven out of the market because the cheap source basically comes in, and the cheap source is really only there for the money. <clears throat> and so, as soon as something else comes along, they move on to that next thing leaving a hole in the freaking uh, marketplace like and i'm noticing this like in weird adapters and stuff for photography oh, wow. gear hold on a second oh <laughs> uh, i just rolled the dude anyone ever get papers in like the sticky side barely sticks oh, yeah that happens sometimes yeah worst uh, Ian says time. that Post Malone is the Skittles of humans. I'm not going to disagree with that. That's, <laughs> good. That's pretty good. Uh, and w- what can you do? That fucking song, Rockstar, it's catchy as hell. But when you look oh. at it, it's the stupidest song in the world, oh, maybe. White might Iverson. Be, there might be dumber songs, but, but White it's Iverson. so fucking catchy. White Iverson. This is, I mean, that's the song that made him blow up. Huh? Yeah. Called Rockstar. I think it's we're like talking him, about the same thing right now. Yeah. It's him singing in the desert. Yeah, I think so. It was a um, Australian in BC called uh, called Rockstar. And it was a favorite of mine until I got from the dispensary um a cheap deal where it was cheap ounces. I thought it looks all right. Yeah, and it didn't look under the microscope quite what it did on the screen. And it just um, damn it, uh, my favorite's not Rockstar or it's not in my top five anymore. But still, I'd like to get it. Uh, Ozzy, what would you? What's that, D? Yeah, I was just saying, was my cousin's throwing that rock star right now. Oh, right on. Oh. Cracks me. Oh. is hydrating with his coffees as usual. I I grew some rock star fish one time. Unfortunately, um, 
it, uh, I left one of them to go a little longer to see what it would do. I pushed nanners and it threw seeds mm. all over my fucking, all over my room. It was totally fall. But everything that yeah. came out of them was feminized. I haven't had anything that hermed off of them. But. Yeah. That's oh, a misconception. Uh, I'm still here making fun of religion. I better not. <laughs> we better we better not make fun of any specific religions. We're trying to make it just kind of like your mama. We're trying to make fun of the royal you or something. That doesn't make it. Yeah, see, we probably should not make fun of religion. It'll work better. Uh, what's going on, iMedic? Cheers, buddy. Uh, folks, I don't know. Maybe we'll freaking uh, wrap it up early tonight or something. I don't know. The conversation is, uh, I don't know. Sorry, I'm doing my survey notes here. I got Man, we're all tired, I think. Tired or preoccupied? I got, I, I got survey. Yeah, I got survey notes. I got to get survey. West Engine, about five times a day, someone probably tells you when you go to get a lunch, like, does your local lunch spot say survey says sandwich is ready? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'm out, the middle. I'm out in the middle. No, I'm out in the middle of the bush. So, like, oh, nobody sees me. Yeah, I'm just a, like a wild yeah. savage running through the trees. <laughs> With my pogo speaking in my of, hand. Speaking of wild sa- savages running through the trees, um, I really do like that show, Alaskan Bush People. Does anybody else like it? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I don't watch too much TV. Tell us about it, Ozzy. It's just, I don't oh, watch much wow. TV. It's only about two or three yeah. shows I do watch, and that's one There's of them. Something. They're, just, they're a family of um, they're male and female with seven kids, and the kids are in their sort of early 20s and um, 20s or 30s. And um, they and they're nomads, and they were started in Alaska. They and then they were just going around, as, and then they just getting islands and just living by themselves. And the, the crew's been following around for about ten years, like or eight or ten years. And um, they just they mean well. They're quite positive people, and they've got the shittest conditions and the shittest of everything. And they never mm. complain, and they're always very happy. And it just it's a real good positive outlook. And yeah, if I've ever felt like it, just always puts me in a good mood. That show, it's great. And I said, I'll meet them one day. Yay! It started off with the family. They sum up, they sum up ignorance is bliss. <laughs> well, They're they started happy. off with the family, like, trying to build a cabin in the woods. And- yeah, but how weird is it that none of the kids have left home? So weird. Well, like, they have, because one of them got married. Yeah, I, su- I suppose. But it's still very strange that none of them, that they all just stay home. That is good. Quite a weird relationship, if you ask it's, me. But that's just me. It's because they've grown up in the bush and they can grow up with their own personality. And yet, yeah, yeah. if you ever see them, their personality is wrong. Not, I shouldn't say that, but it, they, they've got their dead set own personality. They've um because they had a VHS recorder and they had about like, five videos they grew up on. One of them was Crocodile Dundee. So into their accents, they've got a bit of Australian. They've got a bit of a few other videos. <laughs> and their accents really, truly are really, they're not American at all. They're kind of a bit tweaked. That's funny. Um, but they're unique and they're great people. It's so cool. Yeah. They mean Alaska's, well. Alaska's weird. They still have like Russian towns and stuff, don't they? Like they have like Russian communities. Yeah. Yes, they're yes, uh, very dangerous. Respect to those people, though. You have to, or else. I don't remember if they actually still speak Russian in those <laughs> communities, but I know that they're like Russian Orthodox and stuff. Because remember, Alaska was settled originally by like, uh, uh, well, I mean, by Inuits, but then, you know, the white people mm-hmm. came along, like, this is ours now. Uh, and they basically settled the, the Russians first. Then, of course, Russia sold it to the, to the U.S. Um, that was a horrible deal. They sold it for um, like a low amount of money, but they right. also sold people. 
It was huh. terrible. Wow. Yeah, in the early 19, uh, 1901, I think it went through, passed, because I used to live in um, Whitehorse, like uh, Yukon, lived there for two winters, so I found out a fair bit about Alaska and was interested in it. Not a great history. Makes you wonder what, uh, I don't know, that new movie, uh, Dune, is coming out. Like, it's out in many parts of the world, and it's apparently doing really well, but it's about this, like, uh, time way in the future. Actually, now Foundation is out, too. Now that I think about it, we should talk about that even. Uh, I guess what I was talking about is, like, a, a whole new time of land and border wars. You know, like, we're basically right now still kind of dealing with the consequences of the border redrawing from, like, World War II. Like when a bunch of like colonial countries became like their own countries and we're basically dealing still with like India and Pakistan, like the world is still kind of waiting for a nuclear war there to happen. Um, what else? All the Middle East crises basically are basically as a result of England leaving and, and kind of drawing lines through tribes and stuff almost virtually. And I don't know, I'm just thinking to myself, like, does this just rinse and repeat throughout all of history? I don't know. Do we just perpetually just fucking fight stupid wars? I don't know where I'm going with that, but. I think uh, history repeats itself when everybody old enough to uh, remember the last uh, time we did it is gone. Well, then again, looking at all this stuff in the last couple of years, I'm like, dude, people forget what they had for breakfast. I mean, I forgot what I ordered for dinner before I got here. Like we were supposed to remember history. <laughs> but today. it was still delicious. It was. And by the way, it was a uh, barbecue uh, beef, Korean barbecue beef and uh, uh, pot stickers. Uh, it was somewhat simple, but it was good. That's good. And, catching, oh, yeah. and sausage cacciatore, homemade. Nice. Nice. We don't talk about enough, enough about that kind of stuff. Well, it's because we don't want to give people munchies because they always complain. Yeah, that's the only problem. We just don't want to get people hungry because most I of the time. I just took my free. bread out of the oven, but I didn't grind my uh, grain. So it's like. Well, so you're not far. good enough for Coot. Yeah. No, yeah. Coot would just laugh at me and be like, you're nothing. <laughs> But someone that listens to the show is better than Coot because they have a stone ground uh, mill that comes from a windmill. It's like not even stone. It's like a windmill stone ground. You trying to get this person sniped by Coot? Pretty much. Because, you know, Coot is the ultimate purist. And yet someone somewhere is probably a little bit more pure. Like they, they have a mountain stream. The mountain stream is like from the original. It's like the source of the Mississippi River or something. It's going to be one of those kinds of things. It's like literally the source of the Nile or something. And that's, that's the stream of purest water that grinds their flour. All I know is I used to feel like the man making bread before, like, Oh, look at me making bread. And uh, now, now I feel like nothing. Kudos is kudos. Yes. Bested me very much. You've bested him at trivia. You are a two time champion. Yes. Yes. But I'm sure that's going to be short lived. Well, you have a chance to three beats tomorrow. Well, this is true. This is true. Uh, we've been saying this, by the way, folks, uh, for anyone unaware, we're going to be doing trivia, chronic table trivia tomorrow. Uh, uh, normal time, same bat channel, same bat, uh, whatever the fuck I was going to say. Uh, but uh, welcome to come. We're looking for uh, some contestants. Should we call them victims? Should we call them contestants? I don't know which. Well, I uh, mean, we're looking for uh, West like Engine. What, what should you call them? Well, I, I competitors, I, uh, uh, valiant competitors. Until you best them and then what? Well, then I rub it in their face. And gotcha. Gotcha. Time. Yes. As one does. Yes. What, what else can one do? I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, that's like Jordan, bro. <laughs> Here you go. 
If I can pull off three, we'll see if I can pull off three, Tommy. But I don't, man. Like, it's just been a miracle that, like, I hit a, like, a big bomb question that's knocked me down far, like. Because, well, but though it's been uh, because down, I've been like avoiding. 1100 one time, but then you came yeah, back up. Yeah, the first one. The first one was, yeah, the first one was, was a roller coaster. And the second one I had a little more strategy in. I'm going to try to shake up the questions a little bit, but uh, again, hardly anyone sent in any, any questions. It's like Wes sent some in. That's going to be a little awkward. He's going to have to avoid a bunch. Uh, Marduber the same. So tomorrow I'm going to have to probably fucking write down a bunch of new questions. I don't know. Tonight, shit. Maybe we will enter the end of the show. Like tonight and tomorrow, I'm going to have to look up like easier questions that are still somehow semi-relevant. I don't know. Come on, people! Send in some. Uh, Seriously, some fuck. Aussie ones back in those mine, those minefield ones that just destroyed everybody. Dude, I'm gonna have to. In the absence of any help, it's gonna be more like Aussie technical shit. And like Aussie, if he come, if he comes to compete, he's gonna be wiping the floor. I don't know, man. Could judge it. Be fair. Yeah. Last time we had uh, smashed and D judging. Well, no, Smash was doing the judging and D was doing the sound effects. I judge, judge. I judge. Well, we could you. use two judges because we had a West couple of contestants. It wasn't fair. That's, that's what it was. It was rigged. Yeah, it was rigged. Well, that's that's what I'm gonna say if when once Coot wins, rigged. rigged. <laughs> Yo, this Coot, is rigged. If a fresh loaf of bread ends up in the mail over here, we right. can talk. <laughs> Fifty pound sack of barley. <laughs> I need the I need to get that thing out here. We should go through and uh, I should go go grab my seed stock and pick those auto flowers for you. <laughs> I need to get some auto flowers. I don't know what I should do. I've been thinking you're gonna get of, some coming um, your way anyways. Oh hell yeah! I was thinking Mandalorian. Um, the dude from uh, Michigan putting mm. out the anvil and stuff. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Uh, plant, but every every time I see people growing it, it looks fire. It's all purple, dude. No, not all of them. He has another one. Um, um, there's a couple other ones too, Mandalorian but Anvil is a purple one. Solid purple. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Tommy, what do you think about those perps? We were joking about them earlier. Uh. I mean, honestly, when the auto, I mean, I've seen some autos. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the autos. I smoked that one before. And no, it comes no up fan. all the time, those autos. Yeah. You're going to, another unpopular opinion. People are always like, what do you think about autos? Oh, same man, opinion. Yeah. The smoke is. Mm. Why'd you have to ask me? <laughs> I don't mind it. No, but. Uh, I can't say okay, nothing so nice. Here's a good example. <laughs> like when the, it's all purple or like dark, like dark ass. You know what I mean? Like, I think. Purple and stuff is good, and you know, but like straight purple or almost like that black weed, which yeah, it's never as strong as the, its green counterparts. Oh, uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's a good smell, sticky, but like the thing is, I get high, I get high off whatever I'm smoking most of the time because apparently, I that smoke. people pick that, pick that way more though. The, it's the easy to, all right, well, I'm man. Some of them have stunted. I won't like they weren't like I've had some autos do such so bad. They literally just pop and they will be this tall and they'll flip the flower. You know what I mean? I've had 
some really bad autos, but recently, like working with just, I won't even say the genetics, but like personally, just one company, like company, they've been pretty consistently decent sized, easy couple, like 60, 70 days, not much at all. And it's in between a grow right now. Like I was cleaning out the big 10. I just, I just like cleaning out the fans and taking it apart. And I like clean the gears out and stuff. I try to make things last as long as they can. Um, so I just set up the big tent, but while, while I was doing all that and finishing and trimming and all that, I threw a couple autos down that are finishing right now in the little veg tent. So I have seedlings going a photo periods and then I have autos finishing and then I'll have the photos finish and I'll pop a couple auto flowers. It's just how it's been able to always have weed growing. I'm counting more than 12 plants there. I'm sorry. I got, I got a, Where's my telephone? <laughs> huh? There's four. Hold on. And five. Four. You got four. You got four. That's twelve. One. So one. Two, auto three, flowers four. don't count. They're just like a novelty thing. Like yeah. Not real plants. Yeah. yeah. It's a death plant. Allegedly. <laughs> nah. I have four auto flowers and then five. Six, seven photos right now. Good recovery. That's what I have. I, that's seriously. Oh, and I have one more Ghana outside. Sorry, that's the truth. I've been I've been stress testing a fucking Morgana for Fumi like crazy, and it's outdoors. I kind of kept it secret, but it's decent size. I took some pictures of it the other day. I'm um, doing pretty good. Um, it's covered up. It's took a beating and it it survived. No, kept on ticking. Yeah, no, her uh, her mafrodictic traits or anything that popped nice. out so far. It's like getting later into flower, so it hasn't shown, hasn't really even wanted to stop growing. You know, like <laughs> it, it, it just kept on chugging away. Didn't matter what stop, like what hit it, like, just kept chugging away. So yeah, I can't wait. Um, yeah, so I tested that one outdoors this year because I I knew I was testing for Fumi, so I figured it was already outdoors. It had PM. I'll fight it and and like let's see how it goes. Because um, it was the only female I got out of the the ones I popped, you know. So I was like, all right. So so I covered it up, and it's been doing pretty good. It like it it fought the PM off pretty well. Now that it's better humidity, like it's getting a little bit colder, but it's not, it's doing fine. It's covered, not getting rained on. Seems pretty happy with the sun. The rain washes a a bunch of that powdery mildew off. Oh, it did, but we're we're getting later into flower. You see how big those buds are. I I was actually kind of late with putting the cover on because I wanted to see how it reacted with the rain. Um, so it got rained on a couple of times in flower, a couple, a little spot of bud rot, huh. cut that bud off and just kept on chugging. Right. Uh, no you said that before. That's another nice little tip for uh, a lot of new growers that grow outdoors. They think if they see any bud rot, that's the end of the plant. They've chopped it down. I've heard that before. Like, oh my God, I chopped them all down. I'm like, no, no, well, like, especially no. outdoors. You don't do that. 
indoors is you know maybe different because maybe your entire environment's contaminated maybe you did something wrong i don't know you know that's that's a case-by-case basis but outdoors no man you chop as you need to people do the same thing with like caterpillar damage they'll basically chop out they might have to chop off a whole cola or something you know maybe even powdery mildew but it's outdoors man you don't chop the entire thing it's like a localized issue usually there's a way to fix it wouldn't you say tommy oh no i I agree i mean Mm. I've seen, cut it out. I've seen mm-hmm. uh, I mean, back from gorilla growing days, you would, you would haul in a big, whatever, duffel bag from the woods and shit. And, uh, be a ton of shit you'd have to throw out, but it, you know what I mean? It was like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, basically, you know, it was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to go through. We tried to cover cover our shit down. You know what I mean? You had to plant out in the wilderness. I'm talking like gorilla style, and yeah, you have like whole fucking. You know, you just go out there in the dark and shit, like all it is. Tried to have our shit covered up, bro, when the gorilla grows. But like sometimes we wouldn't be able to get out there in time. We'd get a little bit of butter up, cut it out. Yeah, yeah, just cut it out and keep moving. You know. By the way, welcome, my medic. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Cheers. How's the audio? We can hear you, man. Cheers, dude. Excellent. Nice legends. Oh, man. Welcome. I can't remember if you've been um, on the show or not. Uh, I feel like you've been on before, but yeah, I can't yes. remember. Yeah, Have you? Yes, yeah, yes. Well, how's yeah, it going, dude? It was a pretty brief, brief little session, but uh, yeah. garden's pretty good. Um, on. Uh, most of it's indoor. I've got uh, 14 going right now. Um quite a few white widows uh i've selected uh two different varieties of the white widow from like seven different seed vendors um that i really like um a couple of wide leaf varieties and a couple of narrow leaf varieties and from there i'm just kind of picking out which ones kind of you know flower the most for me um so i got uh, i've got four emmy's aces uh going they're going to beat to hell uh and i've got four uh, blueberry cheesequake. Hmm. There you go. The American. Um, yeah. Um, one of the Amy's yeah, aces cool. from uh, uh, Tao uh, sent me. I think I won them on here. Um, it popped off a male, so I spreaded it out in my garage and kept it isolated, collected yeah. all the pollen, uh, pollinated one of my really, really hardy outdoor white widows. So I'm really, really hoping to get uh, some good seeds from that one too. Right on. Uh, Tao's been on a bunch of times, but I've never grown any, any of his gear. Let, let me think. Has anyone here? Somebody has grown Amy's aces. What else? I the have. Godiva. I grew uh, Amy's aces of his, and uh, uh, what was it? Blueberry cheese quick. But I only I just did a couple, so I had like a you know, uh, the Amy's aces. I don't know. I wasn't really thrilled about uh, it just wasn't my thing and then the uh the that blueberry or what is it the the cheesequake one what was it the bruce banner cheesequake or uh you said blueberry i think he has blueberry cheesequake okay i think he has a bruce banner one as well but uh i like that one a lot better uh at least you know what i like to smoke Bruce Banner sometimes has a little bit of strawberry in it, right? Like if you cross uh, it with stuff. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't, this was real cheesy, kind of uh, uh, more like the cheese. 
at least you know what now that i think about it that's like the promise of bruce banner but i don't think it's ever the the reality banner. i mean you know i've heard some good shit with that cheese quake bro that that was a hitter i know i forgot some of his stuff i should probably i should maybe put some of his down in the Next time I throw some, he he sent me a bunch. I I forget what I got off him. Oh yeah, Godiva. I got some Godiva off him. Then he put in a bunch of stuff. He was like, "Just here." I'm like, "Damn." No, that's what it is. By the way, on this banner. Shout out to the American one. He's good dude. I mean, I don't know him personally, but yeah, on the internet, he's good dude. By the way, Bruce Banner. If anybody hasn't uh, looked it up before, I'm looking up on Seat Finder. Uh, this one just happens to say Bruce Banner number three, and I don't think that matters particularly. But it's uh, OG Kush by Strawberry Diesel. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I always in my mind, I always reverse it. I always think, oh, it's somehow Strawberry Diesel by a, maybe a different Kush. Uh, but uh, so Diesel? this is like, oh, you you might, I don't know, I don't know, a thousand plants. Maybe I'll get a strawberry. I don't know. I think it's strawberry. Color. I always feel like you're going to get strawberry, and then I realize, and I've never tasted strawberry from it. Yeah. No, it, I think that uh, I've only had gas. This banner's like heavy, isn't it? It's super mm. heavy. There's no fruit on it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I never grew it. I've really only had some gas from it. Right. That's what I thought. But I've only just smoked it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, random. But I never heard the promise of I've it. Mostly either. had all these crosses. Um, because I don't think we ever really had any, at least not that I know of. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know of anyone that grew like Bruce Banner, like a cut of it from Colorado out here, but it was all like crossed into stuff. So it'd be crossed to, like you say, cheesecake or I don't know, cheesequake or whatever else. Anyway, um, I guess no, and I'm talking about it. Who else? Probably Scrambles probably had it. Scrambles was the guy that always had cuts of stuff. So no, no, it's been a couple of years. I'm too high for this. Isn't it funny how fast you can forget stuff? I don't know, maybe it wasn't that important. It kind of was important because I'd like to remember it now, though. Dang it. Uh, shout out to that pure kush. Uh, hmm. I heard him talk about it. I got it from uh, Mr. Toad, and uh, it is straight medicinal. Like Nice. It's not like it's not a like big production plant, but so fucking good, dude. Oh, I gave away all I'm talking all... about it today. I gave away all of the pur- purple diesel G13 crosses you gave me. Nice. You did? At the free- I yeah, at the free- I have one more pack specifically for Charlie Farms. He's going to pop them to put them in the okay. garden. Um, okay. Pop them. Pop them. Hit me up. Pop them. I'll, I'll send more of you. If you're pop them I'm up going soon. up. Well, I was saying I was going. I was telling Jimmy, too. I'm going up to New York um, to hang out with a bunch of homies to a festival. So I like giving seeds out. To people that are new to the, the like growing and not charging people, I'd rather give someone seeds that like Tommy or someone that I know had like done a little bit of work and they're not going to be horrible, but they'll be a good seed to start with and learn to grow it, you know. And like, I just like giving seeds out, like, say hi to me. Have you ever grown before? No, here, here's some seeds. Try to grow. Like, if you need any help, there's the breeder, there's mine. Ask one of us. Right on, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's how I present it too, and I say literally, I write on the envelope. If you need, if you need help, just ask me, and if I don't know it personally, I can get you an answer from someone I know. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, anyone that's got uh, you know, anyone's got my seeds in their business and shit. Uh, <laughs> I'd love I to know, hear man. feedback, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? I, I could take criticism. <laughs> I, I just I'm impressed with my own stuff lately like just you know growing it side by side like I was saying before when my son woke up I gotta go back in anyway I was just gonna chief down this joint this oh uh, actually yeah you never did get a chance to finish that did you uh, um, I mean oh, how do I yeah, say it it sounds a little bit like you're bragging right like but uh, at the same time I don't I don't know if if you if you've ever done you it, you actually it. know what you're talking about. Like in my sense, I think basically like you found first of all winning phenotypes. You basically run through a bunch of selections. You presumably know what you're talking about with weed. At least it seems like you do, right? On the show, it seems like every time you talk about stuff, you you make logical sense. And we've seen your yeah. plants, and they look good, right? Like from all appearances, it looks like you know what you're doing. And so you basically like picked good plants, and you've used your judgment basically to pick those plants, and also to pick them. Um, you've you've picked their future basically you've you've become a matchmaker you know what i mean like freaking matchmaker 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 make me a match you've made them a match and you're predicting the future like this is going to go with this and it's going to do that and it's going to these characteristics are going to add to those characteristics and so for me it's actually really logical not to mention you've created f1s remember f1 bigger it's not that unreasonable to think like yeah those seeds are going to be freaking banger in your environment you know like i've had the same experience i'm like fucking plants are too big like i always think like oh i need to give this much and then they're too big and then i have problems i gotta fucking because i think the same kind of thing basically i've got good plants in my environment that i've actually done things that i like to do with and that it's paying off you know what i mean like plants are actually doing what i want them to do so i think in the same sense like those plants are doing basically what you want them to do you want them to express more of this and more of that fuck wouldn't you know it they're doing that you know what I mean? It's like until you actually see that with your eyes, it's it's uh, hard to describe it. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's rewarding. It takes a long time, uh, especially, especially like when you're trying to, you know what I mean? Figure in uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Plant counts and this and that. And then you're popping, popping your own seeds. And just, mm. I'm sorry, Ozzy. Go ahead. Um, there was, I just had a look at our chat. There's one from, um, a question from S organics that, um, says, can I use poop from my neighbor's pigs for my worms? He doesn't feed them any meat to them. Well, that's a good start because you don't want any, um, my reaction to that was like, oh, my God, that sounds uh, a good combustible thing. I take ages to go down. Never trust a man with a pig. The antibiotic bit. The only thing is it's what, it's what they feed it too because what goes in comes out. So you have to wonder is it good, you know, is it good stuff. That's why cattle poo's, you know, cattle's good, that, um, un, unvaccinated cattle, that sort of stuff, because they know that it's always going to be a good outcome. And I use kangaroo poo. I've got to go get some more, actually, because that's um, they just eat grass. They're vegetarians. So um, that's, sort of, that's a good outcome. Um, I throw that in my worm castings. So, yeah, you make a judge on that. If it's sort well, of healthy, would you eat it? I guess the place <laughs> out in New York that Koo has talked about started, it's one of the biggest worm farms on the East Coast or something, started to get rid of steer manure or cow manure specifically or something like that. They had an access tablet and they needed a way to process it. And... Uh, they they're, they're using worms so it's a definitely a good way to get the material down 
to be usable for the plants. You know what I mean? In case, I mean, most of them are vegetarian, right? If it's on a good diet and stuff, and you know it's not taking any medicine, like, I mean, it's going to go through fine. Well, these days you can assume it's going to be medicine. Yeah, they say that um, to be certified organic, you have to have, um, after you do all the the right land and all that um, areas for animals, that sort of shit, you can have up to two um, dent, like vaccines or some sort of um, non-organic substance can go into your organic animals and you can still class that as being organic. But that's, Mm. yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. That's a long shot. That's after there was three steps in um, pests into um, for the organic stage to um, be certified. You've got to go through the first ones, the stuff that you do for yourself, like for, to keep things organic. Um, and then the last treatment will be for the, um, the worst case scenario. And that's because you don't want to kill your animal. You want to keep it alive. So you can give it up to two shots a year um, to still be certified. And if it's not going to, live or be happy then bang it has to go unorganic in an area <laughs> so i mean i wish coot was here because would it be fine technically to like just take it and put it in the worm bin the worms can process whatever yeah definitely they can they'll go through it eventually but just the, t- the um, time do you want to wait like a, quite a few months for it to all break down and if there's fats and oils in there too they don't process that stuff as fast that's got heat what if there's a dewormer? Will it kill so, dewormer? Um, that takes ages to break down. So you've got to have, yeah, and it could even harm the worms. If there's pesticides or stuff in there, yeah, definitely. Or some sort of anti, you know, something that's going to hurt them. So, yeah, that's why really be careful on what you put into your to worm passings. There's a worst case scenario what you can do. You can get it on the ground. If you've got area outside, put it on the ground and mix it with um, 40% of green manure, like um, mm. your tree scraps or leaves and stuff like that. And then you've got a pile. Don't make it any more than two feet because it'll get anaerobic. And you want it to be a fastish process. And then you seal it off with your cow slurry. And then that traps in all your nitrogen. So it doesn't um, go volatile, go back to the atmosphere. And then you can turn this stuff. Eventually, it'll turn into the nice castings. And when there's no food in there for the worms to eat, they'll just go back into the earth and you'll be left with nice black soil after a period of time. So that's the worst case I'd do smashed. Hopefully I can put a little worm. Once I fix the basement and get it to not flood. Go ahead. The go to make a worm farm is you really, you want to have a a vertical, you can have vertical or horizontal um, worm farms. And the best one is it's vertical. And you might get a set of desk drawers or office works, those little tiny office folder things. And you seal it off. You just drill holes in each of them. The bottom one will be... um, where you have maybe water if it's too, if it's the moisture isn't too good in the top ones. Otherwise, you just put your stuff in the others and you pull your drawers out or anything, and then they migrate to the spots where there's no food. So if you put it in the top and then keep filling them up, you're checking, all right, and there's no worms in here, sweet. That's all my castings, and that's easy. Pull it out, scoop it. That's an easier way to harvest them because it's um, it's an actual trick to harvest them. You need, oh, yeah, over, over. Oh, oh. Rad, rad I, was, I was thinking of something like, like I would do a couple sections because everyone says when you do a worm bin, you want to, if you want to harvest the castings, you want to start feeding them. You want to be able to feed them on one side. And then if you want 
if it's like they need to move, they have the other side and you start feeding them on that side and you can harvest the castings. So you don't physically ever have to take the worms out and, and shit. So I was looking into like a two section. I haven't done much harvesting. Sorry. No, go ahead. You were still talking. I was free rude. It, it cut out for a section. I thought I could chime in, but you were still talking, mate. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, well, if they said harvest them that way they haven't who cares what they've said what happens is if you make it you want to make a pyramid and then you put all the, um, the worms they migrate downwards so then you'll take the top you leave it for a period and then you take it and then there's, there's no worms in that that's a way to manually do it without your screen if you've got a screen you want to have it with fine mesh in it and then you can put it and they shake it and sift it like that or they've got a rotator one you can put it in and it comes out through the bottom and worms stay in the top that's another way. And there's also a table way which you can do the same thing with um, a big, great, great thing on it because um, manually doing it, it's a pain in the ass. And if you've got any decent amount of um, like a commercial setup, because you can do it pretty cheaply and make rumor castings real cheaply, um, you know, if you've got the right cow menu or the right inputs for it. Um, yeah, that'll do. Over. I was thinking like a two-section bin with like, um, yeah, like a screen and stuff. So they could get through and then I could physically start feeding them on this side. They would all migrate to that side and I could pull this one up and then pull the screen up off the top, like three inches. And then that's what I, I, I haven't, like I, I, you know, us growers and stuff, we're always doodling something dumb we can build or, or that's how I like thought about building one, I should say. That sounds good. Give it a go, mate. I still have wood. Um, I got to build next year's set up the roof for next year's outdoor season. I'm going to put up some walls and stuff. So, yeah, like, next yeah. next year's grows not out in the elements. Nice. Yeah, if you leave them outdoors, you'll have to insulate them. They, they it's just fall the, into the um to the center if it gets too cold. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, every, people said like cardboard or something on top of them and stuff would, would could be, but most I think I'm just gonna do it indoors and like or either in the shed and heat heat them a little bit or something. The shed doesn't like you know what I mean. It doesn't get too cold. Yeah. Bubble bubble wraps also a really good insulator. Save stuff, bubble wrap from all your Amazon packages that you get. I save it. They send you the big ones. You know, now. Does anyone notice that? Different things. It works pretty good. Huh? You haven't noticed that? They send you the big ones now. They're like this fucking big. They're not like the little bubble foams anymore. It's just a big cushion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a pillow thing. Yeah, because I thought I could use it like as a pillow for camping. <laughs> no, dude. Cheers, uh, D, how are the brains? Are you on the the hunt for fresh brains now? Mm, brain. Nice. Sounds like he's looking for tired brains. Cheers, bud. And like, my basement still kind of floods a little bit, so I kind of want to get the basement not flooding completely. Um. I got when other people out. hear floods a little bit, they hear wait floods a lot. 
It's not too bad. I mean, if you live on the East Coast. How long do you have to take water for? Huh? How long do you have stagnant water for? Is it like flood for a day and does it sort of recede a bit or oh, is it no. there for a while? No, 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 no stagnant water ever. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. If it floods to a point, like, yeah. So for some reason, my backyard got to get graded, I think, again. And it's coming in like my basement door down the down the steps into the basement. So I, I've been trying to figure out, like, I have drains outside. I don't know. I, I think the whole yard's got to be fixed. I think it's settled yeah. under the drains. You know what I, you know, guys know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like the drains are like this high off like the base now where they sat before. I think the, like, I think the ground is finally settled in oh, after yeah. they built yeah, it. Right. Right. Is it like a new construction house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say newer. It's got like a tin roof. Like it's not, it's like a fancy copper roof type styling. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a newer, it's a newer build for sure. It's not like my older house was definitely built in like the 70s, 60s, 50s, maybe. Yeah, you have to sort of be Go ahead. You can use it to your advantage. Maybe as a flood and drain type of setup, can you use it, um, you know, get some plants ready and put them down as well, when it comes to floods. No worries. <laughs> Go and hold those for a few days. <laughs> You're down there growing like sushi grade wasabi. The chefs come over. Hey, hey, and they're like harvesting. Someone's like, oh, I'm just, just taking care of the flooding, man. I don't know. Make a lemonade out of lemons. It sucks because like it only really happens like once in a while now. And when it's I've noticed now it's when the draining on the back, like you, it's raining on the back of the house. So like, I don't know which way this is, northeast, southwest, or what. You know what I mean? But like, when it's, no, no, sorry guys. When, when it's banging on this window right here is when I have a problem, and that's it's rare for it to be banging on this window. Like, it's never really come. It never really comes in that direction. Only once in a while. Um, but when it happens, it does flood for some reason. I have the, I, I do have, maybe I could put, no, cause it's pitched like this too. So it goes off to the sides. If it's raining, maybe I'll put a drain at the bottom of it and direct it away from it a little bit and see if it helps. Build a little tiny river channel away from it somehow. Cause it's maybe the surface water you want to divert, or if it's if that doesn't work, then you know it's seeping under somehow, and you're gonna to have to dig down. Yeah, I gotta figure it out. I uh, just nano robots. Out. I think you need nano robots. Yeah, Speaking sure. of those robots, I had one of those links the other day. I was like watching my lectures, and, and I just had down there Sophie the robot from Israel. It was a few mm. years old. I couldn't believe it. She's real. It's un- it's incredible, like just dead set real. All the skin's moving, everything. Just oh, wow. wow, what a spin out! So yeah, you could get a robot. <laughs> uh, just today, I think it was uh, Eric Schmidt, the former uh, boss at Google, was saying that misinformation uh, is about to get much much worse. I mean, it's not like tomorrow or something, but basically, it's on the the 
on the horizon, on the near horizon, you know, and Israel is going to be one of the countries that basically uh, uh, pumps a lot of it. They were the, um, I can't think my of computer name. is listening more than anything else in my house because when we're talking sometimes, this thing pops up more than my phone or my like other phone, I guess I could say, or the tablet, mm. like the, the speech recognition on this pops the helper out more than more frequently than anything other any other devices in the, in the house i should say hmm. yeah don't forget wow. your uh smart appliances and stuff though you know like people forget, oh yeah we just got a new shit are all listening you know those things are fucking creepy we just got one of the fucking our what washer oh our washer shit the beds we had to buy a washer and dryer well we had we bought a washer and dryer um so now it's a Bluetooth washer and dryer. Yeah, you can get a fucking app or whatever. Lots <laughs> in Tells your phone when your panties are clean. Very useful. What the fuck? Why do you need that? Like honestly. I had um peas. One hour cycle is over. Back with the um they had sued the companies for putting cameras and microphones into the systems, and there was a TV company who did got sued for it. And it was also a dildo company that put a microphone into the dildo. So when you went on, on your application, they sort of got the information. And um, they both got successfully sued. <laughs> Scary, that 5G shit. I mean, everything, yeah, it just happened. And the thing is, they push it on you. They don't, like, the thing is, especially Apple, you guys, this is why I don't like Apple. And like I stopped buying their products because they make it so you can't use them after a couple of years. Like my, sorry, my iPad, what is it? A one or two still amazing. Lily first amazing working order. You know what I mean? But I can't even do online banking or it's like, something simple apps like that, like not movie apps or stuff. It just will not let me download anything. And if, it, and if I do have to download like YouTube, I, I have to finagle and download like past versions because it won't upload the newest ones and shit. Android's never done that to me. I'm I've surprised never... you say that because I think, and well, I don't know. I'm not going to swear to that because I don't have an Android because I think Android has a I'm not going to defend Apple necessarily because honestly, like I use Apple, but it's it's just a fucking product, frankly. Uh, I, I guess I'll give it to them, though, because I've heard that Android has a, a shorter uh, support horizon than iPhones. iPhones, actually, I can testify, have a really long support horizon like I have. This phone right here is the six plus. Like I upgraded from a six plus to the twelve, and this was not even the newest one that was uh, being supported. There were a couple before this that were still being supported uh, for software, operating systems, the App Store, on and on. So I'm not defending that because I know that Apple has shut down a bunch of different stuff, and they got nailed to the wall for doing a bunch of weird shit with their batteries. If they'd been more upfront about it, that would have actually probably been a plus because they were uh, uh, throttling people's phones to save. Uh, battery life on old batteries and if you believe them which you know you can't really ever believe a corporation further you can throw them but if you're going to believe them a little bit there might be some truth to that uh, if they had explained that a lot of customers would have been okay with that but what was happening is that they were basically throttling the performance on the phones and making them super fucking slow supposedly so that the battery would last through the whole day 
uh, well, that had the parallel effect of basically disincentivizing people from using those phones and basically making them buy new phones. You know what I mean? So I, don't know, I guess I freaking said like three different things in that, in that comment, but go ahead. I'm surprised you could still use your six. Cause like my mom has a six S or whatever, maybe I think it's an S think fucking she takes the thing off the charger 99% and it dies or she has to go buy I had a phone. similar problem uh I actually got a battery replacement but then I fucking had to have a glass replacement and they didn't give me a new battery they just refurbished the phone they just gave me a new refurbished phone so I basically missed my new battery replacement and I have like a shitty old battery on that phone that was actually the biggest reason why I switched I couldn't take it anymore because I was literally like but it was so constantly slow. charging my fucking phone the phone was fine like actually using um Okay, uh, I don't really do a lot of gaming or anything else anymore on the phone, so I can't say that. But like using, fuck, I don't even know uh, Reddit or what was I even doing? Browsing, I don't even know what I was really using my phone for. Honestly, YouTube, whatever, is using the phone, texting people, whatever. It was plenty fast. Honestly, uh, I thought it was fine, you know, until I like until I got the new phone and I realized how much fucking better it is. I thought it was fine. Like I didn't think I was missing anything. You know what I mean? And, you know, from that perspective, like it was actually fine because like I, I didn't think I was really missing anything. Yeah, my thing I'm trying. She's I've been trying to get my mom to buy a new phone for a while. I'm like, listen, you just need to go and do it. We Let's just go and do it. <laughs> she's like, if she has a if she didn't have a problem, it'd be one thing. But if she does have that problem with that, that battery, I would say that's the kind of classic definition. Like but the she doesn't leave the last. house much. So she's like, fuck. She just buys a bigger yeah, cord and makes it and makes it oh, a phone you can walk around with. You know what I mean? Well, then just save the money. You know what I mean? Like not everybody needs to be freaking tied to the hip of the phone. But you, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny though. Um, I I wouldn't mind. I've been looking at like maybe buying one of the nicer phones now. I don't know which one I would get, but I just wouldn't want a decent camera. And I want, like, for some reason, my service is so slow. It's actually been good the last couple of days, which is impressing. So, like, I'm going to see. I've been thinking about switching carriers even. You know what I mean? Just, it's just gotten annoying. Mm. But it sucks because this phone, I mean, they're not, like, you're right. Android doesn't support their shit. Unless you buy one of the nicer phones or one of the newer stuff. Like if I tried calling for support, it would be like, what fucking phone do you have? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they would, they probably wouldn't even know. I would have to call like the manufacturer and the manufacturer would be like, what fucking phone do you have now? <laughs> yeah. That's the extra complication with Android. I forgot even about that. There's the Samsung and the LG and the freaking this and the that and the, the Google phones and on and on and on. So, it annoys a, me that these are the only two options, you know, same thing with computers, you know, wouldn't you know it once again, we only have basically two viable options. It's Macintosh or Microsoft and Microsoft is the overwhelming dominant. And then it's Android or Apple and Android is the overwhelming dominant. Like, do we only ever have to have two fucking flavors in this life? It's ridiculous. Imagine only having two sodas. You can have either Coke or Pepsi. Well, the thing and is, they, And by the way, you can't drink anything else. They wrap it in different boxes, so it's prettier to and better in other boxes. You know what you get? What I'm saying? Like my my laptop's still a just Android, M- yeah. MSN G66 Stealth with the RTX, but it's still just Windows running Google. 
or whatever, duck, duck, go out. You know what I mean? Running whenever I want, but it's still a Windows based product, pretty much in the end. It's got a fucking Intel Core i7 in it. <laughs> I mean, if the license was paid to Windows, it's a freaking Windows computer, even if you stop using it. Yeah. Taking a dab, so cheers. cheers everyone. Yeah, I'm lighting one too. Hello, Welcome, guys. Evil so, cheers, buddy. Welcome. Oh, I was yeah. Just uh, before uh, you speak, I just said the computers. Um, I've been let down with HP. I'd get a Samsung computer next time, and I know that you can get them. They're a bit expensive, but they run Android apparently. It's a different operating system. That's all. Sorry, deadly fart. Hey, that's good. That's good. Sorry. I'm like a hair in the soup. <laughs> hair. <How are> <laughs> That tank juice is pretty good. <laughs> right. They call it astronaut or uh, astronaut juice or whatever. Fuck, what was it when I was a kid? Uh, astronaut water. I can't remember the name for it. Before yeah, you're, anything. Before I remember the name. Yeah, anything but natural juice. We all know it's crap crystal we put in water, but, you know, I like to remember myself that it's crap, but I still like it. I think the actual, I, I think I looked it up one time because I was, I remember telling that story and I was like, wait a second, that actually kind of sounds like bullshit. And so I looked it up and I'm pretty sure if I look it up again, it's going to say like, oh, this was a myth. And Tang like developed, basically, they wanted to create like a dehydrated drink for astronauts. But turns out you can just like bring orange juice and it doesn't take that much space. Because I guess like yes. uh, by the time they mixed like water and the powder, they're like, that's just fucking, let's bring orange juice. Oh, man. That's interesting. It can be something like that. Because and the other link I find funny, it's Areopanic that was so popular with some pot grower being developed by uh, the NASA. And I was always watching about that and trying to learn more on, on that kind of process because we, we agree it's not the same thing than the organic. But when you really go into aeroponic, it gets complex and precise and it can be good and efficient. But, uh, I mean, it's fucking expensive and a lot of preparation and that part with that part and fucking shit, man. I will just get some warm. <laughs> Did you guys ever see? I think it was like early 2000, late 90s. A drink came out called like Orbit. It was a clear know. liquid with like oh, wait, the gum. stuff floating in it. Oh, gross. <laughs> but it was orbs of stuff. I probably tapioca balls <laughs> at this point. Flavor. <laughs> but it was called. Oh, Earth. I remember that. An Fuck asteroid off. of explosion in your mouth. The yeah, shit. It's it like weird. pop rock soda or something. <laughs> no, they're like jelly. That was the weirdest thing. Uh, it was like, I don't know, like crappy boba tea or something. I don't know. We should see. I wonder what was in it. It's probably microplastics in this business. <laughs> I found a way to recycle all get rid of plastic. <laughs> Jesus. Ingenious. Evil CEOs. Like, there's, there's, a, a bunch of there's a microbe that, that eats the BHP plastics. Um, it was, it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 
I think the, they started to to make some uh, experiment to make it more efficient and stuff. I was reading a scientific paper on that thing because it went in, in the news. Yeah, it's really interesting, but uh, I don't think it's going to save the, the world. <laughs> it like, may help. They make a note that... The, yeah, we're going to let it go. It's going to eat a bunch of other shit. <laughs> Sorry, Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they um, also have got this one that produces organic plastic too. It, um, damn, I've got no chance of remembering the name. I just remember it coming up and going, wow, that's cool. This it was in the BHP that was when they're talking about the microbes that eat it. But um, yeah, it's interesting how they can morph and change and they've, they've got them for everything. Yeah, I, I'm really into that uh, mycelium uh, stuff that they, they want to model uh, like plastic. I, I'm like, wow, I would like to have my, uh, what you call it? Anyway, yeah, I would like to be buried into something like that, that the mycelium is going to take over my body instead of uh, being shot with uh, 10 different chemicals to preserve my body. Yeah. You know, I, I've watched in the news, there is a place that the... They've started to just make some card box, uh, <laughs> cardboard one, and <laughs> they just bury you in cardboard. <laughs> it's cheaper and everything's better that way. Really, it's all needed at that point. There's <laughs> joint. Well, let's let it, like let's bring it back to like happy. There's joint papers with like tree seeds in them nowadays. You know, like it, it's That's to cool. a point. There's fungus. Um, caskets made out of fungus so there is like they're actually a company doing it that was a pretty wild one actually uh, ozzy would have fun oh i should show that ozzy would have fun with this hold on keep talking i'll find something oh it's amazing uh, <clears throat> breaks down the plastic my selling <laughs> styrofoam is cool has anyone grown a mushroom that eats the plastic. I've I've been able to get the strain. I've just never grown it or the the whatever you want to call it the spore. No, but I've grown algae that has. I think I might try it. I think they might just try to get a big concentration of it, and and maybe inoculate like a a big pile of plastic with it and see what happens like mixed plastic and like their food to see exactly what happens see how much they eat at a rate you know yeah it's fun why not so by the way uh i was uh tempting everyone or uh, baiting everybody i guess with this story we were talking about this the other day but uh ozzy i think you'd get a kick out of this uh, I don't know if you want to take a sec to, to browse through it, but I guess I can just freaking describe it. I thought it was a trip. Uh, anything with Paul Stamets is always an yeah, absolute freaking trip. Uh, so he says here, future space travel might require mushrooms. It's Scientific American by Nick Hilden. Uh, my colleague is Paul Stamets. Uh, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Stamets or Stamets. Anyway, discusses the potential extraterrestrial. Uh, what is it, uh, Wes? 
I think it's Stamets. Stamets. Hopefully we're doing it right. Uh, discusses the potential extraterrestrial uses of fungi. People think extraterrestrial now. What are you talking about? Well, listen, <laughs> including terraforming planets, building human habitats, and providing psilocybin therapy to astronauts. This dude is a mega trip. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. The list of mycologists whose, uh, whose names are known beyond their fungal field ha, 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 is short and at its, at its apex is, uh, they should have said something like at its fruiting body or something, uh, is uh, Paul Stamets, educated in and longtime resident of the mossy, moldy, mushy Pacific uh, Northwest region. Stamets has made numerous contributions over blah, 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 blah. In a new astromycological, sorry again, astromycological venture, even that word is hilarious. Astromycological. So in other words, fucking mushrooms in space, kind of like yeah. astroporcinical pigs in space. Astropor, uh, astroportugal. <laughs> I don't know. Astroportugal, probably. Portugal demand, maybe. Anyway, in a new astromycological venture launched in conjunction with NASA, Stamets and various research teams are studying how fungi can be leveraged to build extraterrestrial habitats and perhaps someday even terraform planets. It's not the first time Stamets' career has intersected with speculative space science. He's also received an honor that many researchers would consider only slightly less hallowed than a Nobel Prize being a star trek freaking character so he's talking about here for example uh okay i'm just going to distill this because there's uh, the article is uh well written but it's too long uh he was basically talking about not only uh giving astronauts or even space travelers honestly i think in that sense uh psilocybin to deal with the consequences of long ass times in space because traveling even to mars or the moon or anything else takes you know days weeks months years uh not to mention you know to other stars my god you know we don't have the technology movies right yeah you can't hoop that many mushrooms to take with you like our bodies I mean, you could evolved. grow them Damn it. Go our ahead, bodies smash. evolved on earth you know what i mean and they're taking it to outer space where they're not having to use gravity well it's so, even more uh, the the concepts of honestly even more simple than that i mean i think smash you're on the right track maybe those mushrooms could help you physically uh, uh gain new neural connections or whatever because they say like those mushrooms can like lion's mane stuff can really help you rewire your neural system but uh he was talking about it in terms of like just psychological well-being more than anything else. You know what I mean? I feel like it goes hand in hand, though. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, the the bodies break it. Their body's not used to it, and their mind, like, they're not, it's not used to being in space with the same five, ten, or whatever, how many people are on a fucking mission, you know? For weeks, months, I've heard years, right? There's been mm. missions that have lasted years. And think about it. That's that's kind of like... was this one Russian dude on the space station. He got trapped. Go ahead. I'm just thinking, like, if you, it, think about doing solitary confinement. Like, pretend you got jail time and you went to jail. And general population is like the, the city of jail. But then you have to do your time in solitary confinement, mm. which is a cell away from everything for a year and like you don't have con like you have little contact with people like the think about a fight like happening on the space station how much bigger it would be with the same five people you know what i mean Hmm. it would it, it would just brew and people would get mad at each other and like little things like you do something that would like pisses me off like after a while little things bother people when you're with someone a lot like that no, for sure. Like, uh, imagine yeah, how many times like smashes all the dabs. <laughs> huh? Right. It says, never smash the- smokes all the dabs and leaves the 
the banger dirty. He just chazzes the banger every time, <laughs> West Engine. Every time, just chazzes the fucking banger and then doesn't clean it out. On top of Fuck, that, doesn't yeah. swab it out. Oh, man. I say we space him. That's it, man. It's fucking space lock. So, by the way, Valery Polyakov uh, was in space for 437.75. That's very important. Days. Uh, when was that? That was in January. Well, start date, January 8th, 1994. Uh, and evidently the reason why is the launch of his resupply vessel uh, Progress M2020 was delayed due to bad weather at the Baikonur Cosmodrome. That sucks. Yeah, he's onto something. It's the future. Uh, oh, and it, it, it went much further movie? than that, by the way. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Smash. Is that with the movie Martian uh, with what's his name? He's like, he got Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, he gets stuck on Mars. I was saying this like a year ago. I was like, how do the how do the how does the grow community not talk about that movie more? Because it was it was the shit. It was the tits. It was one of the first time uh, that uh, like a movie had talked about, let's say, like the nerdy shit about our growing. You know what I mean? The yep. microbial interaction. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Why can't you grow potatoes? And he actually goes through the process of like, oh, I, I actually have to find some microbes that will basically inoculate oh, these yeah. potatoes with like life, shit. basically. Yeah. He literally has to go through their shit to find any kind of fucking microbes because uh, there's nothing else in a sterile environment. There's no mushrooms. There's no anything. <laughs> so, for example, can you imagine if you had like fungal mycelium, if you had psilocybin or any other kind of mushrooms, those mushrooms would inoculate that new world and basically become the new like mycological web of life in that fucking earth. You know, <laughs> that, that new Eden. Can you imagine like all the like literally every mushroom gets you high, like a portabella gets you fucking ripped just to stone off your balls like a like, like a chanterelle. Yeah, oh, my yeah. fucking God. You see like talking elephants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The uh, oh, my God. But the uh, oh shit, what are they called? The. Uh, Shit, the scary ones, uh, the ones that eat critters and ants and stuff. I can't think of their the fingers. What are they called again? Uh, shit, I got a bottle of it. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the mushroom that eat the nematodes. Cordyceps, right? the cordyceps, cordyceps, they'll grow like yeah. 40 feet tall and they'll eat people. That's that's yeah. the bad side. <laughs> Sorry, oh, you grow incredible potatoes, but I guess I want to finish that thought. Like, that was really cool that uh, Matt Damon actually found like. The, the reason why he found the poo, to be clear, is to find the microbes in the poo, basically. So the microbes would form, I guess, microbial interactions. Like, I guess that's, a, I don't know. I guess they didn't go into, probably they did go into details in the books, but in the movie, they didn't go much further. In the yeah, books. they didn't go that far into it. In the Bacteriological, movie. fungal, blah, blah, blah. Basically, like those potatoes needed something because he didn't have salt nutrients. That's for sure. Like if he had salt nutrients, maybe he could have actually hydroponically farmed on Mars. But he didn't even have that because, of course, he wasn't supposed to farm on Mars. So he literally couldn't grow in bare ass like dust, like sterile dust. Yeah, and I guess we've had, had that like, experience too. But like, people have tried to grow in like sterilized fox farm, and oh my god, nothing's happening. That's what Kuda's always laughing about. Go ahead, smash. Well, people have tried to grow in the desert too, and that's kind of sterile. Think about hundred. Desert's not sterile degrees. at all. The desert's not sterile. Right under the surface is not hundred degrees. <laughs> No, seriously, like there's been uh, nature with like uh, Richard Attenborough and stuff did the whole like desert series. Like it's crazy. Or maybe it was just PBS did like a five part desert series years ago. And uh, dude, it's teeming with life. Like, honestly, and the sand is that's one of the things Like, if you have cuts and stuff, don't go walking through sand because you're going to get like gangrene because I mean, you're probably going to be fine. But I mean, like if, if you had problems, don't go walking through sand because it's filled with shit. Like, oh, yeah. Actually, sand literally is, like, filled with physically sand shit. is gross. And the micro. Like 
the the microbes, the bacteria or the archaea, they um they're extreme files, so they are are in extreme spots. So you'll find them everywhere on the planet, like even in the extremes, like in the hot lava pools, or in the, we're talking about you're talking about the deserts. So even the deserts or the salt pans in the they're called halophiles in the salts. So they're that's the main ones that you'll find even there. They're everywhere. They they're amazing. Dude, if you go to the beach, if you ever go to the beach, there's like sand fleas underneath you at all times and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh I mean people I don't know, like uh how do I say this? A, a desert is really only a place where it doesn't rain. That's really the only definition of it. So, for example, a gigantic well, swath of the Pacific Ocean is actually a yeah. desert, even though it's completely you know, filled with water. But there's, there's, there's no precipitation. By theory, we're told that, what, at 120 degrees, things start dying. Well, yeah, but that's only right at the surface. Literally dig down an inch and it's like 95. And then dig down another inch and it's like 85. Yeah, yeah. And dig down one more inch so, and it's like 65 for a well i'm no I, I get exactly what you're saying yeah there's so much like you stick your finger in the soil like yeah i get it like think about when you're at the beach and it's so hot you have to dig your feet in to cool and down. then right under the surface it's nice and cool right mm-hmm. literally well, right under not the surface. all the time sometimes you gotta dig real deep <laughs> I I mean, I, yeah but i mean like if you were a free if you lived in the desert i mean it's not hard to dig a freaking burrow you know what i mean if you can dig a burrow an inch deep you can probably dig a burrow six inch deep or whatever you know so that's what like all the turtles and rabbits and hares and shit like it's and it's interesting like we perceive like we think that the desert is barren of all life right because you know we don't find it hospitable and we try to pass through it as fast as possible but no it's teeming with fucking life i've always understood like there's there's like yeah the soil and stuff anything underneath is there's always something living like on top like there you like yeah there's going to be stuff passing through the hot ways but there's a lot of pockets in the desert where a lot of life happens and, and concentrates too and then it like spreads out throughout and like separates to different sections of like better better like less harsh environment sections you know what i mean like oh there's a couple of trees here or there or some shade or uh, it's cool how like it like the desert can work we don't like it think about like i couldn't picture trying to walk through what's the hottest desert the sierra in the u.s or wait is that in the u.s the hottest hottest desert i think it's death valley okay so think about walking through death valley (laughs) i would hate it i hate it like it's it's super hot it's like 135 yeah it's super hot yeah, 58 Celsius. I think it's got the record on the planet. But don't they have cold nights? Most deserts have, have colder nights, mm-hmm. right? They do. Yeah. So a lot of the time, the life kind of stays asleep too uh, during the day and they, it comes out more at night. We didn't say, yeah. I mean, uh, we. Uh, I said it was teeming with life. I didn't say at what time of the day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that's, no, that, I'm that, just kind of that the desert's cold. Going, night, so a lot of stuff comes I'm going out. into it just a little bit, being nerdy with you. No, it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's fun to think about that kind of stuff too, honestly. And that, that's one reason why I like the Martian because they actually talked about that. And then famously when his airlock blew out, he was freaking heartbroken because he was like, well, I got my potatoes, but all the shit is gone. I mean, I, it was kind of a plot hole because honestly he has his own shit. He could probably re-inoculate it, but they probably didn't want to continue with this Ouroboros of like Matt Damon playing with, you know, human feces. So they're like, all right, let's move on from that plot point. But uh, then he basically had to find other you know, ways to consume potatoes and whatever else. Then he ran out of ketchup. That was heartbreaking. Can you imagine having nothing but potatoes and no ketchup? 
Yeah, it having just, to cut up your potatoes to slices. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. No pepper. No nothing, man. No hot sauce. Fuck. No soy sauce. He'd kill for Worcester sauce or A1. He oh. would murder a bitch for A1. Holy shit. I watched a YouTube channel today and they were like, how do you say Worcester? Worcester? Give me a fucking break here. <laughs> I think the right answer is just yes. However you say it, it's that, that's the right answer. Yeah. That's right. We should yeah. ask the the Bostonian. I mean, it's not actually from. I think it's from the UK, but uh, yeah, you guys have a, a Worcester, or whatever. Yeah, it, that one's set a little bit different. It's Worcester, I think. Worcester sauce is how the we Shire say it. on the I back is like Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. But in the in the UK, they have all these like just abysmally like silent words like Kevin. Yeah, it, it will be just like different. a bog or some shit. We have a bunch, like Massachusetts has a bunch, and I think New York, Connecticut, we have a bunch of randomly spelled like cities and like, you would be like, that's how the fuck it's spelled. <laughs> like, it's funny. If you ever, if you ever need something to do, look up like all the weird, like even all over the country, all the weird town names and stuff. It, it gets pretty funny. Where, like what they name some towns. <laughs> Mm. And how they spell some stuff. Well, America has such weird fucking towns. Like, um, well, technically, like revenge. You, There's a town you, called Revenge somewhere. If you <laughs> buy it, so let's go back to the days of like buying land and like where our towns came from. Isn't it more like they own someone owned that section and they bought it off of that person and that's how they named the town or something dumb like that i know you can buy streets and stuff how do towns get named a lot of times people just founded this stuff. i mean the the west yeah. was wild wide just open someone you know? just someone being like this is mine right so here's yeah uh zigzag oregon got its name from the river that zigzags its way through the landscape uh good grief idaho I'm looking up uh, 35 apparently hilarious town names across the U. I just fucking I just googled it. Uh, anyway, uh, there's an intercourse. Where is this intercourse? Is I can't see it yet, but that's my the, kind of uh, right here. I'll just show the article. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if that was a dry right? town. Can you imagine if intercourse was a dry town, West Engine? Let's see here. You've heard the phrase when hell freezes over. Well, that's not such a far fetched proposition. If you're from the town in Michigan, actually named hell. That's pretty fucking funny. I'm from hell. Go to hell. (laughs) All right. They got got a shopping mall there. It's great. It's awesome. They got Mexican food. Fucking fantastic. Sushi place there. It's great. Go to hell. Fine. Uh, So what else is here? Let's see here. Uh, Rumor has it that this Maryland town got its name because a land speculator. Okay. Which name? uh accident maryland i just totally thought that was an ad uh, <laughs> it's bad when your website is so bad that everything looks like an ad anyway uh it says welcome to accident maryland rumor has it this maryland town got its name because a land speculator marked it off by accident obviously not someone like west engine uh still blah blah blah, blah trying to make a living. okay this is ours right now if there was mm. West Engine, I think most of us would agree if there was a spirit town of the the freaking chronic table, it would be Bacon Level, Alabama. Yeah, (laughs) Bacon Level. Come on. Sounds delicious. Come on. I I would like to 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 see (laughs) Kujuak. If you want to Batcave. Oh, that's a good one. This is a good one. Booger Hall, West Virginia. 
Booger what? Hole, a little too on the mark, but Booger Hole, West Virginia. Uh, boring Oregon. I've known people that lived in Boring. They they say that it is exactly as it says. It is exactly what it's it says. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Bug Tussle, Kentucky. There's a lot of nice ones. Chicken, Alaska. Oh, nice. Ding Dong, Texas. You see, there's just that. It's just the oh. gifts that keep on giving. Funk, Nebraska. Greasy Corner, Arkansas. Okay, I think we're going to run out. Go to the bar in Greasy Corner. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Hot coffee, Mississippi. Visit the McDonald's store, hot coffee, mini mall. That's fucking great. Hurt, Virginia. Johnny Cash's least favorite song. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. They weren't lying. Ketchup Town, South Carolina. Hurt. Yeah, I love that one. Some of these, you just feel like they've got to be fake. Knock them stiff. (laughs) Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. It's the goose capital of mid-America, evidently. No name, Colorado. This is a good one. As you may have guessed, the original intention was never to oh, keep nice. this name. Instead, officials used it as a placeholder while legal transactions were underway. But the people of the area thought the name was absolutely hilarious. So much so that they petitioned for it to stay this way. <laughs> cool. That's my kind of people. <laughs> Where do you live? No name. <laughs> <laughs> and the band of that town is no use for a name. <laughs> <laughs> right that's where Clint Eastwood is that's the man with no name man he lives in no name yeah. nothing Arizona nothing's there man nothing to see uh, Peculiar Missouri PP Ohio Rough and Ready California there you go that's that's your mom's favorite town uh, Santa Claus Indiana that's apparently where he's from Scratch Ankle Alabama how would you know the difference honestly why does this take it so long to load this? It's all the ads. Success, Missouri. I think we've gotten through some of the good ones. But uh, oh, yeah. I got I got a couple funny ones for us. Yeah, ch- check yeah. what look uh, Kudjuak in north of uh, Quebec. Kudjuak, oh, it's like the northern tip of Quebec, and it's really a strange area. <laughs> One of my friends went there. But the picture, no is, yeah, by some season, it's like you <laughs> soon you're out of the, the small town. It's really strange. That's what he told me. There is nothing around, no trees, just rock and snow. But at spring, it's all, all covered in lichen and flower and stuff. It's really beautiful. New brain tree. We have a Florida. <laughs> We have a Peru. We have a sea conch. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our local pepperel. Yeah, we had some funny names. I about it, and then the ones people mispronounce are the funniest. Like we have old English names. Like a lot of the old English names are fucking hilarious. That's funny. I love. It's funny trying to watch people out of state pronounced in like massachusetts towns it's hilarious let me see if i can find this cool shot i took next to weed california there's like yeah like go there's a 
probably websites like this or like YouTube videos, like people just trying to say Massachusetts names and how they're really said from like someone from Massachusetts. It's so funny. I, I find I find it probably more funny than everyone else, but cream puff it's quarter. Just, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just always funny to like they make these funny names in these like towns. I mean, <laughs> ours are a lot of old English names and stupid stuff like that. A bong bong horse race. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ian is saying, imagine getting busted in weed, California. <laughs> I gotta go to court. Where? Weed. No, I don't have any. Where do you gotta go to court? Weed. No, I don't have any. <laughs> right? Uh, that's not a bad... You don't, you don't live there, do you? Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Cockburn. Been <laughs> <laughs> there, done that. <laughs> Out. Well, here's some bad ones. Is um, you're from Hell's Gate, Pisspot Creek, Thrush Forest. Ouch. Hmm. Forget that last one. I still prefer I'm no from, name. I'm from. Yeah, no name. I agree. Is this? I'm from. I'm from Tuxbury, Massachusetts. Tuxbury, that's a funnier, like, it's so oh, yeah. funny. Look, it's all, see, in, in Queensland, yeah. it's where I'm from. It's all about your knob. Look, they got two-mile knob, Yorkie's knob, a quality knob, there's iron knob, Scrubby's knob, and even just the knob. <laughs> and there's, look, Mount Blowhard, look out. Mount Breast, woohoo! And for the uh, non, for some reason, the rest of the English speaking world knows what knobs are slang wise. But the, the, like the North Americans are like the fuck like doorknobs. What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, it's basically the, the, the it's a, a wang. Basically it's like, a, 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 I don't know. Is it like yeah. a slang word for like, like wiener? Like for us, it's like uh, uh, a schlong, just like, like a stupid word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the English pronunciation. Yeah. Then not even just England. It's like English, Australian, freaking Hong Kong, you name it. But I South think they Africa. all got settled by Britain, right? Well, so did we. I guess a long, little bit longer ago, maybe. Maybe that's the reason. And we did the revolution and shit. I think a lot of them settled and kind of and still had British tea money. Into the fucking water. We were like, this tea is bullshit. Yeah, this, this is fucking tea sucks. You know where that happened? Boston, Massachusetts. It's I'm going to go dude. park my car in Harvard Yard. Go check out where <laughs> they dumped the fucking tea in the harbor. <laughs> i like to think of it that they were making the world's largest tea cup like a tea party like they it wasn't a tea party they were like trashing the tea they were just making tea for everybody in the, in the ocean <laughs> they were fighting against taxi that's like think about in school like we learned that we they, they like emphasized all that stuff in school because it happened where we lived so like a lot of our schooling was based on the Boston Tea Party and going to see where the blah 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 and and where the pilgrims landed. And da, 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 da. Mm. I'm like, oh, like every grade they would make you go to the same Plymouth plantations and stuff, and you'd go see the same people that are like actors there, and you're like, you weren't here last year. You're not the. You won't live here. It is funny now that you mention that. It is funny how people like always. I don't know, like, I guess they mean well, but they're like disproportionately harping on the pretty meaningless local history of a place. 
You know what I mean? Like we have our local history. What's up, Houghton? We have our local history too, right? Like, oh my God, we know that Lewis and Clark, you know, ended up here, you know, actually north of here uh, across the Columbia, but they had their fort here and they spent like, you know, a year here and blah, 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 and this and that. And we know all this different random shit. That's not super significant in the world history of things. But if you talk to anyone here, oh my God, they'll tell you all about it. And so, for example, with you, like all the weird little Boston stuff that for the rest of us were just like, yawn, next, you know, but for mm-hmm. you guys, oh, that's all you learned about in school because they're like, oh, you must learn all these things. Johnny Appleseed. Mm. This is the best troll troll city name ever. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. The exact center almost of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Always love that one. Was that one of those like troll cities where it was like, come here, dumb uh, poor people like that just came off the boat, like indentured servants, like come here and just get trapped and find Jersey Shore nowhere. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I used to go up to Lock Haven. It was like a cool place to go party. And hmm. and uh, and they had a big land scene. They used to do like a whole gymnasium, a land parties up there. So used to go up there to, to do those. But we got trapped here one time in a hurricane. There was some hurricane came up in the 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 bridge or whatever that connects them washed out and you couldn't get from one to the other because this river was all flooded out. So we got stuck in Jersey Shore. So I never forgot that place after that. Is that where that TV slot show is from? No, no, that that's from the actual Jersey Shore. That's a few th- a few hundred miles to the east. The yeah. show, dude, the show kind of all right. So that show you yeah. know. It was like that, but it wasn't like that. No, 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 no. I grew up in Philly, and we used to go down the shore. It's exactly like that. Wildwood, <laughs> Wildwood, Wildwood, and like Ocean City and Atlantic City are exactly like that. LBI. Exactly like that. I didn't know. Like I noticed, it was like you've seen a lot of Guidos, but it was a lot of yep. tourists too. And Guidettes, don't forget. Yeah. And it was a lot of tourists, though, too, though. Like, I, I had to admit, like, if you were in a bar in Jersey Shore when I went, it, there wasn't as many Guidos as you would think. They're kind of Just falling saying. out of fashion, too. You know what it is? They, uh, uh, too many fist bumps. TV and road rules. Like, <laughs> not anymore, right? So that culture is like, died. Thanks. Oh, Polly D, dude. He's still doing. He's from Rhode Island. Traumatic fist injury. <laughs> yeah, that dude. That dude, Polly D, is from Rhode Island. He was like a kind of a nobody for the longest time um, DJing around here. Um, then he, after the show, he got a residency in Vegas. So he played like pretty much like had a suite in Vegas for a long, long time and had a residency and just played constantly like that show did a lot of good things for them but like it did really like i don't know like i it ruined america and i was yeah. never different no, i don't know i think they even emphasized yeah. like, themselves too they like i i've met like paulie's not really like all like yeah he's kind of hype and like crazy I, I seen him at a club before he was kind of famous like right before he actually got pulled on the jersey shore he wasn't like crazy yeah. like guido you know, uh, do you know um uh one of the mtv shows had a, a, a strip club called double visions he was in pennsylvania 
I used to sell weed to a bunch of the sh- allegedly to a bunch of the strippers on that show. It was right down the street. I went to high school. <laughs> I went to high school with the like girl that did all the hiring for there. So she used to come by and after the place would close, I go to the bar and meet some people and everybody like, yo, come back to the house. We'll we'll go smoke or whatever. And then like two thirty, three o'clock rolls around, all these strippers come over like to get like fucking eights or so they're like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's fucking great. It's good times. I worked with a lot of ravers. Like there was a company that like put on a lot of raves back in the early two thousands. Yeah, pretty much early two thousands. Um and it was like the one yeah, oh the, but this There's one main company dogs. did all actually these shows. That. One of the one of the bigger groups that used to do really big ones actually, like the more professional, nicer parties, not like crappier warehouse parties. Um, they uh, they both they, they did both invite for Halloween. I'm not gonna release the invite. Party shame us. Nice to see one of the old groups kind of revived again. I would like to see. There was a group called Tight Crew for a long time. They put on a lot of good shows. Um, they did a lot of events. They did a, we did we had a lot of warehouse ones, but it was a multi warehouse setup where you're not just going to to one show. It's like you're walking through six shows. And you can pick a room to be in and there's different music playing like type warehouse settings. And like, Oh, that was cool. There's bars and stuff inside. That was, sorry, excuse me. That was the best, best venue I ever been to. Honestly, it was so crazy. You would get lost inside because it was all black lights. And obviously you were not sober. (laughs) By the way, Ian is trying to tell us that Snooki is not with us, but no. Snooky's still with us. Snooky's alive and well. Uh, Nicole Elizabeth Polizzi, 33. She was born in Chile. Right on. Don't believe Ian. Scared me. I was like, oh my God. Not Snooky. No, I seen her the other day. They just made a show. They just, just made a show. You see? Freaking Ian. I think they're having a reunion, bro. You think so? I can't wait to not watch it. <laughs> oh, dude, what about Florida? Florida Shore. I can't wait to laugh Florida at Shore, people Bama, talking about that. Florida Bama. <laughs> Fuck. Florida Bama Shore or something like that. That sounds terrible. Have you ever heard of that one, you guys? That one's funny. Uh, it's literally Florida, but it's like the teeth in the whole show. Well, no, they like. I don't want to say redneck. I hate saying that word, but it's the Southern style of like living, like mudding, ATVs, party drinking in the, in the uh, bonfires, like field parties type shit. Oh, my beer. Yeah. Like they call it Florida. Someone in the chat would know better. They probably heard of it, but Florida, Bama, Florida, Bama shore, something like that. It was like the pre precessor of Jersey Shore. I'd rather talk about Paul Stamets again. All right, we're gonna instead of talking <laughs> about Floribama, we're going to be talking about this delightful article from uh, Scientific American about Snooki Paul Stamets. He's talking a fun about guy. He's a nothing totally to do with guy. Snooki yeah. or the Jersey Shore's many <laughs> fine Italian Americans. Uh, this is they talking about, for example. Um, 
terraforming fungi. That's where we got lost with uh, Matt Damon and the freaking poop to potatoes. Uh, so I told them terraforming with fungi. Oh, what was the question here? What separates Star Trek from other science fiction? You know, is it's really uh, pioneered the important. Uh, what was he talking about? It, uh, recognizing the recognizing the diversity of the members of our society gives us strength. And indeed, that's what I've learned as a mycology mycologist. The the biodiversity of our ecosystem gives our ecosystem resilience. That's actually an important note right there. Ultimately, diversity wins. Uh, he said, for example, uh, I told him terraforming with fungi on other planets is very plausible. Fungi were the first organisms that came to land, munching rocks. Coot is always talking about how fungal, uh, especially like lichen, had to literally dissolve all the rocks on the earth, basically, to create rock dust so that the various and assorted freaking microorganisms could create soil. So first they had to erode like every fucking rock on earth, basically. I mean, I guess not first, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, so they say munching rocks and fungi gave birth to animals about 650 million years ago we're the descendants of the descendants of these fungal networks he said um what else is here uh here how can fungi help with the development of human habitats or even entire ecosystems on other planets he answers uh plants that support terraforming need minerals and pairing fungi up with the plants and debris from humans causes them to decompose into a form that then creates rich soils that could uh, help uh, generate the foods that astronauts need it's much easier to take one seat and grow your food than it is to take a ton of food to space right nature is incredibly efficient in terms of a payload it's much better for nature to generate a payload of food than for your rocket to carry a payload of food and then he says this is another fucking massive incredible thing and remember that biodiversity thing that i mentioned earlier question your current research proposal with nasa has two stages everyone talks about elon musk and nobody ever talks about fucking paul stamets but this is i think more interesting honestly this is more unpredictable than putting batteries in cars like that was a straight up normal idea this is abnormal and interesting. Anyway, your current uh, research proposal with NASA has two stages. The first involves identifying the best fungal species for breaking down asteroid regolith. Do you currently have any possible candidates? And he answers, basically, regolith is asteroid dust. Uh, research teams have con constructed synthetic regolith that's supposed to mimic the components that are uh, found on the surface of asteroids and also on Mars. So we're working with them now. He has a suite of about 700 strains of fungi in his cultural library. Uh, he's happy to say oyster mushrooms are one of the best ones that they've ever experimented with on the regolith so far. I was joking about this the other day, like fucking oyster mushrooms, no matter what, it's always the best one. Uh, and then just recently, we found something synergistically that was unexpected when we took one species, gave it a nutritional source, and we wanted to know how far it would grow into the regolith with its mycelial uh, roots, in other words, like mycelial, net mycelial network that we talk about, right? When we took one species of fungi and we looked at the reach that it had on the regolith, then we combined it with other species of fungi, each of which did not have that great of a reach. When we had a plurality of fungal species together, the outreach was far greater than anticipated. In some ways, it just proves this whole concept about biodiversity. Dude, the article even gets into more interesting shit there about how, for example, these fungal mycelial blocks can be so strong that when they try to compress them with steel presses, they actually compress the steel and not the fungal freaking uh, 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 shell, basically. Because this, this bio... What do you even call it? This um, bio shell, I guess, for fucking lack of a better goddamn term right now, uh, is I incidentally so strong. Biodome. Right? I've definitely seen some very hard fruiting blocks. Like I couldn't even, I could barely, I had to 
hit them with a sh like sharpened shovel to cut them up. Mm. And that's just from a home grow. I can't imagine, you know, thousand year old mycelium growth. How strong he's not talking is. about thousand years old. He's talking about literally building houses and stuff on Mars, like sending Michael, you know, mycological or fucking uh, fungal spores to Mars, let's say, in some kind of a predictable way, maybe, you know, like on a printed page or something, and then just printing a house out of like a, like a shell of mycelium. Go for it, Potent. You might be muted. I'm doing what I was trying to make it do. Hold on. Come on. I just did it. No. No, it doesn't want to do it. I had them all selected. Hold on. I, oh. I don't accidentally share the wrong picture again. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, well, yeah, I've actually seen they've been building, they've been trying to find an easier way to build houses in a stronger way. Because, like, listen, the houses we probably most of us that have bought in within the last 20 years is made out of shit wood like all like if you they have to be covered up and like protected from the rain outdoors and stuff like it sucks and like they're working with 3d printed concrete i've seen mycelium trying to be used they're trying to come up with anything yes steve sure so we have the the conference coming up. We have most of the speakers confirmed. We are. I'm just basically. We have the last couple of speakers confirmed. We're just making sure everyone. I can get the schedule and the times flipped around for the last three people. So, we'll get that confirmed this week, and then we'll get the rest of them out. But here's a bunch of the different speakers so far for the conference. We'll have um, 26 hours of content. I'm going to be exhausted at the end of it, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We have um, a, a, cult, a craft growers panel, a home growers panel, and a commercial growers panel of uh, aquaponic cannabis growers. We have growers from around the world. We have Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Clackamas Coot. We have Chris Trump. We have, um, uh, these are a bunch of, of home growers that do a lot of content. Um, uh, Brain Grow, um, uh, Aquaponics Cannabis, um, Tanner Stewart from Stewart Life up in Canada. Um, Joe Pate, who's did a lot, bunch of research at Kentucky State and has his own uh, uh, company, does uh, vegetable consulting. Um, we have uh, Dylan McAmond, who does all the awesome pictures. If you guys ever been on the Facebook group, uh, he has a pretty small um, uh, craft growers uh, or micro production license up in Canada and produces a lot of awesome stuff. We got Bain Howard, who does uh, growers up in um, uh, Vertica here in Oklahoma. Uh, trained under me. We have uh, Angela Tenenbrock who will be talking about um, uh, food safety and biosecurity. She's super awesome. She does audit, audits for uh, companies on uh, to do all that kind of stuff. And she does a lot of work with like the USDA and all that kind of stuff like that. So super knowledgeable on those. Um, Dr. Wilson Leonard did a lot of research in aquaponics the last 30 years. Uh, really knowledgeable. Um, Wendy Kornberg, she's super awesome. She's going to be on this show here soon. Um, uh, she's the uh, knows all about KNF and all kinds of other awesome stuff. She's also part of the Ganjir program, uh, which you can uh, you can check out. We have uh, Victor Labanov, who's a, a microbiologist who does a lot of research around like mineralization microbes uh, and plant roots. And as far as uh, uh, organic hydroponics and aquaponics, 
We have Thumb Genetics, who's an aquaponic cannabis producer out of Michigan. I think a lot of people have a chance to hear from them. Um, we have Sweetwater Aquaponics uh, Cannabis uh, out of South Africa. He's super cool. Uh, we, we should try to get him on the show sometime because we kind of are on when they actually have daylight. Um, we usually end my show a little too early. We have uh, Murray Hollum from Australia. If you know about aquaponics, you probably heard of him. We have Marty Waddell with the coolest picture I could find of him. Uh, looking like D. Snyder. Uh, <laughs> um, he's a, a partner in crime on the show. Uh, we have uh, Kevin McKernan is going to be talking about uh, genetic bioassays of soil uh, and kind of, you know, a much better way to identify microbes in your and what's going actually going on in your soil mixes, which would be super awesome. Um, Dutch Blooms, who's uh, another living soil and aquaponic grower. Uh, Dr. Robert Faust did a lot of research with making fulvic acids and kelp. Um, we have Dragonfly Earth Medicine, who are fucking awesome. Uh, we have uh, Symbiotic uh, Symbiosid, who's the only current um, a commercial uh, aquaponic cannabis producer in Switzerland. Um, so we have uh, people from all over uh, Sweden, Switzerland, South Africa, um, uh, uh, all over the place. Uh, by the way, shout out to Joe in the chat. Apparently went through some uh, traumatic times, but hopefully going a bit better. So good thoughts. It's always, I don't know, like, how do I say this? Uh, 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 you don't always notice exactly when someone stops like chatting, you know, for a little while, but oftentimes you'll notice, oh, that person hasn't been around for a little while, or at least I do. You know, sometimes I notice, oh, I haven't seen so-and-so for even like a week or two, but sometimes you'll notice like, oh my God, it's been... Uh, six months or something you'll think like oh i haven't seen that name for a while or so and you always wonder what happened to so-and-so what happened to so-and-so and anyway it's just we always sometimes it's easy to forget because it's just like the magic of like the perpetual youtube like oh we're just always talking about weed but life always happens in the background uh, i'm not making it that profound of a point necessarily but i don't know this just always reminds me somehow uh what else is new potent what else is going on let me get some oreos Make some seeds. Send me an Oreo cut, Steve. Uh, green jeans of that. the original Wu Tang. I think is probably working on that, right? Uh, we have uh, um, just been working on some stuff for Puerto Rico. Working on stuff for the Georgia project. Working on some more builds out there, um, and then South Africa, and then just the conference, and then. Also, getting working on trying to get all enough of our stuff ready for for BizCon um, with some of our other projects we're working on right now. So, just been busy, busy, busy on all fronts. Uh, we never really ask you what you're smoking. It occurs to me right now. I have some. This is I think they call it Humboldt Kush. I think that just means generic, whatever. It's pretty lemony. It's um. Uh, some live resin that I got from a friend of mine. So. Uh, well, cheers. Cheers, folks. Everybody hanging out. It's almost uh, 420. Actually, I think we uh, we made it to another freaking 420. I was like, oh, my goodness. The conversation was, uh, I don't know. Everyone seems to be tired lately. Like, I noticed I'm tired. Yeah, what it is. had an awesome episode with Matthew Gates last week mm. on my show. Um, and some great, great topics on viruses and bricks and stuff. That was fun. I'm trying to get to that's dope i can't wait to watch i i, I like 
I didn't chill and chat much at your conference last year, but I was vibing like I had it on. And if uh, if anyone wants to see last year's conference, you can either watch it in its entirety uh, in the eight hour blocks that we did last year um, uh, in, in the original recording, or you can watch the one hour, you know, you can pick and choose the talks that you want. Um, there's a whole playlist on the, on there if you want to check that out. And we'll be doing the same thing this year as well. Um, the whole thing will be free, for free and live on YouTube. Uh, and then we will also uh, have some surprises during the stream, obviously, like we, we did last year. Uh, and then we'll also do um, uh, edited down, you know, and, and uploaded every Wednesday like we did last year until we, we uh, have all those done. So it'll be pretty awesome. I'm going to start doing a lot more content. We're going to do some edited, like, knowledge drops out of different episodes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, really good gems, but a lot of the episodes are pretty long and not everyone has time to, to do that. So we'll be... Um, doing more edited, you know, short clips out of different ones uh, uh, and trying to get, you know, content up to four or five days a week is kind of the goal. I want to do one video where we can kind of teach some identification or some kind of interesting thing that I make new stuff for one, one uh, kind of edited clip from that. And then uh, uh, some of the old interviews as well, I still have to, uh, to go through. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm. There's a lot of cool so stuff we did in the beginning. I think not everyone's listened to a lot of the older stuff. So, right. That's cool, dude. Yeah, Steve, you do put in a lot of work for the community. Thank you, man. Like, you really do. We actually have a, a new project. If anyone is working on a lot of, um, or actually, I can uh, talk about it now a little bit. Um, uh, if anyone is interested in working on a project uh, as far as ferments, compost teas, if anyone's working a lot with compost teas and ferments, especially KNF stuff on a bigger scale and you have access to a little bit of testing or you're willing to put a little bit of money in, please email. Um, let me make sure I get this thing right here. Open nutrient project at Gmail. Um, and uh, I will send you some more info. Um, we're going to be doing some, some crowdsourcing of some stuff and putting them out periodically. Um, and uh, trying to get the answers to a lot of the different questions that people have in regards to how much nutrients is in X, Y, and Z. Um, so if you're interested in working on a project like that, uh, please email me uh, at uh, opennutrientproject.com or at Gmail or other. Uh, we don't Wait, have a website. What? Can you explain that one more time? Sorry. We're working on like... So how it works is we're going to have a, a group of people that are working together right now. We'll be taking in some new people soon um, uh, and aggregating this information and putting them out as kind of like formal reports regularly. We haven't decided on the increments, um, but that'll be structured like that. So um, something I've been, I've had this kind of document fucking around for like a year and a half that I've been kind of putting together and compiling, but then I don't know, recently kind of got an itch after that Quancon Femme episode uh, with the banana trunks, it was like, yeah, I think it's time to try and there's a couple other people that have this, you know, kind of the same idea, but if we, if we all work together, we could actually get a lot more done. So, um, we'll, uh, we're working on that, but you know, if you're, if you don't have a lot of resources, you know, don't worry about it. Um, you know, we'll, uh, cheers, you know, we'll, oh, shit, we're, cheers we're putting out the information, but, um, and we're, the whole idea is to list how it was prepared um you know the parts per million of the different nutrients that we're able to test for and that you know there's a lot of stuff if you look at like the dr duke's list and some of the other ones like the one that's on build a soil for bioaccumulators those aren't as accurate as what they are 
with some of the more recent testing of those same preparations. So uh, it's a way for us to try and, you know, get those numbers more accurate and, and to try and put it out in a more formal way that's not so much just like a, a random thing trying to get clamored together. It's, uh, you know, putting them out quarterly or, or by year, you know, twice a year or something like that in a, in a nice, neat formatted, you know, document um, that's easy to digest and easy to read. Uh, I think it was going to be really cool once we get this going. I got it. Well, yeah, I put a ton of fucking work into this. So uh, if you guys are interested, email open nutrient project uh, at Gmail and, uh, and I'll get you more info. So did the people have uh, access to take a, a sandal sample, the, the, the plant you're talking about two times a year, maybe to test them? What kind of nutrient they got in to uh, feed you with those plants? Yeah. So like what, what you're, if I ferment something for X amount of time, you know, whatever it is that you do, you just, you document what it is that you do. Uh, and then we have lists of testing methods um, so that you can actually test out for different things. So if you're trying to hunt down uh, potassium, um, if you're, you know, it kind of has all of that information to be able to test for that um, so that you can find one that works for you and, and get that data for the database. So um, it, again, it's a, it's a, I put a ton of work into it. There's also references for all the plants that I could find as well, um, so that you have at least a starting point. <laughs> um, it's pretty insane. Um, it took me quite a few hours to compile this uh, and and put it out there. So if someone is interested, and put you know, let me know, and we could definitely uh, and get you more info on that. But again, only really looking for serious people that are going to put some time into it. Um, Shit, man. It's a lot to digest. Yeah, it's a lot to explain, but it, I, I think if you if you think about it, it's kind of like trying to simplify the knowledge of all of the different, you know, there's a million different organic-minded people trying to work together and trying to collaborate these different data points and things, and it kind of needs to be all consolidated, but then also I'm put out in like an open source way you know what i mean what nutrients like what like what it like that's what i'm kind of confused like what are you going to be testing or what are they going to be testing exactly like so like, like your compost tea or your ferment or your compost or your soil you know you could say hey here's my coots mix at this percentage and i modified it this way And then I went and sent a soil sample out or I tested my soil and this is what it came out to be with these inputs at these, you know, because people don't have any idea. People have been traditionally told you need a sprig of this and a splash of that and a dash of this and a dash of that and three cups of this. And, and no one actually knows um, what the fuck those numbers are. You know, there's okay. a little bit of data on some of them, but mm. you know, certainly not when it comes to KNF inputs, there's very little data on, on PPMs. Um, there's very little data on PPMs and a lot of the different compost teas with some of the different fermented inputs and plant inputs, people talking about, you know, all the different things that are in there. There's not a lot of stuff that's actually out there. There's some, some scraps of stuff here and there, but nothing that's in a, in a crowdsourced way. That's actually, you know, recent data. Um, there's a lot of old research papers that did things in a very, you know, certain way or did tissue samples of this or that, but there's not a lot of good data on, Hey, if I make a tea with this, what the fuck is the PPMs of the potassium? 
you know, is my WSK from this plant as good as a WSK from another plant? Like, like trying to determine like, Hey, maybe it's better to use, you know, cucumbers and gourds than it is to use sunflowers for, for WSK, right? Like who know we don't know, right? Like this is the kind of stuff that we could figure out if we can start working towards that kind of goal. Yeah. Even just making tea with stinging nettle that uh, I did myself uh, over years. I mean, just taking those on the side of the river at few spots that was really stinky, but they were growing super great. And if I compare with those that are not on the side of a river and they're uh, a big pile of a uh, horse poo, but those ones are not as good than those that were on the side of, of the river when I was making teas. And yeah, I would like to see why and just test the, the that fucking sample of it. Uh, what what it contain? Be, uh, what's the difference between those? You know, and that's the same plant. I mean, yep. Or even time of year. I mean, look at uh, kratom. If you pick kratom at the wrong time of year, it can be like mm. eight times less potent or more potent. Um, you know, there's a lot of plants that are have much better values of certain things at certain times of the year. And other things like that as well. So, um, again, this is stuff that if we don't just crowdsource this and work together on a bigger scale with mm -hmm. the handful of people that are actually like minded, which there aren't a ton of us, there's some, but there's not a ton. You know, we have to work together if we're going to start to change things or try and, you know, cheapen the costs for our fellow growers um, trying to get by right now. And, and, and we're all kind of getting squeezed. This might be an easy way to, to kind of do that and provide a resource that helps them in a way that's meaningful. This will be interesting information. I was just thinking this whole time I, I tried to search for what I somewhere have. It always takes me forever to, to find it. Uh, I have like a handwritten three page thing somewhere like deep in my photo file or something. It always takes me literally forever to find it. Sometimes I can't even find it. Uh, and it was basically like a handwritten thing of the MPK of spinach leaves and sunflower seeds and all kinds of random stuff. And every time I search for something, I'll find something semi-similar if I take, you know, 15 minutes to look for something and the numbers will be, you know, sure enough, semi-similar, but at the same time, I'm not sure who the source on those things was, you know, like it could be that the person was well-intentioned and guessed at 95% of it. It could be that they got it all from Cornell for all I know. Uh, but, you know, like there's never any like addended sort or uh, 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 there's never an addendum that basically says where the information is from. It's just some handwritten shit. So like, honestly, it would be kind of useful to have, uh, you know, here, so-and-so they tested it spinach. If you want to compost spinach in a freaking ferment, it's got such and such potassium, such and such, you know, freaking nitrogen and such and such, blah, blah, blah. You know, that'd be pretty useful. Hmm. I was looking at, and are you talking? It's uh, Dr. Duke's phytochemical and ethnobotanical databases. Still muted. I realized potassium is not that exciting. Is this it? I wonder if Ozzy just freaking. Is anybody, are any of you guys going to talk or is it a competition? 
It's a competition. I, I, be... I didn't realize I was muted. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can see, see with Dr. Duke's page. Um, you can uh, you can search for some of this data, but it's not really aggregate, aggregated very well. Like it's kind of clunky, mm. and it's cool because you can like see what the other plant components do: the copper, fiber, iron, calcium, whatever, whatever. But um, it's still kind of not super easy to use. Um, we also don't know the accuracy of a lot of these numbers. A lot of these numbers and testing are very far off from what they actually are when we test them. Or if you ferment them, maybe it doesn't come out the same way or, or whatever, whatever, whatever. It, we just don't know, right? But we have all these people trying to use them for different practices without actually having any type of data points to start to actually make intelligent balancing acts out of some of those nutrient data. So that's kind of part of the goal of what the project is about. And also like places like when I was in Zimbabwe, right? It'd be great if I could be like, hey, we need to get this much of this, this much of this, this much of this, and this much of this. And then we can make enough to grow this much acreage, right? From the inputs from that. Like if we could quantify that into something that worked that well, you wouldn't have to go buy shit anymore, right? And you could actually do it in a way that you'd have the same or similar control to having your bottles, you know, kind of getting at least some level of control back. Yeah, that's one of the thing when some people were yeah buying their stuff to just be sure they have the same number in their input all, every time. But uh, sometimes if you can test it, uh, like you, you talk about, uh, you can test how how much it adds to your soil. And yeah, it's so much easier to just take what's around. And I, I, I was thinking for a long time how to set that kind of system inside for myself too. Because uh, over here, the winter is long, so I need to do it inside too. I forgot I was muted. I was like, it's good to, it would be good to know some of like the stuff that you can use from outdoors and stuff like that. I mean, I still use kind of like a pre pre-mixed situation, but it's all dry stuff. Um, I use, I, 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 how do I say this? I would like to know what barley, how, what exactly, like barley adds also, like fungal dominance, like what exactly it's bringing. Like, it would be cool to get a breakdown of how many different fungal dominant, like, um, whatever ends up it, it ends up becoming from the barley i should say well for barley you can go at the grocery store watch on the bag they tell you what's in it so it, uh, for bar barley at least you got a better idea but for the fungus that it had i will be curious too i i've never tried that barley stuff i'm i'm really trying well, to set my like stuff yeah, but that has RPK values, but it doesn't have PPMs or any kind of like really more useful data. Yeah, see, I, I use barley as like I, I chop the shoots up and stuff and like top them, cover with them, and throw them right on the top soils and stuff. Like I love barley, and it and it seems to love it. It like the system seems to love every aspect I've put into it.
I'm a big fan of Burley. It's nothing new on this show, though. West Engine is uh, pretty well stoned. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, I think this game. might be uh, pretty close to last call. I don't know. We might. Uh, yeah, I think I'm heading up pretty clear. I got to get up know. early. Well, so let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to hop on, this is your final warning to do so. Come hang. Don't show your wing. Come chat. Don't show your cat. Yeah, kind of works. No, it kind of works. So. Yeah, that's that's about as that's about as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be offended. We're trying to. We're, we're this is an improvisational show. Welcome, Nico. Uh, I was going to make a joke about France earlier. It was actually a nice joke, not a not one of those like mean jokes. I actually like France, and I can't remember what it was anymore. Totally I want a croissant. I want a nice croissant. Who doesn't, man? Once you've had a good croissant, like. Who doesn't want a nice croissant again? I guess people who don't like buttery, flaky goodness. Yeah, but that's the like those are the best pastries. I think are the buttery, flaky, nom 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 pastries. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Damn it, potent! Now we're gonna have to ban him. He showed his cat. <laughs> I'm gonna potent. Settle this for us once and for all. Our cats. As intelligent as dogs, or are dogs far have, more intelligent? I have two wolf. We have two wolf dogs and two pit bulls here. One pit bull is like 120, 130. And the other one's maybe like, she's a lot smaller, maybe 70. And what uh, about their brains? And the cat, the cat's name is Killer, and he's the one that can kick any of them up and down the house. Hmm. Well, but just because he's violent doesn't mean that he's intelligent. I mean, I know, Debo in, in, in Friday, he wasn't the smartest guy. Arguably, that Maybe was either. He got beat like, up because uh, he got hit with a brick. I saw Ryan. Um, we used to have a cat named Happy Jack. He could put a joint in his mouth and he would inhale it and blow it out. It was the coolest cat ever. All right, fine. I had a pretty cool cat. Well, too, I that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool cat. My cat's, well, my cat's pretty cool. I've seen, you have seen my cat. He, he's chill as hell. He just He loves to hang out. So an ex- experiment where this um, person had two dogs and one cat, and they set up down the hallway. All these like um, like bottles like that, just standing up, like heaps of them like that. So you couldn't really walk past them. And it, the dog walked up, or the cat walked up, and just went whoa, okay, and just went new new new, and got round it like stealthily, didn't knock any of them over. And the two dogs come up, and they were like wagging their tails, walking back and forth, trying to get through, anxiously wanting what's going on. It was so funny. And then in the end, stuff it. I'm going to try and get through. Doop, 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 all, all full of doop, doop. This, uh, this little guy dogs, I got. So that was one cool experiment that I watched probably about a week ago. Oh. This guy I got a Christmas Eve one year from the shelter. We were coming home from the grocery store. They had a big sign that said, like, uh, adoption roulette or whatever she come in and you spin a wheel and you could win a free adoption so that's how i ended up with this little asshole kind of fun unless it was like an adopter like nine out of ten is a cat but then one out of ten is a warthog you gotta take it home <laughs> no but i was totally looking for a hyena cub when i was in zimbabwe i was like i want to like one apparently of they're dudes. super smart the hyenas are super duper smart and yeah, evidently they have uh well they're pretty violent pack animals but they are very very social like um 
let me think uh they live in huge packs but the packs are competitive so it's not like most because they're not actually dogs they're like uh they're weasels are they we yeah there's something different weasels Go ahead, Ozzy. There's um a clip it on the outdoor channel that I watch that shows um this uh, native family in um Africa feeding the the tribe um the um hyenas and they manually and they hand feed them every day and every day go to the same spot and give it to them and they've sort of semi-trained these hyenas and there's a pack of probably about 10 of them. And it was so cool just to watch to see them giving back to the, you know, to instead of the opposite, because okay. they, they, they didn't know how to fend with this town. So they thought, shit, what can we do? And they, their father did it. And their sons carried on the tradition. So they just kept doing this. And then the hyenas didn't attack the town. It was really cool. Over. Okay. So they're related to lions, otters, and, uh, yeah, uh, uh, mongooses. So we, I wasn't totally wrong. The closest related to mongooses, next family but they branched us off way or way early, separate from dogs, bears, and sea animals, and apparently weasels. So they're a mongoose family. That's what it is. More a feline than a carnivore. More Mm. more cat than carnivore. Hmm. You see families. Um, they were like they're a pet. The um, hyenas are you see them as pets a lot. You see weasels. It's like a, it's, a I don't know. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Like a lot. It's like a whole. Th- uh, it's like a <sighs> like a baller thing. I remember reading. Mm-hmm. And other countries. About it. Uh, like if I'm pretty sure something. if you're in Saudi Arabia, you buy a hyena flex. Oh yeah, there they have pet lions and stuff too. These are cool. Uh, the fossa, the biggest member of the mongoose family. It's like basically a, a weasel that evolved to be like a mountain lion. Like legit. <laughs> I wonder what's bigger. Oh. Too scary. They live in Madagascar and they, they hunt lemurs. They're pretty <laughs> fucking badass. <laughs> that damn kitty. That looks like that has cat paws for sure. Look at this. They're uh they're not at all. I mean, they're uh, a mongoose. They live in Madagascar. Yeah. There's something I want to see if I get a chance to go over there to Madagascar. I've seen this. They're yeah. badass. Oh, God damn it! Forward. So this dude right here, hyenas' as pets is restricted by law, but uh, Nigeria, that's what I was thinking. Of, the hyena <laughs> men. Yeah, you tell him not. He can't have his dog. Right, yeah. dude. Look at the size of that thing. See, if I was living in Africa permanently, I'd totally get one of those. It looks like a, a big dog. Like it does look like a big dog. It does, or, I mean, I can. No one's gonna them. come over your fence. Like, no. They might think about it with a dog. They're not gonna do it if it's a fucking hyena. Can you imagine oh, the crazy good. laughing every night at the party? They're like, are they having their parties or is it just their pet hyenas laughing? Who knows? Way more intimidating than a bark. No, I do the most intimidating. <laughs> Christ, look at that. You're going to go bird. in the butthole first. Oh, my God. Dude, you can get past the dog. Nobody fucks the lion. Is a fisher cat. 
Uh, they probably are a lot of little cats, but they're sure cats. They're South American, I think, ain't they? There's some over here, and they sound like like when they're hunting and like I guess maybe oh, killed, God. they scream like physically scream, and it sounds like like a girl. Like if you hear it in the woods, it would sound like a girl screaming in the woods. Oh, that's a mountain lion. Mountain uh, lion sound like that. So but yeah, so uh, Australian wild dogs or the African wild dogs or something, they sound like screeching girls or something. No, yeah, no, no, cougars. No. Oh, mountain yeah. lions. Mountain <laughs> lions. That's funny. No, no, I've heard mountain lions a bunch of times through this call. Hold on, look, play it. Find, I can find it on YouTube. It's creepy as fuck. And the Fisher cat first, and then we'll compare it. I think it's these guys right here that I was thinking of. I mean, it's for sure these guys that I was thinking of. I don't know if this is the call. These guys are pretty interesting. Uh, African wild dogs. They're some of the most social creatures, but they're fucking vicious to their enemies. Oh, they have the highest kill rate, I think, of any species. Let's see here. Uh, Jesus, the African wild dog. There's only 6,600 of them left. They're a highly social animal living in packs with separate dominance hierarchies for males and females. How interesting. Uniquely among social carnivores, the females rather than the males disperse from the natal pack once sexually mature. How interesting. The African wild dog regurgitates food for its young, but also extends this action for adults as a central part of the pack's uh, social life. The young are allowed uh, to feed first on carcasses. Did that come through the speakers? Oh, I didn't hear anything. I think so. Yeah. I sent some to Fumi. Fumi, I don't know if you want to play that. Paste it. Share the audio. I don't want to play it loud here with the dogs and stuff. I'll let you play it on yours. One dog barks and a thousand dog barks at the sound. A thousand dogs bark at the sound. Oh, my house. Well, we have two dogs. And my kids loud. Share screeno. Taking around for a dog video. I'm really tired, but I want to see this dog video. I don't think we're going to be able to hear it. We can hear that? Problem. Can you Still hear that or not? Under share. Oh, I might not have done the sound. Dang it. You have to do the sound. There's a button for it. Yeah. Just check sound, share sound. It sounds like a woman who's like there just been stabbed that's screaming for help in the woods. This is what it sounds like. It's creepy. Optimize for video. Can't say I've ever heard that. <laughs> You left the dishcloth in the sink. <laughs> I've told you a thousand times. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
Jesus, that thing is fucking utter. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, shut it off, shut it off. Can you imagine like you're just uh, camped out next to like a hundred yards away? That's what I'm saying. Having never heard that and come camping, and then you hear that shit like like 75 feet from your tent, and you're like, right? What the fuck, fuck is that? Right? This world has so much creepy shit. All right, ready? This is a Fisher cat. Oh, that's terrible. Tell me that's not creepy. <laughs> Your voice is worse. <laughs> I think it's when they're hunting, too. I'm trying to see if there's any more. I was going to say better than, like, I don't know, the middle of the city park or something. At least you expected it. We heard it like the first time I ever heard it was in the woods next, like across the street from one of my, like, I was younger. So, like, I was young. I was like, what the fuck was that? But I, we didn't know what to do. It really sounded like someone was getting stabbed in the woods, particularly a girl scream. It wasn't like a guy scream. It was like, ah, it, it, they get really loud too. Yeah, and then the other one is the other one that's scary to hear are coyotes when you're in the woods at night. You start hearing howling on one side of you, and then you'll hear it wrestling and howling on the other side of you, and you'll you'll be surrounded. And dude, it's crazy. But coyotes scare me, especially if it's a big pack. Like I've had that out hiking in the desert. We were out uh, living out in. in uh, out by uh, El Centro, and it was real, real better crazy. Have a gun. There was like a huge pack of like twenty-five or thirty of mm-hmm. them, and it was like, man, if they decided to all go at us at once, we'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. My dad, when I was younger, he wouldn't go in the woods without a, a gun on him, just in case. Um, bears and stuff. You know, I've been reading a lot that they've been putting a lot of bears down just for the fact that they're so used to humans. They don't do that up here. They uh, catch them and kiss them, and they take them out to this uh, drop point out way out in the bush. And, yeah, well, Michigan... They need to wander back, cause problems again. You take them back out again. I've noticed, I guess it must be an, Amer- like an American thing, because I've, I've seen one killed in a state park, he was running like close to the park, and someone told the park rangers, and they called, and they ended up putting him down for. He must have been doing close. more than just that, though, to get put down. No, I trust well, me. Once they start feeding from human sources, if they can't take them far away, like Colorado, there's nowhere to take them, so they just. If, especially if they break into a home and get to a fridge or something, it's over <laughs> they're just going to do it again. Yeah. And you can't yeah, have that was... in somebody's home. Imagine like a little kid finding them. That's not going to be a good, you, know, you can't have them doing that. There was neighborhoods That's right next door to us. Like, yeah. And if you're in Alaska, they can just fly them out into the woods and, you know, all right, buddy, you're back on the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a grizzly bear up here that was like prying open like uh, farmers' granaries and just chowing down on grain. And They're like, pretty vicious. 
And because they're endangered species, nobody could do nothing about it. He'd just keep coming back and robbing grain. They're pretty oh, determined shit, animals. Hell. Here, listen to that. That's a bobcat. It does. Oh, it sounds like a woman screaming. Oh, is the volume super quiet? Actually, this clip is super quiet anyway. But yeah, long story short, it sounds creepily like a woman, basically like grunt screaming. The moral of the story is there's a lot of things that scream in the forest that sound like injured women. <laughs> don't don't go. <laughs> like really, really be sure that it is actually a human. Because you might end up finding something that is much less fun to deal with than uh, in fighting. Or they might end mind. up finding you <laughs> after they've done their meal. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I've definitely heard that camping in Colorado. Like, right. It scares the shit out of you the first time you hear it. Right. It's like it's still kind of creepy even knowing what it is, you know. But I think, it's, I think it's, it is, it's not scary. Like when I was down in Peru and shit, they have this giant, enormous, super jumbo tree frog. And that bitch is loud as fuck. Mm. And that was super I scary. Hate, I don't know. Frogs get loud, man. I hate yeah. it. I was just going to say some of the loudest creatures are some of the smallest, you know, like uh, little crickets and freaking frogs. And Oh, yeah. You go outside at night and you'll hear straight crickets. That's all you'll hear. Right. Until something. Lynx sound pretty gnarly, too, and they're fine. Hmm. It seems like it's the cat species. Even my cat kind of like it gets a high pitched meow sometimes. That's pretty funny. I think it's like just the species. Well, that's their communication, right? Like, uh, the, the, I don't know, cats and birds and everything. They all talk all the time. Like, it's the most, it, I don't know, it's the most like egocentric thing that people always thought that uh, the animal, excuse me, animal world are, are all basically like dumb creatures. And like, we're the only ones that think Like they're all talking about stuff all the time. It might be dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, snails. They probably don't have anything interesting to say to each this other. It smells good. Like, Birds yeah, exactly. Like, this smells, this smells interesting. Fuck away from my turf. Right? Like, all day long, yeah. That's pretty much the, the fence oh, my dog barking dogs. Like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. I hate you. I hate you. I'm going to eat you. Do you ever think about that? How much, how much, when you walk your dog, how much that nose is in other dogs pee? Uh, that's, the, that's the dog blogs. You know, like you always got to let it seriously. You guys got to like people are always wondering why their dogs are sniffing and stuff like the dogs, dogs are checking the dogs like they 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 are their sense of smell is so good. They can smell three dimensionally and through time. So like when you come home, they can smell where you've been and they can smell your trip. Like they basically know where you've been basically by the smells on your fucking clothes three dimensionally. It's fucking magical. But also, I guess that means that they really, really love their each other's pee. <laughs> and they, uh, okay, Fred was here, Fluffy was here, like uh, freaking Rex peed on all of their stuff. Twenty minutes later, they want to know all that stuff, man. It's very important. It's like the New York Times for dogs. They can yeah. do cocaine through time. Yeah. <laughs> Rookers in cocaine without me. <laughs> one shot i told my dog to find a Billy home fred the hippie and i i did not know where fred the hippie was uh, living i just knew like that street but i don't know which door or which block 
And I told my dog, okay, go go search the hippie. And he, he went like at one door. I was like, okay, let's knock over. And it was really the right place. So I can <laughs> tell you, if you always tell at one of your friends, like, uh, or hello hippie or whatever, and one one shot you ask your dog to to go at the hippie place, he's going to know what you mean. So you can actually take um, mushrooms and train your dog. I know a guy that was trained his dog to hunt up morels and, and porcinis and a couple of others in Colorado. And he would have them smell it and he reward them. And then they would go off and find them and then bark at us. And we'd walk up and do it. And it was fucking sweet. And he had a Rottweiler and then he had like a little poodle or whatever. We just take him like rescues or whatever and train him for, for his mushroom hunts. So it was like mm. super dope. Yeah, I've just trained my dog to find a hippie, but it was my friend. <laughs> not like a, he's not like a hippie finder. You couldn't find random hippies. You can only find one specific hippie. Just be honest. That seems like a, that seems like a not a very useful skill, Evil Deadly Fart. Have you thought about that? That dog is not uh, not a very high resume item on that. He can find one hippie. Well, it depends. Uh, if you need to wipe the hip, if you need to eradicate hippies from your town, you see that episode with Cartman. Maybe get rid of all the hippies. <laughs> God damn hippies! <laughs> no, no. Th- he has to a... like drill through them. I'm not like against <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, breathe uh, in the weed smoke. Yeah, that's a good episode, dude. They fucking kill it, man. I love them guys. They're fucking hilarious. They they Very push funny. the limits. Yeah, China was... China banned them. Sorry, uh, oh, evil. When uh, China no, banned something. It was really good uh, when I was watching it, uh, like in the first few years, the, the Salt Park one. And then I I've just forget it was still a thing. And one shot, one of my friends was talking about it. I was like, what? It's still playing? He said, yeah, fuck, man. You got like uh, 15 years to get back into. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I will never be able to listen to all those. <laughs> it's like The Simpsons. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure if I saw that one. No. <laughs> There's a new one. By the way, uh, who's saying in the chat here, living with, uh, goodness, I just read the comment and then I forgot who wrote it. Uh, Billy, Billy says, uh, living with a parent shirt, parent sure ain't no library. And there was just something the other day that they proved. I want to say that we actually talked about this on the show, that the, uh, there was something that they proved. Uh, they actually did a study that, yeah, we did talk about this on the show that, uh, crows are smart enough to basically, um, uh, uh, teach language. I, I'm forgetting exactly what the freaking finding was, but basically they confirmed yeah. the crows are super fucking smart. Uh, oh, and uh, there was some discussion. Multi generationally. Anyway. That's what it was. Uh, that was uh, uh, different to a degree than uh, parrots. There was some discussion. I think I saw it on Reddit, and there was some discussion in the in the, the uh, uh, Reddit comments below that. And they were basically talking about how, for example, parrots are you know quite clever. They're you know really bright actually. You know, and we talk we talk about parroting something, right? Like that concept of copying it exactly. Parrots are really good at like literally parroting something, right? Like we create we gave them that word. They do that, but they're not very good at passing that new information to anybody else. So, for example, they couldn't really convey like 
Polly want a cracker in some new way. They would just basically say the same thing over and over again. They wouldn't, they don't really understand what it is necessarily. And even if one potential, I think they say that parrots don't really even understand that, that phrase, like, you know, I want a cracker or anything else, but even if they did, they couldn't teach it to another bird. Whereas some of those other birds, I'm fucking too high to explain this. Uh, some other birds are smart enough. Yeah. I'm definitely too high to even like phrase this question. Basically parrots are smart. <laughs> Birds of the word. The bird is the word. Fuck. Crows are super smart. They know language. They can teach yeah. their kids. Parrots are dumb. I guess that was it. But is crow can teach another crow like he's not in the same family? Yeah. Uh, they, they can mark, teach. They do. They mark they, things. Not only that, but they actually physically teach like uh, the um, uh actually these were like years ago and i remember reading about this like in minnesota or something that uh researchers would put on a mask and then be mean to crows and then basically someone else in a different town would put on that mask and the crows would basically abuse that person so basically some of the crows had conveyed the message first of all i guess i, fin I didn't finish the story they would be mean to that person whoever put that mask on the crows would basically dive bomb that person because they knew that that person is an enemy uh later on they tried wearing that mask in other cities around you know the area and those crows would dive bomb the person wearing the mask but not anyone else and as soon as they took the mask off they would you know take off so basically the crows had not only the concept like they could pass it on amongst each other hey that's an enemy there that face there but then they could also convey that to other people hey if you see this one fucking weird looking dude dive bomb the shit out of him he's a prick it's seriously like that's that's some magical shit, dude. That's some magical, magical shit. And I've noticed this actually. Like I'm always nice to crows. Like I partly because why would you be mean to a fucking crow? But also because I know that like they'll tell their friends. So wouldn't you know it? Everywhere I go, these days crows don't call at me. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I'll have my friends like they caw, caw, caw. But whenever I walk, it's just silence. It's like it's like I don't I don't even know if it's respect or fear or what it's probably not fear, but I mean it's like okay, no threat here. Because I never like throw stones at crows or I don't know uh, yeah, anything. I never yell at them or anything, you know. Did you see the new trailer for the Matrix? He like moves the birds. Does he? Did you see the new trailer oh, for Venom? Cool. Maybe I can't wait. To... I'm a I'm a I'm a comic book nerd guy. Sorry. You're gonna call your book nerd guys. I said I'm a comic book nerd. Oh, a comic book nerd. Got got you. Gotcha. The new Venom movie's coming out, and I'm kind of excited. I had a dog, by the way, that crows hated because he chased them all the time. So everywhere I don't mind went, crows. I like. I don't think I've ever been mean to a crow either, and I've seen them actually like attack people. Though the crows are kind of mean. But they, I mean, I if you're well, they're just they're territorial. They're possessive. I, See what I mean? Uh, like I've never crows mean to crows. Never been I never mean to me. I mean, I've see? never been attacked by a crow. But see? just saying. Maybe they were fucking pricks, you know? Or maybe oh, they looked no. just like someone uh, who was a prick. Seagulls. Yeah, seagulls are kind of assholes. Sorry. Seagulls are the dicks of the ocean. See, yeah. Seagulls are flying rats. Yeah. Yeah. They are kind of everyone hits seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my wait, my cat's crying right now have you seen the the video of the the killer whale baiting uh seagulls uh with fish like he went and grabbed a fish that like his trainers gave him it was like a, a like a sea world uh 
killer whale. Anyway, he went and like basically like dumped the fish in front of these seagulls that were just kind of watching like, oh, my God, these people, these whales have fish. And you could see the seagulls all trying to you know figure it out and chance it. Sure enough, one goes for it and he freaking chomps the, the seagull. Goddamn killer whales. Killer whales are scary. Peewee's attacking me. Oh, by the way, Ozzy, somebody was saying that they couldn't find your channel. Here it comes. <laughs> because it's a nest. Oh, yeah, it's got a nest. That's a different scenario. Where's Oh, there it is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen bats come down on people too. <laughs> See that one? <laughs> it's not funny for them. They're like, oh my god, this fucking walking monster came to attack our home and our children. We had to fight them off with every ounce of our beings. There Maybe he looks like a hero. Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <That> whale. <laughs> that said, there's never been a recorded story. case of... Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be our last one. Uh, there's never been a recorded case of a killer whale attacking a person in the wild. Because they destroy the evidence because they're smart. <laughs> they hide <laughs> the evidence under the ocean. <laughs> Dude, no, there's a cool one. Look up. Uh, there's a super dope documentary called The Killers of Eden. Oh, and they're going to do a documentary on the killers of SeaWorld. There's a couple cases of this. You can look it up. Uh, where is it? Um, but anyways. Um, where... The uh, the local whalers in Australia and this place called Eden, Australia. Um, Eden. Anyways, I'll skip through this, but they they work together with the the. There's a whole PBS documentary, but they basically work together with the orca pod, and they would drive a whale into the bay so that the whalers could kill it, and they'd harvest it, and then. They let it, the whale sit out overnight and let them feed on it for a night uh, uh, or, or a day or whatever. And then they get the, you know, pull it in and then they'd carve it up and whatever, whatever. But they let them eat the tongue out and a couple other parts and then they'd pull it in. It's pretty interesting. But they had like the best whaling record of any town in the whole part of Australia. It's a whole interesting PBS documentary. All the people are like 100 years old when they interviewed them. Um, but uh, it's really interesting. Uh, you can find it online. What about the bay where they like beat whales to death? Oh, it's fucking horrible, dude. They, uh, yeah, uh, the Japanese, what was it? The Japanese, no, the Faroe Islands. I think they just basically murdered an entire, entire whale pod after they come murdered up? a whole dolphin pod. Fuck off with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, but they will eat it for a year. Okay. Yeah, they eat. It's like I a don't tradition. Know if that's justification, you know, like it's like, well, we ate the country of Nigeria, but I mean, we ate for a year afterwards, you know, like I don't, there's a bunch of animals that are smart enough. I just feel like they're off limits. You yeah. Know, like if you're, if you're smart enough to freaking think and talk and have culture and everything else, I feel like honestly, like, 
you're just not a food animal i don't feel like yeah. that's even that that unreasonable you know what i mean like seriously like it's like going to space and you're like oh you look like a tasty alien let's see if you fucking are nice with butter and asparagus uh, you Big man, i want to eat food space steak alien burger what you eat what is the taste <laughs> of it? You grow like a cow in space and for zero gravity. What is that? What's I'm the model? Half the softest wagyu ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should I buy a half a cow, guys? <laughs> to do what? To eat. Eat. Cowabunga, dude. Have a cow. To make space have cows. a cow. We can bring it to space to make a space cow. Make it space, space cow. I think the idea was to have a living cow, though. Not a dead cow. What's that potent? So will the space cow wear space pants? Uh well they don't have to wear pants, uh, potent. They're cows. They don't they don't have to worry about their nipples. Unlike Janet Jackson, <laughs> the cow doesn't have to worry about their nipples. <laughs> space pants. <laughs> Why does the cow what's the cow hiding? I know it's just literally like nothing. What does the cow got to hide? <laughs> Have you not seen the space? Literally nothing. Awesome. Ozzy's Peter Dinklage did a whole skit on SNL with Cheers, Gwen Stefani about space pins. Never mind. Uh, oh, I've missed that one. I guess I missed it as well. Okay, um, well we're losing uh, people like flies. I have a reference then. So I, don't I don't know about pop culture, even though I don't watch TV. We'll have to watch it. I got sausage cacciatore. That sounds good. Tell us about it, Smash, for people who don't know what uh, sausage. I thought you said sausage. I was like, well, that sounds interesting. But sausage cacciatore, what is it? Um, red sauce, pepper, sausage, noodle of choice. Uh, sausage. Realistically. Like uh, red pepper sausage or what? Ital- Italian sweet. Nice. Sounds delightful. Um, yeah, it's really good. I like it. You come from an Italian family too, right? Smashed. Uh, one criticism of the Sopranos or the whole Sopranos culture, they kind of joked about it in the show, is that like the American Italian culture only has like the tomato uh, Italian food. Is that true or not? Yeah. I mean, you said, unless you go to a real Italian restaurant, like I like chicken baccata which is a white dish um it's like a butter lemon sauce they were making fun of it when the when tony and his crew and and uh paulie walnuts and all those guys went to i think naples it was uh where furio was from and uh, they were eating and paulie was like dude where's the gravy i want some gravy and the waiter was like the fuck what the fuck is gravy uh, and he was like, no, the fucking tomato sauce. And they're like, what are you talking about? Tomato sauce? Like not even one dish on the entire menu was like uh, something they had in New Jersey, like no tomato sauce and spaghetti or lasagna or anything. It was just interesting. It was kind of fun. They poked fun at it. Well, I've never been to Italy either. So like that was like my dad. My dad's been over there. That was first generation. So I wouldn't really know what like what the menu I- was like. I don't, I don't know this for sure, but from what I remember reading, because a lot of times the immigrant communities have kind of this like distilled version of their home country's cuisine, because a lot of them weren't like the high chefs and whatever the fucks, you know, they weren't the, seriously, they didn't cook for the kings and shit, you know what I mean? They escaped the country because of some poverty or disease or 
war or fan, you know, some shit, right? Like some terrible stuff usually. Uh, and then they would come here and then become, you know, poor immigrants and they weren't really specializing in cooking. They would be specializing in whatever else, like, you know, just well, I don't know, doing well, random, you know, immigrant stuff, right. Working in the train stations and all kinds of other stuff. And they would cook at home, but they would retain their like kind of comfort foods from home. So they would get these very like, pleasing belly filling simple freaking dishes and so like i don't know that's one explanation i don't know if it's the only explanation but well with italian gardening and tomatoes go hand in hand with cooking so you want to grow your like your tomatoes for the year you either make you pretty much have like a day where the family sits out she like cuts the tomatoes dices them and makes sauce and jars it and puts it away and freezes it for the year or whatever you know what i mean like that's like a typical thing to do every once a year so you have sauce for the whole family throughout the year and stuff because like you said like it, it's just old old habit from not having a lot of money it was easy to make pasta and the sauce was easy to keep if you could freeze it uh no that makes sense too honestly and it, the same kind of logic applies you know when you basically like uh, can away like all the different i don't know russian foods filled with like fermented stuff pickles and shit because you got to ferment shit for the winter right so that very much distills the kind of flavors you're going to have and, and i'm just thinking about different kinds of food anyway you'll still uh, see i've said this before about go ahead oh, i was just gonna say and if sometimes you can catch it in like new york maybe still once in a while like an, a whole family out in the alley barbecuing shaving tomatoes and cutting them up no and shit. stuff like in the city yeah. that's fucking great you'll still once in a while maybe behind a restaurant that keeps their sauce like you'll still find little pockets of like the older community that still does it well, probably more oh. and more that's the kind of the equivalent of what we do with our weed can't remember what i was going to say before that something to do with food whatever uh dab goblins talking about san marzano's and roma's baby and on dang it what was i gonna say i really want to hold on what you were talking about take the gun leave the note take the cannoli leave leave the gun take the cannoli fuck i fucked it up it's late in the late in the show you're welcome ladies and gentlemen been a long show. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. That's it. What do you think, West Engine? Is it time to start showing off uh, final? Let's see here. Share screen. Ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at fumadoroseedco.com. You can also look at fumadoro.com. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, or also at fumesofgold.com. Uh, go take a look, my friends, at the West Engine special. You've seen West Engine here. You've heard him. You've I seen know him. that guy. Now you know him. Yeah. Now know him. No, that's getting weird now. It's like, you oh, see, no, he's a better guy. Know oh, his deal. <laughs> know his deal. <laughs> know his swindle. Or perhaps you would like to see three witches. Three witches. These witches. Three. It's almost Halloween time. You're like, oh, spooky shit. Oh, my God. Weed that has witches in it. Three packs of Morgana for a special price. Take a look at it. You might enjoy it. Uh, perhaps you'd like to see only one witch. Only one witch and maybe other packs as well, but you'd still like to see a witch. There you go. There's the I see a witch, Morgana and her two friends pack. You could also take a look at individual packs of Morgana 
for example. She's delightful. She's sprightful. She's, uh, I'm running out of rhymes. Anyway, uh, lots of perps, lots of grape, lots of wine. Look at the size of that freaking stock there. That's what she said. Look at that plant. You know what? I haven't even updated now that I realize it. I haven't even updated the most recent of these photos. Dang it. Uh, or maybe I have, if I just scroll down. Let's see here. Anyway, that's freaking Morgana. That's Cuvée right there. That's the mom to Morgana. That's a dude, as you can see. No, he's not CGI enhanced. No, he's not actually two and a half feet tall. He's normal size. I suppose he could be. He could theoretically be two and a half feet tall, but I don't think he is. I think he's normal size. Uh, Lime River Rose, very popular strain lately. Uh, No surprise, because fucking lime, dude. Like lime. Come on, lime. Uh, Somehow I posted the same picture twice. One of my favorite, I like lime and lemon. I also like skunk. Nice. Yeah, see. West Engine has grown the lime. I think he yeah. said he enjoyed it. It's, it's so curing. Right on. That's right. He does the freakishly long cure because West Engine is a purist at heart. He does like what a six month cure? It's like four to six, yeah, somewhere Jesus. in there. Sometimes, sometimes long, sometimes like, that oh man, is this is all discipline. Holy cow, that's discipline. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to have a strain that has a potential for uh, or high predilection for cannabis gutation or leaf gutation, perhaps you will consider Black Prince Ruby. This is the one I found several instances. This is actually the same droplet. If I just scroll down, just taken different ways. But that's basically leaf sap sugar. Uh, Honestly, not a very good stack job now that I zoom into it. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but long story short, uh, generally speaking, it's a good sign. I mean, honestly, I guess you don't want to have too much of that because now that I think about it, if you had like only cannabis leaf sap on your bud, it would probably snap, crack on pot. I'm going to have to try that one of these days. Like, how does it smoke? Well, we'll see. But anyway, uh, it's normally a sign of good. Uh, we'll put it this way. You know what? It's a sign of me being happy. We'll just leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to try Black Prince Ruby, you may. Try it at fumadoro.com. Uh, each one of these packs, each 10 pack, that includes also the thir- three packs, or what do you call them? 30? No, three packs. Yeah, three packs come with a combem. I can't speak anymore. Something, a certain amount of Silago the Bat freebies. They only come with packs. That's the only way. You know, you want it. Strawberry, sour strawberry, awesomeness. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm apparently fucking stoned. I, I'm, I think I feel like West Engine looks. I think that's what it is. I think that's pretty much. I'm well tired, bro. Yeah. yeah uh, also, though, it was the you know. I mean, you were fist fighting with space aliens earlier, so I mean, I can't blame you. I was. I was. Uh, dude, you better rest up because tomorrow trivia, man. You got to rest up those tomorrow knuckles is... and the the brain knuckles. You know, rest I up. Look, the... I look forward to it. Right. I look forward to it. Uh, bring your A game, potent. If trivia was boxing, would it be bare knuckle or gloved? Do you think? Oh, it'd be, I think you've seen last one. Huh? I think you've seen uh, Jim talking trash. Um, That's true. It, That's it's true. bare knuckle. That's pretty bare knuckle. Who would have thought, except for anyone that knows, you know, Clackamas Coot. I mean, it's in the name. He was trash talking. He was I expected nothing less. Dude, he was out there. He was trash talking straight up. I believe, I believe he referred to me as not a real American, which is factual he's completely true yes. right <laughs> yeah. uh that was a pretty good one actually that was yeah. a pretty good one. <laughs> he didn't he didn't really want to make fun of west so he just made fun of that he's a canadian 
It was funny. He did also make fun of Wes a little bit, though. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I hope he's packed a lunch for tomorrow. Right. Right. <laughs> right. He's going to need it. Need some cheese. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to see this and more shenanigans tomorrow, uh, come join us. It's going to be uh, Chronic Table Trivia. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, usually starting uh, kind of stonerliciously after seven. Always trying to start it on time, but then one thing after another, and we're always late. It's, it's, it's a little silly. So we always try to make like the 710, and then we end up making the 720. But uh, one of these days we'll be on time again. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, come check us out. The game will probably not start until somewhere around maybe 730, maybe even honestly, if we're still waiting for contestants, 740, some of like that. So uh, still have some time. I'm going to have to put the questions together tonight and tomorrow. So ladies and gentlemen, throw some questions my way. If you got some, uh, you know, easier, friendlier questions, looking for pop culture, uh, you know, simple, gross stuff, uh, whatever stuff that, you know, they're kind of all the contestants have maybe some idea of, but don't necessarily know the answer because that's part of the game. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, throw them down, throw me some at uh, trivia at chronic You could also just email me. It's honestly the same address. Uh, Fumador at chronic literally just goes to the same place. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, throw them at me. It'll be fun. Uh, uh, you know, you want to. I need to use like reverse psychology or something. I don't know. You're not good enough or some shit. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to figure it out. Uh, send some iMatic, you know, like the, the last questions that I've uh, questions before people were complaining and like, man, there's too much. Fr- what was it? No, not too much Friday. There was too much uh, super troopers, even though super troopers, I might add is a legendary piece of cinematic history. I'm trying to think. I think it's an intercontinental. Well, no, it, it's an intercultural communication that one I spent the whole time Canadian, thinking could it really American, just be powdered sugar or and uh, German icing sugar and Afghan? I mean, and Mexican, Maybe so many cultures combined hippies, yes. Indians, so it's many cultures. A meeting. How many mind. spots do you have so far of pop culture? Uh, honestly, any honestly, I don't think I have anything yet. Maybe I, I might have a few. I might have a couple. But I'm gonna watch him. I'll watch a couple movies tomorrow before the show, right? On. Uh, and I'll, I'll send a couple dumb questions, very awesome. funny, like quirky questions. Over. They don't have to be dumb, but they should well, be a little cool. bit easier. Uh, fun, than... funny, quirky. I, I should have said except... the man on the zigzag <laughs> pack. That was an epic question. That was a good honestly, question. I think honest, that was a good nobody question. Nobody got it. That was I really do think that was a yeah, because nobody knows that shit. Well, that's the part of the goal, the freaking trivia shit. Exactly. That would have like that. That's a good. That was a good question. It's like trivia. toilet trivia. Everybody's score is supposed to be new fucking five thousand. I can't bet you right now who it was, but that was actually an audience submitted question. That was a good one. I bet you if I put who or where are raw raw papers made, everyone would know now. But like. I don't know. I, I never like researched. I like, like that's just I don't, a brand marketing answer because I'm, I'm not lying when I say like some of the raw products are made in China. Exactly. Well, Spain, yeah, brand marketed answer. It would be Spain, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like another one that would be like simple. Marks is busy, busy showing us his uh, snake, tree snake. I was gonna say trouser snake, but it was a, a blue pit viper. I was just looking at uh, a couple different reptile groups of it. I just saw that one and was like, "Hot damn!" I think 
Anybody would appreciate that thing. It's a good looking snake. I have I to be honest, beautiful. I do not see the appeal in pet snakes. Cheers, everybody. Oh, Happy shit. Cheers. Uh, I don't know. I don't see the appeal. I, I mean, I appreciate them in like a zoo environment and stuff. Like snakes are chilled, but. Exactly. Um, I, to, I don't want one. to breed all kinds of snakes back in um, when I lived in Pennsylvania oh, before I moved west. And it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of good money in it, too. You know what you're doing. And you have the space for it, obviously. I guess I could say there's. I was going to be terrible, and I was going to say, "Oh, there's good money in slavery." Well, then I did say it. Actually, I don't mean that. I was going to say like, slavery. I don't know, like, I don't know. Yes, snake slavery, right? Uh, I don't know. It just it kind of weirds me out. I got to feed it like mice and rats and stuff, and and then apparently like some snakes, if you domesticate them too long, a friend of mine was telling me who keeps snakes, which baffles me. But anyway, that apparently you have to. Let me think. You can feed them for no, no, I'm getting this backwards. You can feed them frozen rats and, and, and mice, but every once in a while you have to feed them an almost dead one or something. I'm getting that completely backwards. No, uh, no, what you can do, well, sometimes you, you can have issues, but you can always like take a dead one and gut load them and just warm them up to get the body temperature warm right. to feed them. You can like put them in a bag and boil, put them on boiling water to warm them up from frozen. Um, I, I were, I, this is what I did for a living uh, for a long time. It's something I'm, I love all different types of snakes. I've had interesting. so many different types over the years. I guess I'm not that big of a fan of rats. So the live about it, like, but yeah, live killing is more of a show. <laughs> you, you try to get them off of live ones cause they can injure your animal, especially if it's something I just paid a fuck ton of money for. I, I don't want it to get fucking bitten halfway in half by some piece of shit rat or mouse like i don't you know the spartacus I, of all rats yeah like yeah. i don't i don't need live or you know rabbits <laughs> you know. stuff can it's... really fuck them up if they... i mean Your i used to is... have a really i used to have a so, really big giant uh um uh red tail boa huge huge one like eight foot nine foot long <laughs> and i used to get her once in a while i get her goat kids like the the like the stillborn ones the real small ones she fucking love those more than anything else. But what so you we, do when you have a really big snake or a really large snake or aggressive snakes, you don't feed them ever in their container. Like that is not what you want them to do and open it and be associated with like striking or, or hitting stuff. You take them out and you put them in like a big Rubbermaid tub. You put them in a separate feeding room, a separate feeding area, and you make sure that the, the substrate that their belly is on feeding and feeling is feels different to them so that they have that mm. association and you can, it, it trains them to like, that's where also, you're going to allowed to be a little bit you know, while and out, not in the cage where I have to deal with you a little more often. And that, that helps reduce the level of aggressiveness, especially when you're dealing with really big snakes. It can be a pain. I've had a, a pretty large one when I was a teenager, like 14, 15, wrap up on my arm. And it took me and one other employee. I couldn't have gotten him off by myself. I took a second person to help me get him off because of the size of it. And that was a reticulated. That wasn't even that big. It was about a, a, a nine footer or something like that. Like not even, a, they get much bigger than that. But this was just where, you know, one that we took in as a rescue. My tattoo artist had two uh, pythons, I believe. No. Yeah, pythons, I'm pretty sure. 14 and 12 feet. Uh, the bigger one, the 14 feet was a female. And the 
smaller one was the male. It was pretty crazy. They both had their own room. He had them trained to where when they seen tongs, they would know it's feeding time. Hmm. But sometimes he would feed them whole like rabbits, um, like the big rabbits, like hares and stuff. You can look up all the different reptile shows and stuff online. Uh, all different ones all the time. Pretty much every weekend there's different ones in different states. So you can definitely check that out. There was a blacksmith festival this weekend. Show. Yeah. I used to go to the one at Hamburg, Pennsylvania, which is one of the bigger ones on the East Coast. There's a big one in Dallas as well and Houston. Dude, honestly, if there's a hobby you're into, there's probably an event about it. Mm, especially <laughs> these days. I'm going to say night, boys. I'm going to bounce. West Engine, you got the right idea? I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to roll out, too. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, can people find you in any way, or do you just want to not be found? Okay, Wes. <laughs> no, I'm Go good. I'm good. Oh, West Engine is like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to be found. Right. He's the one that does the finding, right? I'll find you. That's it. Uh, Potent, how can people find you? Cheers, Uh, Wes. You can find me at Potent Phonics, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify. uh, He's a SoundCloud rapper. All the things. And then um, the the Virtual Aquaponic Cannabis Conference, November 13th and 14th, live on my YouTube channel for free. Check it out. Sounds great. Sounds exciting. There's a new uh, rap album coming out, I heard. Yeah, dropping a hot new album. I got to go find like a lake to stand in front of and take like the right, like, going for <laughs> that like Christian, 90s Christian band vibe. I was going to say you need uh, a twerking grower chicks on either side. <laughs> Maybe the dogs. And, uh, uh, in the field, a posse of uh, uh, tough looking grower dudes with like uh, dreadlocks who are holding uh, bug assaults. That's yeah. mildly funny. It's doing your funny. Do it, doing your IPM for you. Yeah, right. no, I'm just thinking like the, the, the background scene, you know what I mean? Like a floating car. I, mean, I just I was getting like, like a treadmill so I can put the dogs right, in there, right? And they can turn the wheel to like spin the. Spin and aerate the conflict. and you guys are on a barge in a lake, but you also have a car with you. But you're not like a rich rapper yet, so it's a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's funny in my head, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Perhaps it's funny in yours. Probably not. It's not that funny. It's a little funny. It's it's mildly amusing. Smash. How can people find you? Oh shit! Uh, Smash Cannabis 2.0 Instagram. I'll be in New York. What the 16th and 17th for the uh, Bear uh, Roots Festival? So, yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool. I'll be there with Charlie Farms, and he's got a whole bunch of other cool people up. He's having a bonfire the first night. I'm probably getting an Airbnb, so that's if cool. you need a place to smoke after the bonfire and stuff, I'll probably be chilling. Make sure it's a pro smoking Airbnb before you do that because they got like five oh, shit outdoors, man. You can always set up a table oh, outside. Right. That's true. But all right, guys, have a great night. Be safe. Cheers, Smash. Have a good one, man. Uh, we've forgotten to talk to, forgotten to, uh, well, I haven't forgotten. 
but uh, well, I kind of forgot because now I'm talking about it now. Evil Deadly Fart with pretty much the most hilarious name on the show. Uh, how can people find you? And uh, cheers. Have you learned? I, I usually ask, and then Wes Engine left. Have you learned anything today? Have you have you become specifically on this show? Has it made you a greater man in some way? I hope the answer is yes. I hope so. Because I've spent enough time to say that I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at one point, if you spend enough time, that's power of positive got, thinking. Yeah, you there got fun. Otherwise, yeah. you have to find something else. <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah. Oh, man. Before I forget, uh, uh, I've asked uh, at Pantelis uh, com- Committee the guy if he wanted to go on your uh, podcast. And he just said, I just don't know what it is. Maybe. So if you want, yeah, if you want to watch that and just have maybe something strange, have some, someone from another kind of podcast that come on your podcast and he he do some comedy and uh, actualities review a bit, but yeah. Anyway. Sounds fun. Yeah. I was just thinking like zoom. You can't even see if you're wearing pants, you know, like, Pretty much everybody here could have just been wearing like, I don't even want to know, like a ballet tutu or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what everyone was wearing was ballet tutus. We all came back from ballet practice. We're all in different ballet troops. We're not even in the same ballet troop. We just all independently love ballet. Yeah, you can wear what you want below, but uh, at least close your cam before you stand up. (laughs) It's always something. Uh, we're too tired from ballet practice. We're just we're all <laughs> resting. Uh, yeah, we're stretching and stuff. It's impossible. Uh, that's that's a hilarious image. Uh, I'd like to think that also when Coot comes on, he's also fresh from ballet practice. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get too crazy here, Bacon, Andy, mine, I'm Medic. Cheers, bud. Uh, welcome back on the show anytime. Uh, Dab Goblin. Uh, let's see here. Who am I talking to? Uh, Jones top floor cheers guys uh thank you everybody for hanging please go check out fumadoro.com you know you want to there are some coupon codes my friends i forgot to mention those earlier uh pantelis comedy interesting uh i'm probably gonna forget that let me see if i can write that down pantelis comedy okay i can't type for some reason there we go there it is pantelliscomedy.com something like that what was i talking about Fibodoro.com, ladies and gentlemen, go check it out. Oh, uh, coupon codes. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, there's a 10% off coupon. It's listen up. If you are smarter and you keep listening like this next 30 seconds, there is a coupon code for 12% off. It's laser snake. And if you uh, want to even hold on for, I don't know what, 10 more seconds, 15 more seconds. And you think that Birkenstocks, are either the most revoltingly vile shoes on earth, like West Engine does, or surprisingly fashionable and potentially something you might be interested in, like I'm kind of leaning towards. Either way, honestly, or honestly, you don't give a shit. Uh, that's kind of the joke. Uh, you can go for 14% off, uh, use coupon code Birkenstock. That's not authorized in any way. Uh, don't Please don't tell them because uh, they probably will make me stop doing it, honestly. But uh, long story short, you can save 10, 12, or 14% your um, 
choose your adventure i guess you know what i mean uh, also there is a random mystery coupon code for something uh if you guess it you get 50 percent off i'll probably change that one of these days so if you'd like to wait before you guess i might honestly west engine was like Dude, it should be like 75 percent off honestly he's kind of right so i think i might do that uh i don't know because i don't want to have people like randomly like bot streaming my freaking or what is it called uh i can't think of it right now brute force hacking my web it's freaking for fun but i don't know we're gonna figure it out maybe that's not even maybe it's not even that fun we'll figure it out one of these days also, uh, I was going to say, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I remember the freaking photo contest. Ladies and gentlemen, photo contest. I literally forgot while this show was going on. I literally forgot, but I didn't get any uh, alerts. So it's possible nobody sent me, but we'll check right now. Uh, if you have not posted something, it's too late now. Sorry. You can post for October. So if you haven't uh, contributed for the, uh, I don't think maybe one person. Cannabisian. All right. Cannabisian. I'll allow it. Cannabisian. Uh, I'll allow it. 1230. I'll fucking allow it. I'll post his and that'll be the last one for this month. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to join next month's photo contest, get your freaking uh, trigger fingers ready. Get your freaking, uh, uh, you know, your photo trigger fingers, obviously. Uh, get your cameras ready. Get your freaking, you know, the, the, the cloth or your napkins or whatever you're going to do to basically wipe the uh, I don't know what dust or wax or whatever it is that you have on your iPhone screens or your camera screens, whatever, wipe that off and get ready for the October photo contest. We're going to be freaking having a blast. We might even do like a Halloween themed one. I don't know. We'll see a uh, subcool years and years ago, did a Halloween themed one. It was super fun. Honestly, that sounds kind of fun, frankly, like a Halloween themed photo contest. Now that I'm saying it, I'm like, dude, we're going to do it. So you heard it here first. If you're listening to the show, you're in the freaking no, you're the conyacente or whatever. Uh, I pronounce that terribly. All the nation of Italy is like fucking yeah. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, it's going to be Halloween themed. Probably don't have to be Halloween themed because it's again people's choice. But uh, you heard it here first. The homework assignment is Halloween themed photos, reels, whatever else for Fumi's photo contest. But in the meantime, folks, go vote for your favorites. Go vote for all the best and all the worst and everything. Basically, honestly, all of them uh, over at uh, Portland Cannabis Tasting Society on Instagram. Uh, everybody that has submitted is eligible for votes. You can vote for all of them. You don't have any limit to your votes. Basically, as many times as you can click the little buttons, that, that counts. Whoever has the most votes wins. Tomorrow will be the uh, answers. Uh, we'll be announcing it sometime. I don't know, maybe around 10 o'clock Pacific time, uh, uh, maybe right after trivia, something like that. So, folks, I hope you guys uh, join us. Let me think. Is that all of us? Go check out our podcast, Chronic Table, on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, I think that perhaps is all of it. Evil Deadly Fart, thanks for hanging, buddy. Uh, I hope your bees are doing well. Hope. Uh, do you think the bees listen to the show? Wouldn't that be fun if they did? Oh, but when I go take care of them, I think they listen at me sometimes. Well, I listen at I like them. I so like I, I, I like to say that uh, we communicate in a kind of way, but we, they don't really know what I'm doing. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, a, I, I, yeah, it's probably there's a kind of communication still. Yeah, it's, it's probably baffling to a bee. Like, why are you removing your winter's food? Like why? Why are you doing that? That's so dumb. It's probably so baffling to them. Yeah, it's not even their food. It's like the food for their babies or something, right? Yeah, they eat it. They eat the, that the honey. Uh, if you leave the honey in the hive, they will eat it. But they won't like uh, eat all of it 
like they can collect a lot more than they will consume. So that's the part that not every bees do. There's many kind of bees, but like, uh, let's say th those from uh, Italy that are really, really productive. Mm. Uh, if you remove part of it and you still leave some for them, they will survive with that. But what mm. we do, because it's, it's uh, the, the light honey, it's uh, charged with a lot of uh, kind of nutriment and stuff and tannin. And it, there's a theory that it's, uh, it can plug a bit their, uh, their system and whatever, but it's cheaper. Let's say it's cheaper to feed them and collect more honey. And oh, like uh, making like a syrup of a, yeah, mm. and they will eat it through the winter or mm. and at spring when they start to have some pollen that coming from the, the trees, I feed them with uh, some sugar uh, or like a, if I small, a small hive when those on my picture, when they were half of it, I was feeding them, but mm. only if I, I don't have enough flower around or stuff like that or by the time that the the queen uh, go uh, get mate and stuff maybe i will feed my uh, my small hive but uh, yeah in an ideal world you don't have to feed them with the syrup mm. with the sugar syrup but uh, yeah if you want to go commercial sell your stuff and blah 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 so at some point you will have to do it and if you do some poll uh, pollination work like uh, in cranberry or maybe almond they feed the the hive mm. yeah because it's not enough mostly if you got only one thing you know you need many good thing all the time that's the that's the same principle with the everything in organic i mean if you don't have always something available, it's going to be a, a, a bad uh, harvest at the end. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's that fun Liebig's law of minimums again, even with honey. How funny. Yeah. And some people think about like, uh, oh, yeah, that trees, uh, that, that field, I don't know what to do with and blah, blah, blah. And they let it go a few years. It's not that bad. It's full of white flower and other stuff like that. It's really good for for us. It's really good, but don't let it too long because you don't want to have to remove tree in it. But anyway, at least we don't have to do it by hand. But my grandfather was with me at one point and he saw some trees growing in in a field and he was like really sad to just think about how. It was hard to remove the stump by hand and with the horse and stuff like that. It was really long to cut all those trees to get space to have a field and stuff. So he did it. <laughs> and he told me like how it was another world back then. And that for him, it's not that now we can do it easier. It's the fact that we have to respect what have been done that was harder back then. That's my small part of a uh, sharing history. <laughs> Interesting. Right on. Yeah, that, that's what he told me. I was thinking really a lot about it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel sometimes. That, uh, yeah, it's so much easier now to put things how we want it. 
but maybe we, we will destroy proof of how hard it was before we discover those technology and the, whatever. It's just like a patent to just say about his these and analyzing. We we do a lot of work. That's good, but uh, let's not forget. For me, it's maybe 20 years ago, I was uh, buying bunch of stuff, making, putting it all together, try, like crossing my finger, it's gonna work. Well, <laughs> you know, now we, we can have some good premix that people got good results with it, and mm -hmm. you know at how how to uh, manage and uh, manage that thing and what to add. Yeah, or uh, a, a long way. <laughs> right on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank goodness for that technology and uh, what? Wild-eyed progress or something. We're going to be optimistic at the end of the show. Uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Thanks for hanging. It's late already. I hope you guys are having a great time. Hope you guys have a great day or evening or night. Thank you very much for uh, watching the show. Thank you for listening in. Perhaps if if I uh, turn this into a podcast, I probably will. It seemed like it was a fun show. Uh, once again, if you guys would like to enjoy the show, go look up Chronic Table on your podcasting platform of choice. Please tell your friends. It'd be very helpful if you tell your friends. You know these cannabis channels, especially channels like mine and Potence and many others, are uh, honestly kind of held back in many ways because their cannabis content, especially when we smoke visibly, that's one of the worst things we could possibly do to get any. Uh, uh, growth or engagement or anything you guys would be shocked honestly how good the numbers are on analytics like when you look at numbers like that the, the numbers on shows like mine i, I i'm guessing at other shows but look at the analytics on my show the show should be growing like a fucking rocket ship to the goddamn moon uh unfortunately it isn't because obviously there are some external factors so uh long story short i'm not trying to complain but if you guys enjoy the show tell your friends honestly tell your friends leave a positive review fucking make those sounds uh tell your friends tell your frenemies i don't know i guess maybe they deserve a fun show or something like i said i was joking the other day like maybe they will chill out if they watch a weed show i don't know maybe they'll be worse for all no that probably be better you know what i mean so tell your frenemies too tell your uncle bill who has been thinking about smoking some weed i don't know maybe uncle bill has some fun questions or something i don't know it might, might have a good time but uh, most importantly like share and subscribe it would be quite helpful uh leaving uh, leave a comment after the show that's apparently good i don't know they say i haven't actually looked into it but it seems to reason uh stands to reason leave a comment uh say something you know ask a question or leave a positive comment question or concern or whatever else make a joke whatever say something uh but most importantly have something wonderful uh, did I say be kind? I probably didn't, but uh, maybe I did. Be kind, be decent, be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. Honestly, just don't be a fucking prick. Just, oh, Jesus. Just don't be a prick. Until we meet again tomorrow. Trivia. Don't forget to send in questions, you freaking heathens. Send them. Because otherwise you have no right to complain. And watch Wes Engine. Well, I don't know. Like, it's rude if I It's rude if I basically root for the winner. You know what I mean? But honestly, I mean, he's a friend of the show and stuff, but... Approaching more partial, but we'll see. Adios, on the tip of my tongue, I can taste your lies. How to measure the love you throw around? I could never hold you down. One of us will have to take a bow. Feeling you so close to make me try.
my mind I'm under your spell, I can't get out My heart falls five below And I'm still here, I'm freezing cold And I will wait, I hold my breath till 